to the Pulp MX Show. Presented by Motosport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den. With your host, Steve Mathis. And now strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp MX Show, presented by Motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works coming at you. It's Monday, June 6, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Give me a good show tonight. Got a couple of my buddies in studio here, and they haven't been in in a while, and it is going to be something else with these two. They're low on energy. But hopefully we can get them hyped. We'll work on it. Levi Kitchen will join the show tonight. Star Racing Yamaha. Levi Kitchen will call in, uh, talk about his strong start to the Nationals. Uh, former factory rider Ryan Morris will call in to talk about his new role at KTM and some personal stuff with him. Love talking to Mo. Uh, probably going to have to put up with me talking about how I wrenched for him at the 98 Mini Olympics. Uh, Lewis Phillips will call in uh, all the way over from England because there were some controversies at the French GP this weekend. So Lewis Phillips will call in as well. And hopefully we have some time for Chris Kiefer as well. Big Loretta Lynn's regional this uh, past weekend. And we'll talk to Kiefer about that and more. He noticed a couple of things at Hangtown. And it's going to be interesting to talk to him about that as well. Again, Kitchen, Morris, Phillips, Kiefer all on board with us tonight on the show. We're going to talk about Hangtown as well. Round two, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. And we got four motos down, 20 to go. Certainly have a lot of surprises still. A lot of things to talk about. Jason Anderson winning his first ever motocross overall this weekend. Good job to Jason and the Kawasaki team. That was a pretty good ride. And honestly, Stexton goes 2-2 after dominating Paula. And he was, you know, less than a second behind both leaders, Tomac and Anderson. And Sexton could be authoring something pretty special here as well as we're going on. So uh, we'll talk about that and more. 702-586-7857. You want to talk about motocross? You want to talk about supercross? You want to talk about MXGP? Go ahead and do all of that. And uh, I want to thank the uh, the folks that, uh, that use the sponsor codes under sponsor or under the PulpMexShow.com logos. And thanks for everybody for doing that and supporting the show. And whether it's Motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech Suspension and Engines, X Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Cherubies, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF Guts Racing, Atlas Neck Brace, Works Connection. MotorcycleNewsyJobs.com, Get Data, WUSA, Ride Engineering, Intense Cycles, Suspension Direct, Manscape, Wisco Piston, and Twisted T. Uh, all on board with us tonight, and as are you people as well. So, uh, my in studio guests, a couple of guys that uh, you know well throughout the years of Supercross and Motocross. First up, uh, former uh, pro rider uh, turned uh, track uh, operator now. Tolerant Ignap. What's up, Ty? How are you, man? What's up, Steve? Thanks for, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's good to, you know, come into this huge house with some tall ceilings. Oh, and, here we go. Here yeah, we no, go. Started off right. Uh, third time <laughs> you've been in studio, I yes. think. So uh, uh, thanks for coming in. Also here, he is the seven deuce deuce. He rides for the Twisted T HEP Suzuki team. He had Supercross this year, of course. Uh, he is kicking it back this summer, but he's got lots to offer the show. Adam Ectignap, what's up, Deuce? Dude, what up? I heard dude? that you brought me a new rap. 
<laughs> I heard that you worked on a new rap for I did. this show. I did. I worked on a, a whole new rap. It's um, it's seven minutes and 22 seconds long. Oh, nice. It's like a Subway, two-stroke, you know, Pulp MX. It's just everything combined into one, like, buffet I, of I know raps. I've, I've always told you the Subway rap will never be topped. I've always told you that. Yeah. But honestly... I was uh, uh, mountain biking a little while ago, and my, my phone was on, you know, random. Yeah. And It Has a Bog came on. <laughs> and I think that's your best. Dude. I think that's your best. Dude, it's good. I get so many people at the races. It, it, that, uh, every two-stroke has a bog, bro. Like, yeah. They're, I'm like, it, bro, it's like it's supposed to be like a funny song, and they, they love it. It, it, it. it might be your greatest one, Pass the Subway. And, and, and that's <laughs> I, I, that's just me. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, the awesome. one three is good too, of course, yep. and, and all of that. Ty, what's your favorite one that he does, that your brother does? Uh, I actually have quite a few favorites, but they're not out yet. Okay. Yeah, it's it's oh, a, it has a bog. Is not my favorite one. But wow. Okay. I would I if the ones that are out, it's my bike's too lit. Okay. All right. Out of those. Fair enough. Uh, don't forget Animated to go crap. go through Amazon <laughs> and the, the little widget on it, pulpamex.com, takes you to Amazon and help us out if you're going to buy something from them. We'd appreciate that. The Pulpamex app coming out, I think, Friday. Today's Monday, so I heard Friday for the Pulpamex app as well. Uh, taking your calls over there in the corner, holding things down. The Ryan Dungey superfan, producer Pete. Yeah, buddy. So your guy, Dunge. Yes. A little more ordinary. Slightly, this weekend. slightly less of a diesel, yes, but uh, still very happy with his results. Oh, okay, so we're still, nobody's well, panicking. Well, sure, I mean, you had Anderson who had a better start, uh-huh. uh, you know, which we knew he had more speed than Dungy. Other than that, I mean, you had uh, K. Rowley's, you know, and they kind of flip-flops uh, yep. their motos. Other okay. than that, yep. All right. So you're still okay? Yes. Okay. All no right. panic button. Fair enough, fair yep. enough. All good. So happy Dungy's back. Dungy's Dude, I'm, happy. I'm so happy he's back, too. And I totally disagree. I felt like he was extra diesel this weekend. Like he was just, just <laughs> fourth okay. gear. Oh. I mean, that's what Dungy does. But he bro. wasn't getting guys late. It's no, more, no, 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 you no. Know. That is totally fine. Yeah. It's the beginning of the season. You got to let Dungy, Dungy warm up. Okay. You know what I mean? We're yeah. still... We're still yeah. just kind of getting that diesel. N- we got the glow plugs lit. Yep. We just kind of <laughs> turned her over. We're yeah, at round yeah. two. Okay. You turbos, know what I mean? The turbo spooling up now. That's what I mean. Sure, yeah. You know, we're just getting okay. going. Relax. Okay. okay. All right. Hey, the All diesel's right. going. You got to put the diesel in some heat and some elements <laughs> yeah. to see the whole okay. yes. All right. diesel you motor run for and that turbo right. really well, turn on. This is the Ryan show tonight, Working the cameras over there, working on the app and uh, uh, probably going in snowboard and causing a lot of problems. The Travis Marks, what's up? I, I moderate the problems. I'm not, I, I don't cause them. You just moderate them? Yes. Oh, you poor guy. Mm. <laughs> I might encourage it a little bit. Do you guys but... know what Discord is? <laughs> Can yeah. he... Yes, a little mm. bit. Well, we got one for Pulp Mech. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Ooh. A lot of things go on there. Uh, it's not It's not good. Yeah, it's it's yeah. kind of like a free for all, right? Yeah, a little much. bit, pretty just much. like a send it. <laughs> that's very and, that's very accurate. And, and he and he's trying to and he's trying to manage manage it all. So oh, wrangling um, these hooligans. So wow. good luck. Bigger okay. story for you guys this week at Hankdown. And Ty, you were there. Yep. At Hankdown, first of all, I thought it looked awesome. I thought the track looked really good, done well, mm-hmm. traction, uh, not dissed up and wall. I hate. And you're a track operator now. We're gonna get into what yep. you're doing. I hate. For so long, the Nationals were just soaked. Mm-hmm. First practice was a mud fest and three-foot ruts. 
and you just had slot cross, slot car cross, and during the day you would just go inside to out and out, and then by the end of the second motos you were back to the middle of the track or whatever. I hate that kind of prep. They've went away from it last year, started to not disc it as, as deep, give you some more room to move around out there, and, ta- and Adam, you did enough nationals that you know too what I'm talking about. So I thought that they're sticking with that program of just not ripping it too deep, and I thought Hangtown looked prepped really nicely. Now you thought they got a little lucky. I with the weather they had and the overcast skies, I felt like they got super lucky, and it definitely changed my opinion throughout the day because first thought on the track, I saw first practice and second practice, and I'm like, dang, they didn't rip it deep at all. Like the track's gonna seal itself. It's gonna get really hard pack and chattery. Yep. And then you know, at the end of the day, when you do that type of prep, it starts breaking down, and then you get those really inconsistent like chuck holes and those mm-hmm. curves. It's like nobody likes to ride that but yeah um looking at it they were probably watering that track for a whole week and a half and just had the whole thing saturated because the track constant was moving it was squishy around there was traction throughout the day they got super lucky it started to sprinkle right before 250 moto one so with that and the combination of just kind of not you know, ripping it as mm-hmm. deep, the track was phenomenal and they had multiple lines. You could, like, when you have a really good track prep, you can tell because the middle of the track is getting used and yeah. it's not just the edges. Right. Like, of course, they're going to ride the edges, you know, throughout the day and later in the day to find that, you know, smoother track, but they were using the middle of the track early in the day. So that's, I feel like, is a good indication of a good prep. But, yep. you know, Hangtown did a really phenomenal job and, um, from last year to this year, I felt like they did a way better job of prepping the off-camber section. Well, where it, last year it was it this. was it was last year at Colorado when they had some wind or something come up and they couldn't rip it as deep, and the universally the riders were like, "This is awesome." We were able to move around at Lakewood for the first time in years. Yeah. Normally it was just ruts, ruts, ruts. You know, it was fourteen ruts across corner. Yeah, and so they were like, "Oh, like they had a lot of praise." The riders did afterwards, and that was that was later in the season. Like Lakewood's down three. Yeah. And I think they were like, oh, shit, and they started doing that, and riders liked it. And, and I mean, Hangtown's a great track anyway, so mm-hmm. I thought it looked awesome. I love the new rollers coming up to the finish. In the back, yeah. In the back coming up. I love that. That was a really nice addition. But, um, Adam, bigger story for you. Tomac going 4-1, and, like, they made some bike changes for the second moto. Yep. And it worked. He went to an air fork. And you know, Oh, really? Yeah, so they an, switched forks between motos? Yep, yep. Wow. Well, okay. he was running the hybrid one, you know, the really yeah, light yeah, spring. Yeah. Yep. Not, a, not a total spring, like, like a half, right? Yep, mm-hmm. totally. So he went from that to an air fork, apparently, and he, he crushed it, right? He wrote, he wrote awesome. Yep. So, you know, bigger story, like that win for Tomac, like is that going to flip a switch? Or Anderson's first ever win going 1-3 for the overall? What's the bigger story for you? Um, I mean, obviously, the bigger story here is definitely Anderson, without a doubt. Uh, not having a win in 13 years uh, is just mind-blowing. I would have never even thought that stat about Anderson. But, you know, when you go back and think about it, it's like, wow, Anderson really hasn't won an outdoor race. He's won motos, yeah. Yeah, yep. but the problem with it is, is like, the reason why I don't think that Tomac is as big of a story is because, to me, this is typical Tomac. You know what I mean? Like, he, he took a break. You know, and obviously, usually outdoors, he comes out swinging. But, you know, when there's a break before Supercross, he starts off a little rocky. He has a little arm pump. You know, I'm sure he was nervous for the first round. He's like, how's my knee going to hold up? Brand new bike outdoor. I've never ridden this outdoor. Maybe he wasn't feeling it quite as good. And we know when Tomac doesn't feel it, 
He does he, not ride he, good. Yeah, he well, yeah. he just rides at like a seventy percent or whatever, yes. right? Then that is it. And yes. just hold there. Yeah. yeah, and so when you've seen Tomac get comfortable, you've seen a little bit of that yep. Tomac esque come out, and I think that you know after that moto, uh, that second moto, I think Tomac's going to be a serious problem. But I also think that you have Anderson and um, Chase Sexton that are going to be a serious problem in this series because right now, whether Eli wants to admit it or not, he's dinged up a little bit. Yeah. You know, he didn't perform like Eli Tomac usually performs at Hangtown where he just completely waxes these dudes. Yeah, yeah he did win, but I think there's some guys that – are just faster this year that are competitive with him. Just look at this, though. Like, he, I feel like Eli Tomac is setting himself up perfectly because what is next round? Thunder Valley. Yeah. We're going to Colorado. We're going to elevation where we know Anderson doesn't do good. He doesn't have the time in New Mexico to get himself acclimated. He might. No, he's there now. He's oh, in he Mexico is? now. Yeah, he'll oh, be okay. fine. He'll be fine at Lakewood. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yep. a week as far as getting acclimated to. No, but he's been there. No, he's been oh, there. He's yeah, been there he's back been there. Yeah, yeah, he, he yep. moved back there during the end of Supercross. Yeah. Oh, and, he's, had and he stayed there. Yeah, but, so. But, okay. Yeah, I mean, but still, it's, it's Eli Tomac's home track. Yeah. Yeah, it's still. I don't think it's that big of a deal, though, to me in the grand scheme of things if Tomac goes 1-1 this weekend for those guys that's not that big of a deal I think you know Tomac should go 1-1 if you're in Pulp Fantasy I would put Tomac 1-1 mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's it's not a surprise yep. okay we're at home we're at his favorite track he dominates there you know that's his dirt that's he knows the um the motor you know I'm sure Yamaha has an unbelievable setting from him riding supercross up there all the mm-hmm. time with the ECU and stuff not a big deal what I'm saying is those guys that are top three including Ken Roxon um they are really close to Tomac right now, and that's when they can get that edge but, and, okay. and gain that yeah, confidence. Yeah, but I, what I'm going with, why the reason I ask this is because we know Tomac didn't get as much outdoor time as he wanted because of that knee in the MCLs when he heard it in, in Supercross. So if he's able to come out at the fourth moto, you know, last week was so-so, no. he's able to come out in the first mo- fourth moto of the year and win, he's going to, you know, just that, that knee's going to get healthier, he's going to get back on the bike, He's going to Thunder Valley like this weekend, so maybe he wins again or whatever. Yep. Now those guys are going to be in a world of hurt, I think, as he builds. So he's kept it super close, even winning a moto, and now he's going to build. So that's where I'm at. But I mean, if you're racing Eli Tomac, you're in trouble. He's, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, if sure. that, if right. that train starts rolling, it's really hard to no, stop it's, it. Yeah. It's, not even, yeah. it's not even the train. You're literally right now, I think Tomac, he's – in his prime, I mean, not in his prime, but he's at the peak of his prime. You know what I mean? He might be rolling off. He might be coming up to it. He's also on, I feel like, the best bike on the track right now for him. Blue crew. You know what I mean? So <laughs> so he looks comfortable. Yep. He looks happy at Yamaha. Yep. He just won the championship. And then, you know, he did what he was exactly supposed to do at Paula. He was a little hurt. He kind of rode through it, made sure he didn't get dinged up, found his spot, went to Hangtown, got a better setup. If you're racing Tomac, you should be worried. We're we're four motos in, and, you know, Dunge, we just talked about Dunge a little bit, but Chase was on this show last week saying he's got to get better in sand, um, and and we'll, we'll see how that goes. He's working on it. But Anderson was really good at Paula. Don't let those results fool you. He was amazing. Yeah, no. no, he was. So, he was yeah. really so do good. do you feel like we're already seeing a bit of a hierarchy here? Tomac, Anderson, Sexton, Roxon. 
Yes. Are we already seeing that? I Without think so. Like, they're definitely establishing themselves as, like, the, the four. four. Yeah, the four that's going to be alternating positions, and any of those four are going to be taking wins from yep. another one if they have even sort of an off-moto, yep. bad line selection, right. you know, bad bike setup, yep. whatever. I uh, Look, the, the first round of Paula is always a little weird because it's a track everybody practices on, plus it's got moon dirt, plus mm-hmm. it's, you know, just California. Yep. But I don't care about that. I'm here to say that I think Sexton's for real all year long. And I think Anderson's for real all, yeah, yeah, all year yeah, long yeah. as well. But right. I think – so – I like Chase. Chase is one of my buddies, but mm-hmm. I think Chase's biggest downfall, which actually um, I I praised him for this weekend, is that when he gets under pressure, he pushes so hard because he has so much talent and he's so fast that he gets himself into bad situations and crashes. He is so good and so fast that he just needs to not beat himself. But have Sexton's we seen that? Biggest have problem. we seen that? No, we haven't. Chase Sexton in an outdoor setting, though. No, I, like we have we've not. seen that a ton in Supercross. But in outdoor setting, it's like a different. It's way more mellower. You have way more time to think. More it's room. a longer yeah. day. Yeah. You're more tired, so you can't put so much effort or so much extra effort. Yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is that Sexton's biggest fault or biggest enemy is going to be himself. I agree with you. I think Sexton has is going to win the championship if he doesn't beat himself. He's the fastest guy, mm-hmm. period. Yep. That's what I think. Yep. Um, great stuff, for sure. It would be interesting to talk about these guys going forward. And Caroli, of course, that was awesome to see him pull the whole shot. So sick. So <laughs> rad. That is awesome. Uh, it's really cool to have him here. So, yeah, I think we're all pretty thankful that uh, that he's here. Uh, Adam, I think that brought to you by the folks at Skosh. Oh, audio equipment, right? Audio Come equipment. Come on, baby. Adam. That fits. Skosh.com for more information. S-C-O-S-C-H-E. Skosh.com. Pulp 2022 is the code to save with the folks at Skosh. They have the base mount charging system here in front of us. They have charging cords. They got uh, clamps for your mountain bike, clamps for your motorcycle. If you want to get a discount, type in Pulp 2022 at Skosh.com and get charging cables and, and, and mounts and, and everything from the folks at Skosh. They got headphones as well. And, Lots of cool stuff from the folks at Skosh, and they're uh, they're bringing you Adam Entignap tonight on the uh, on the Pulp MX show. So thank mm. you to the folks at Skosh. I also want to thank the folks at Firepower, FirepowerParts.com. You guys use Firepower? Uh, I use Firepower batteries. You have Firepower, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, FirepowerParts.com. Featherlight lithium batteries, chains made in Japan, privateer proven with the folks like Kyle Chisholm. I mean, Kyle Chisholm uses it. I mean, come on. Legend. Gopher Dunes Honda, Club MX, and more uh, use Firepower. A lot of privateers are using them, and they're supporting that, so you guys should support them. Great prices as well. Lots of products under the Firepower Parts umbrella, firepowerparts.com as well on the show. And again, thank you to those guys for coming on. Of course, the Firepower Honda team. Yeah. With Marty managing it. Dude, it's pretty cool. I see Marty running around in the pits with his little yeah. firepower outfit yeah. on. I'm yeah, like, Marty, on. man. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I think uh, I think Max Ancy's going to ride for them next year, is from what I hear. And, uh, oh, that's and maybe, cool. Maybe Dino. Well, that'd be that's a good setup. Street, that'd be a so. solid team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Adam and Tyler, anything up here in studio? Okay, so we kind of established our four guys right now. Uh, let's talk about the 94, which we haven't touched on. Um, Adam, you know Ken Roxon well. The first two races, so you know, we know he had a laundry list of problems in Supercross. He had never done that poorly in America. Then he pulled out of the series. Yeah. Then we've had two round nationals now. He, the weather's been nice. It's been overcast at both of them. Hasn't been an issue. Where are you at with Ken Roxon? Like, I am still 
I mean, I am still I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I mean, we all have a lot of questions, and I think the only one that can answer that is Ken Roxon himself, and I don't think he's going to answer those questions to the public. Um, but, you know, it's Ken Roxon. The, the hardest thing, I've always been a big Ken Roxon fan, and I'm always pulling for Ken Roxon because the years that I got to practice with Kenny out of Castillo's, I've seen how much talent that guy has. It's unbelievable. It's, I feel like amazing. on any day that he really, really wants to do it, um, and he decides in his mind that he wants to do it, I think that he can do it. Um, obviously, you know, the biggest problems that we've seen with Kenny is once the weather gets different or, you know, um, once he feels like something's wrong with the bike or he's, you know, it's not, something's not right, um, Kenny's not right, which is very unfortunate. And I think that has to do with that big crash that he had back on the Honda, you know, at Supercross, obviously, but... This year, he just seems different coming into this outdoor yeah. season. I mean, it's not, to me, he it's not like that, night still, and day. He still has that first lap speed. Yes. Oh, it's, how about God. that? It's, yeah. not, it's not night and day difference, yep. Yep. but I just feel like he's a little bit more um, spunky this start of this outdoor season. Okay. And I don't know if that's because he took the rest of Supercross off, um, but one thing that I am seeing from Kenny that I really, really like is you know the maturity to be able to take the third or the fourth um you well, know whatever he's doing i think that's always been there yeah. because because he's just doesn't he doesn't want to crash mm -hmm. yeah i think that crash in oakland yeah really put his season off the rails oh yeah this year this year yep. yeah and i think just kenny is not going to push the limit of what he feels that motorcycle or he can do. Yeah, but so I was there and I wa I was watching Kenny and Moto One. Yep. And this is the first time where I seen Kenny get past like straight up and then hold on to the rear wheel of Chase Sexton for as long as he could, where he didn't look mentally defeated and he backed it off a notch. And then two, what I also liked was I saw a whole bunch of mistakes from Kenny and him still continuing to push and make multiple okay, mistakes yeah, yeah. where, I think, you know, yeah, in, in the, the past, past yeah. he was like one little front end twitch. He was, he was off like a second and a half. He's like, yeah. I'm not even going to get there anymore where he was trying to find that edge and still ride that edge and continue pushing throughout the moto where I feel like we haven't seen that much from Kenny. Mm, good take by Ty. Ty coming in hot. What the yeah. heck? Sleeper. <laughs> um, so, I mean, do you think he lasts all summer? I mean, I, we none of us know, but it's, I hope so. Well, okay, okay. Too. So yeah. we all hope so. I think we um, have twenty more motos. It's it's a long summer. If if Kenny can stay in the top three, um, he will continue throughout the summer if you see a couple bad motos you know a 10th a 12th you know here coming up pretty quick yep i'm not sure if we see kenny all summer yeah 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 it'd be interesting to see his contract's up i think he stays at honda but uh you know you don't know yeah right i mean i don't know why he wouldn't stay at honda maybe they don't want to pay him as much yeah you know what i mean maybe they're just like hey man you know I think Kenny's looking for a Supercross-only contract. I think I would think so. I think at this point, yeah. Yeah, I think um, the Supercross-only track it, or only contract is getting a little bit more popular, and it's keeping guys around for a little bit longer. So I could um, see him go that route. I could too. Yeah. So I mean, let's hope he stays all summer. The, the yeah. sport's better with Ken Rocks in it. Absolutely. But I'm I'm not convinced. No, I mean nobody's convinced, right? Because we've seen the last few years him 
you know, kind of let it go. Yeah. You know, he lets the leash go. He kind of, like, like Ty said, you know, he makes a mistake. And then you kind of seen him back off in the past. And, and that's been something that's trending over the last few years, mm-hmm. you know, and we haven't seen Kenny really have that resilience toward the end of the season that he needs to finish it out strong. Right. Uh, Jet Lawrence this weekend got the win again. That's two in a row for him. And he was sick. He was throwing up. Wasn't good. Yeah. I uh, didn't do a podium interview after Moto 1. And then he still wins. Yeah. Bro, these guys might be in a little bit of trouble here. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely in trouble. Um, I will say this. We were talking about it earlier. Yep. And, you know, Jet was one of the first dudes that I've actually seen claim to be sick and then, like, really sound sick. Too. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, I was sick all week. You yeah, know? The, the over-under. Uh, take uh, the over on uh, on riders saying, oh, I was sick this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. I got food poisoning yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah food poisoning is. More rampant in motocross community than it is in anywhere else in, in the world. It, it's just nuts. So so to see Jet being sick, um, like physically sounding sick too yeah. on the podium yeah. was like, uh, that was pretty gnarly. Like for yeah. him to do what he did, that was pretty gnarly to do. Yeah. I, I think those guys are in trouble. He crushed it at Paula. He won this week. I mean, look, Shimoda, I thought Shimoda was going to win. I thought Hunter was going to win. There was different points where guys were hauling ass, yeah, and it looked like Jet could be in trouble, you know, in the second moto or even in moto one, like Mosman was gone, but Jet was kind of holding those guys off. And then, damn it, mistakes by the other guys, and yeah. then Jet holds on for the win. Yeah, no. Um, so like I was, yeah, I was there and I was watching moto one and I was keeping an eye on Jet, and this was like the first time I ever seen Jet like have like a chink in his armor and i was like man that's weird like he's not turning up he's not finding his mid moto flow and clicking these guys off as easy as i thought and i'm like dude did he get arm pump or like did he get gas or something Mm -hmm. or like hunter blew by him down the downhill in the first moto i mean unfortunately hunter crashed and jet got him back but i was like damn what's going on with jet and then when i watched the broadcast i was like oh he was sick but like I was thinking about on the, on the drive home, I'm like, that's exactly why these riders are holding their cards close to the chest. Because, dude, if you were Justin Cooper and you knew that Jet was sick, like, you'd be like, oh, he's going to fade. He's going to fade. He was going to fade. And, like, I don't know, it would definitely give me a lot more confidence behind a sick rider than knowing, like, Jet just passed me, he blew my doors away. Right. And I'm just like, oh, okay, he's yeah. going to be gone. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a good point, for sure. Uh, we got some phone calls here as well. Corey wants to uh, talk to Seven Deuce Deuce. Corey, what's up, man? What's up, Steve? What's up, bro? Seven Deuce Deuce, man. A couple years ago, you gave my buddy a helmet, a fly uh, neon helmet signed by you. It's one of my prized possessions, man. I love it. That's so and cool, I bro. Where did he give and you I a helmet at? Shout out. Where did he give you a helmet yeah, I think, No, he gave my buddy a helmet. I think it was at Arlington. It was a neon oh, fly wow. helmet autograph. Oh, cool. Just give and my buddy brought it away. back to me. That's cool. And my buddy brought it back to uh, to Louisiana. I'm from uh, Gonzales, Louisiana. Number one Kevin Winner over here. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to give a I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Tyler, fucking semi guy over here. Hey, next time, drag Raper's ass over the line. Ah! <laughs> Hey, I know you. I know you said your clutch went out or something happened. Your clutch went out. But no. that night, I'm a. I look. I, uh, I'm a C5, C6 
spot, dude. But uh-huh. if there was ever a time for me to walk, I was about to jump out of the fucking bed, dude. I'm oh, like, shit. The fact- Greg Raper hey, over the t- line. Tyler- break his leg. Get him. Oh, dude, Tyler my clutch did not Tyler- go out. Tyler and Nap has two of the most heartbreaking didn't make the main story oh oh, in the history yes. of Supercross. It's, it's amazing. Hey. In my mind, you will always be the fucking semi guy, dude. <laughs> you were in there out of the semi, dude. I know. Dude, yeah, semi. Dude. Come on, bro. bro. You don't have to tell me. I and you know what? There was I don't know where you heard that story from, but there was absolutely nothing wrong with my clutch. I was like first gear wide open, and you know, thankfully for Devin Raper's asterisk knee braces, those things held up, and I, I didn't just rip kept, them through. Yeah, I would have just kept dragging it. I know. Yep. Looking back at it, I should have totally went Talladega Knights on their ass and just started running and did a front flip over the finish line and I'm like truly give me it give me it <laughs> that would have been great uh, thanks for the call Corey absolutely thank absolutely. you man absolutely yep thanks bud appreciate it thanks Tate's on one Tate what's up man Tate you there yo what's up first, first and foremost seven dude, dude what up bro what up bro are you, Tate are you calling from a submarine hey. <laughs> well can, can you hear me now no it sounds like you're uh, in a canyon or something I, I don't know what about now? Is that there you yeah, go. There, there we go. go. There you go. What's up? Okay, there we go. There we go. The AirPods, crapple, crapple AirPods. Listen, if you're Dustin Pites and listening, this guy, the seven deuce, a 10-year, $10 million contract right now. Let's <laughs> wow. Let's do it right now. <laughs> let's go. Let's go sign it, baby. Hey, the seven deuce deuce stock Dude, went up. 10 years. I, I'm, I, I don't know. 10 years, $10 million. <laughs> Hey, this is me right Look, now, bro. I mean, honestly, this is me. Right? D Pipes, where are you at, bro? Billy, Signed. Billy Grotto will do it. We'll, just, oh, yeah. we'll, we'll go straight to Billy Grotto. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll just go to the top. Yeah. Look at, look at. Yeah. No, Dustin is the top, but Billy's, you know what I mean? Billy's nah, in there. Billy will, Billy will step up Twisted T to make it happen. Okay, cool. Done. Twisted, first Twisted T sponsored athlete. I think, honestly, I was really looking for the lifetime Twisted T. You know, contract. Yeah. The, just the yeah. lifetime yep. Twisted yep. T. So right. we're working on okay. it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Okay, okay. My second, my second point to this to this phone call, Matthew. I've heard you talk about got to be at the races, commentate on them. Where you been, Bert? I mean, are you sick? Like, do, yeah, do I, we need to light some candles at, no, at no. the cathedral? <laughs> like, what's going on, man? I, I had a surgery, and I thought I would be ready to go, and uh, I'm not. So I, I thought I could go to the races, but it's involving a lot of walking. And, yeah, so the surgery I had to kind of clean some stuff up, uh, taking longer for me to recover from than I thought, bro. Understood. Understood. Yeah. Well, God bless you. You get back, man. Yeah, hopefully. The bulk cast, I hope sure. this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. I really thought I would go to Hangtown, and I thought I may be at Paula. but So I'm frustrated, too. So I'll, I'll, I'm working on it, bro. One, one last thing. One last thing. Seven deuce, deuce, lifetime contract. Let's make it happen. Right, yeah, yeah. Good. Let's right, go, baby. Good. We're going to make that Tate. happen. We're going to make it happen. <laughs> Tate's a very big fan uh, of seven deuce, deuce. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to our first guest, shall we? Uh, you guys, uh, deuce, deuce, you know Lewis, right? Lewis yeah. Phillips? Yeah. Because you had Max I've met, Anst- him a, I've met him a few times. Well, you had Max Anstey on your team last year. Please don't look away from the mic, sir, while you're talking. Oh. Yeah, I thought this was a professional podcast. Yeah. Because you had Max Anstey on your team last year. Yes. And there's no other there's no other gentleman who likes Max Anstey. Was than, More than, than Lewis, guy. yes, right, yes, right, of right, course. Right. I know Lewis. Yep, he's a cool dude. Lewis. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, what's up, Lewis? How's it going? Hey, mate. Good day, mate. 
Yeah, good day to you all. Fun uh, country, but it will do. It'll work. It'll work. So, uh, <laughs> Seven Deuce Deuce said that, yeah, you were nonstop around uh, uh, Max Anstey last year. Uh, nonstop. So, he, he's very familiar with you. I couldn't even get any space. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. the, it, it was, uh, yeah, it's just, it was overwhelming at some points. But luckily, mm-hmm. Lewis is just such a great guy. You know what I mean? He's just so cool. It yeah. wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, um, well, on the on the flip side, I uh, I got a lot of Seven Deuce Deuce messages over yeah. the last two years. Yep. Daily updates, yep. daily stories, yep. da- just daily updates. Really, I was really I was really in tune with the whole thing. So, Lewis, what is uh, Max going to do next year? Firepower Honda is what we hear for like World Supercross. We we do hear these things. Obviously, I know nothing, <laughs> but we will see. We right. will see what happens. I feel but, like um, you do know. We will see. I feel like you do we, know. Uh, you know, I, you know uh, a lot happened in France, and um, can I, it kept me busy. So I'm a little out of the loop of what's going on in America. Can I just say that I talked to a team, and look, Max Max uh, lost it on me. His wife lost it on me. We all know that. He apologized. I accepted it. It's all fine. But for an example, I had a team tell me, Bro, after after we saw what his wife posted and the way what he did to you, we had no interest in talking to him. And, and so just, you know, just FYI for riders out there or whatever, like, this shit matters, you know? And again, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Like, I, 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 you know, I get it. But, yeah, it wasn't a good look, right? So I had a team tell me that. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. It's free, free country. So, you know, yeah. So. I, I can let his PR manager know. I'll yeah. pass that on. Yeah, do that. Dude, pass that on. Uh, <laughs> Lewis Phillips brought to you by the folks at Renthal. So Renthal this weekend. Yep. They won both classes mm. in America. They won. They swept the podium at MXGP in France, and they won both classes in Canada at the opening round. Wow. Renthal. Yeah. Wow. Renthal.com, made right there in the UK, home of Lewis Phillips, the winning brand in manufacturing design for the last half century. Renthal continues to lead the world at the very top level of the sport, amassing more titles than all the other brands combined. Renthal.com. Uh, check them out, please. Chains, sprockets, bars. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, of course, probably used Renthal at some point, as did Ty. We all did. I mean, you have I to grow do. up using Renthal. I mean, Renthal. we rode a stock bike at one point. You know what I mean? With Renthal. That's what I mean. At uh, some point, we rode Renthal. So thanks to Renthal.com for bringing you Lewis Phillips from MX Vice here on the uh, Pulp MX Show. So, Lewis, let's get into this. Um, Big news for people who don't know, the, the GP in France. Uh, Saturday, there's a qualifier for gate pick. Now, the riders, correct, Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong, but the riders have not been happy about this race, racing for nothing but gate pick all year long, especially coming after a year where they only had a, a one-day format, right? Yeah, yeah, they were already complaining about it last year, like right. knowing it was coming back. So even right. now they're in it, it's even worse. But yeah, they've so, always hated it. They've like, always hated it. So, so this weekend, mud, mud race, mud comes, rain comes down, turns into a mudder in France, and the 250 class goes off, and uh, Gertz, Gertz has a big crash in the first turn, right? Um, that the riders believed were caused by the mud and not the grooming of the first turn? Well... Uh, you've kind of jumped around a little bit. So basically, um, before that MX2 race had even started, uh-huh. so before Gertz had crashed, before all of that, um, Sewer, Prado, Koldenoff, Evans, Fernandez, a couple of top guys, they approached uh, in front Luongo and kind of said, like, look, uh, it's muddy, track's a bit of a mess, we're not racing for points, we're not racing for anything today, like, maybe we just give this a miss. And they felt like they 
were ignored, which I guess they were. They were, right. Okay. Um, Yeah, they felt they got no respect. So they kind of walked away from that conversation and looked at each other and went, right. Like, okay, so I thought some of it was due to, do to the, I thought some of it was due to the first turn grooming, but maybe that was just a separate thing. Yeah, no, that was that was a that was a like a big thing. Yep. Twenty minutes later, once they got to the start line, okay. but obviously uh, when that initial conversation happened, they didn't know that they weren't going to prep the first turn, which was. Yep. I I still don't understand that part because like dry uh, sand, uh, wet mud, whatever snow, like you're always going to prep the first turn. That's like the most standard yeah, pretty common thing. yeah yeah so like i have no idea why they didn't prep the first turn like even it can't have been an oversight like again it's the most common sense move yeah. if you're prepping a track right but um obviously in the mud it's even worse so, so that was a that was a big mistake so they were already unhappy then the mx2 race comes down then they're not grooming the first turn now they're even more unhappy they've been unhappy with this format the whole time uh, then you know, not racing. You know, we used to race the nationals here in America uh, for for nothing but you know seeding into the race. Like yeah. it was, it was just a four lap race. If you were in the top ten, you didn't have to race. But yeah, other than that, you had to race. Uh, everybody had to. But um, so it's it's pretty amazing, Lewis. That so the the big guys, like you mentioned, all the riders, right? Guys are involved in this too, right? Yeah, yeah, guys are involved in this too. They held up the start for the MX GP guys, and. Luongo and in front was basically like, screw you, we're racing, go to the gate. And this is the part, Lewis, where I've seen this stuff happen. The riders just go, fine, and they all race. They just, you know, they lose the argument, they lose the fight, they go to race, and it all happens. But not in France. Like six or seven of these guys just didn't line up. Yeah, and I guess the biggest thing here is like Sua said it uh, Saturday night, this wasn't just about france this right. was many little things that have been building 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 and finally they all just kind of looked at each other and went okay like enough's enough now like i think i think obviously as a group they had their reasons but also individually they all had their own ind- individual issues from the past that they were kind of also carrying on their shoulders as well so like um it, yeah, it really came to a head. It wasn't just about the mud. It wasn't just about France. Yep, it wasn't yep. just about Erne. But basically, I think we've got some strong personalities at the moment, and that's without uh, Hurlings, who probably would have been the most vocal of everyone on Saturday. And, um, yeah, so they didn't race. They you know, they were given you know, the last gate picks. But now there was only 26 guys lined up, yeah. so it wasn't like they had the 40th gate pick. Yeah, but totally. still, this is a world championship in Sewer. And Koldenhoff and Prado and Geyser were just like, yep, I'll start 26th or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that takes some balls from these guys. It Absolutely. really does. You hey, know? Lewis, yeah. Lewis, this is Tyler here. Um, do you know, like, uh, I mean, clearly, like, the team managers and stuff supported these riders. But have you talked to them on, like, why the team, like, the team managers and the owners of these teams don't kind of put some leverage on MXGB to change the schedule? Well, uh, yeah, you're right. The team managers were like, the team managers, team owners, like even Monster, all of the spon- main sponsors, they all left it in the hands of the riders. Like, I oh, that's cool. Kind of, I kind of like searched quite hard to find someone who got blowback from a sponsor or a team or someone. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can make out, no one did. Nice. Um, there have been there have been things going on. Like last week in Spain, there was a team managers meeting. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, MXGP is in a weird spot because a lot of the team managers or team owners are 
like the Mike Genovas of the world, except right. they're factory team owners here. Yep. So their priorities in these meetings is very different to the riders who have grown up around motocross, raced all their life, you know, all of that standard stuff. So I feel like in the team manager meetings, kind of the wrong points are being raised compared yeah, the, to what the riders want to talk about. more like about what, parking or, or sale. Yeah, or like, right. oh, we, oh, how much it costs to go to Indonesia, which obviously is a big issue, but for the riders, they care about track prep and yeah. format and that sort of stuff. Now, did you, you did a podcast with Sewer after Saturday, and you did a podcast with David Luongo, and David never did really... I mean, David Luongo was basically like... He was pretty like hard-headed with his response, like, it was fine, they should race. I mean, whatever they want to do is fine, but they should race. And yeah, I, I didn't sense of like, I guess, I guess to me, the grooming of the first turn was like never brought up. Like it should be done, and why wasn't it done? And David kind of didn't answer that or talk about that, and that that's weird to me. Yeah, the thing, the confusing thing here is like at first David wasn't going to do that interview, so I was just talking to him and kind of trying to learn a little bit off the record. Yeah, and I said to him then, I was like, look. All the riders really wanted was the first turn to be prepped. Yeah. I think if you'd said, like, uh, okay, we're going to delay the start by 15 minutes, uh, we'll go out there, do some work, and yeah. then let's get this thing going, they would have raced. And he said, well, if they'd asked for that, they would have got it. And I was like, well, they, they said they asked for that. So, this like, who do yeah, I believe yeah. at this point? Right, right. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah, I guess but, hands up, like, who do you believe there? But yeah. he was... Yeah, you're right. And it, from what I could gather from riders, it was hard-headed like that on the start line as well. Like, Yeah, tensions got um, high, right, on the starting yeah, line it from got, what you hear? It got really heated on both sides, as far as I can make out. And I think that only made it worse because the riders felt more disrespected. Right. And equally, I think in front it was like, well, we're putting on this show for you guys to make money and like you're treating us like this. So, like, it, yeah, it did get heated. There were... Things thrown around, talk about maybe some riders should go and play golf was thrown around. <laughs> talk about how the riders don't take any money from the event anyway, so why should they care? Yeah. Uh, that was thrown around. Even some riders brought up the TV coverage, like literally <laughs> everything came out on yeah. that start line. Yeah, like you said. It's, it, and I've been part of these things. I've been, I was around with Limegate. Uh, happened and and you guys were probably part of that too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I was around at that meeting, the start of it. Whenever you know, I had Tyler Bowers on the show. Mm -hmm. I, I I knew guys that were talking to Feld at the highest levels, and I was around when there was a secret meeting on Sunday after Vegas in Wyndham's hotel room at the Hard Rock. You yep. know, the riders were going to get together, and and so I've been a part of this stuff for a long time, but rarely do you, you see, see any action. action. Right. Yes. And here's Geyser. Prado, Sewer, Koldenhoff, you know. That's big. And they're just saying, you know what? We're not lining up. S screw my race on Sunday. I'll, I'll take that shitty gate pick. Again, yeah. only 26 riders, so not the worst yeah. thing no, in the I, world. I think that was on a 40-man gate, it's right, not bad. That right. was the, for me, that was the big tipping point. You know, it's just like, there's 26 guys, so you're not losing that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, if it was 40, it probably would have been a different story. But, but like I said, you don't see action. Yeah, no, you don't, you don't see action a lot. And I think the big thing was the first turn to me doesn't seem like the issue. This seems like yeah. a buildup. Right. You know what Which I mean? Like, like yeah. the, the, yep. the first turn just kind of seems like the excuse to actually do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like yep. the last straw yep. type yep. of deal. But it was this, like the lights when the lights went out in Vegas yeah. and Fro won his first Supercross. McGrath, yeah. McGrath and a bunch of guys sat out. Yeah. From everybody that was there, it was lit enough to go racing, but it was a whole other issues going on with pay and totally. tickets and passes that the that the riders were pissed about and yeah. so they didn't race. 
Uh, Lewis, well, th- there'll be no penalties for this, right? There, th- nothing's going to come of these action of these guys not lining up. No, it's fine. Look, again, right. it got heated on the start line, so there was talk of like, okay, you're disqualified from the whole GP. Like, yeah, you're not facing yeah. tomorrow. Right. You're out. Uh, obviously, they walked that one back yeah. <laughs> once they realized how many guys were walking um, off the start line. So, what do you what do you think of this, though, Lewis? Personally, like, do these riders have legit gripes? Should they race for gate pick on Saturday, or they being were they being a bit of a babies, or or do you feel they're justified in all of this? Where do you stand yourself? Well, when this was unfolding, and I didn't know the full like ins and outs, I was I thought it was just about uh, the track, like everyone thought mm-hmm. at first. So at first, I was like, look, there's a dry line. You can get like I could get around this track, so it's fine. Yeah. Once I started talking to the guys, getting a bit deeper, finding out like how orchestrated this was, like yeah, they've got a point. Like they do deserve to be heard. Um, the qualifying race isn't the end of the world. Like in front, said to the riders, um, fans want to see a race on Saturday. They, they need a show. But it's like I don't think that the fan numbers are impacted by the qualifying race. Like I don't think it's that important. But they seem to really be clinging on to this. Um, I thought it was. I was quite impressed by the way that the riders, A, handled themselves on the start, but also handled themselves talking to me. Like, they were very smart, calculated, and got their points across well, I thought, which which is surprising because at the end of the day, they're riders. Like, right. <laughs> like I even had riders text me today saying, yeah, I'm surprised how organized we were, to be honest. Like, <laughs> like so they, they, I think they surprised themselves, and I think that's why we're now seeing action, because... They all got emails this morning saying, hello, Jeremy, hello, Pauls, hello, whoever. Uh, you're invited to a meeting this Friday with Infront and the FIM to hammer out the issues that we had on Saturday in the qualifying race. Right. So, like, it worked. They're going to get their say and they're going to sit in a room and get to talk about this. But, do I mean, you, whether anything comes from that. Do you agree with, should they ditch these qualifying races? Now, they're 20 minutes, right? They're 20 minutes long? Yeah. Yeah. Should they ditch these things on Saturday? Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see a shake up to the Saturday format completely. To be honest, like um, I think that I think that the series could do with a bit of a PR makeover and a bit of a freshen up in all angles. Like, so I think if we could introduce something new on Saturday that changes the game a little bit, gives fans a new experience, maybe makes MXGP riders look a bit cooler, a bit more accessible, a bit more superstars. Because that is what MXGP lacks compared to America. I'll go to my grave with that. Um, I think if we can shake up Saturday, get rid of the qualifying race to make these guys happier, and then use that time wisely to build this championship on and off the track, then I think it's a win-win. Like, I don't see why in front wouldn't be open to a conversation, at least, about a different format. But... Again, this came up on the start line, yeah. and um, Luongo said, well, it's fine. Uh, next year, the qualifying race is going to have points. And I think at that point, again, the riders were like, well, that's yeah. like, you're not getting it. <laughs> we just don't want to race three times on one weekend, but we yeah. don't need another points-paying race. That's even worse. Yeah, that's. it seems like, you know, the more starts, the more trouble for danger, the more, you know, all of that. Like, you know, and again, these riders aren't getting paid for that Saturday race. It's for gate pick. Mm. Dude, I yeah. think this like, I think this whole Saturday thing that they have going on is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Well, like dude, you're going so hard. You know, you already have your Sunday two moto format, right? Yeah. Yep. So Saturday, you're taking your star riders and you have to hammer out a moto and when we see a gate, we just flip a switch. 
you know, it's super on. Yeah. You know, and that's why there's qualifying. That's why we have time qualifying because you already have enough st- stuff going on to make riding a dirt bike super hard, right? There's ruts, there's jumps, there's all this other stuff to get hurt, right? Yeah. Now you're making them race again against all the other guys that are like weaving in and out and you know, you're connecting bars and all this stuff's going on. Let these guys have a break. If they don't want to do the qualifying races, if the rider, if the rider doesn't want to do the qualifying races, let them do something else. Let them come up with something. Like, what's the big deal? Put on a show on Saturday, but make it something else. Well, they already else. have two practices. So if you're a fan, you get to see the, your guys practice They're, twice. Yeah, you but know? look at the ultimate goal is to have all your star riders line up for points, pain, motos, and race. On yeah. Sunday. Yeah. On Sunday. It not does, not a 20-minute moto qualifying for it gate does, pick. I wonder, Lewis, too, like if Infront's being a bit stubborn here. In Just on a general point of view, Lewis, uh, by the way, brought to you by Renthal, Lewis Phillips from X-Vice. In a general point of view, Lewis, do the qualifying races on Saturday kind of show you what's going to happen on Sunday and therefore ruin some surprise? Mm. Yeah. No, I agree with that fully. Like, it's almost like you're going into Sunday knowing, okay, this guy's good on this right, track. Right, like, like Coldenhouse. Uh, this like, guy like, can turn it on when the races start. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it, yeah, it, like, and to be honest, I've, I actually know people who have done this. So obviously you can buy a ticket for Saturday and it's cheaper than Sunday because mm-hmm. it's not race day. Mm-hmm. So some, a lot of people I know will buy a ticket for Saturday, see a race and then stay at home on Sunday. Right. Like, yeah. So in a way, again, if you kind of like open your mind and look at a bigger picture, you could say the qualifying races that actually hurt him. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because you, the sales, the money, everything. Yeah, because on Sunday you're just like, oh, who's going to win? What's going to happen? While you're like, well, I saw a 20 yeah. minute race yesterday with guys who smoked everybody. I so, think yeah, that, he's got his bike yeah. dialed in. Yeah. He's going to be. I ripping. think that's right. the best point, right? Is you know what we love about motorsports so much is that you don't know what's going to happen, and you're right. You're taking an element of surprise out of the Sunday race. You're yeah. like, oh. This guy's in favor yeah. for sure. It's yeah. like, yeah. you know, no, and sure. then and then you see the other guy, you know, oh, he just way backed off. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like you see the guy in first super succeed, yeah. and then probably the rest of the guys are like, oh, shit, this is just for gate pick. Uh, just chill out, take the 20 minutes, yeah. and finish it out. Uh, props to you, Lewis, for getting David on the record, though, David Luongo, for doing that, you know. Um, like you said, he didn't really want to do it, but after – I mean, Sewer, Sewer's Saturday interview was hardcore. He was going after it. Yeah, I was very, I was very happy with the sewer interview. It was exactly what I was looking for and more. <laughs> and then, and then to top all this off, sewer wins on Sunday. That's, I know, I right? see, That's pretty badass. Yeah, that's rad. Sewer wins yeah, on well, Sunday. So the, so the thing here is, so obviously Sunday night, twenty four hours on from the incident. Yeah. Um, sewer said to me on Sunday night that when he got handed his winner's trophy. His exact words to me were, were, well, if the guy wanted to call me an arsehole, he could have. Like, that was the vibe he got when he got handed his trophy. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) And then then, um, the same, like, Geyser was up there to get a red plate, obviously. And there's video going around of him being handed the red plate. And he's being handed it in sort of a way that's like, there's not... Yeah, it's not uh, it's not as nice and like uh, you know like congratulations you just got the other. red plate yeah. like here you go no. dick um we're, we're, <laughs> pretty much it that's it <laughs> were, were these guys mad at like Jacoby and these other guys Jacoby won the Saturday race okay uh, uh, Henry Jacoby won it w- were people mad at him and others that raced did you get a sense yeah well not so much him but people a lot of riders are mad at Renault especially because he. 
stood with the riders and said, right, I'm not racing. Like, we're all, we're stood as one, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And then he kind of did a U-turn at the last minute. So I think Aww. a lot of guys were like, well, mm. like, uh, come on. Like, yep. what are you doing? Yep, yeah. Um, but the funniest thing in this is uh, Sasua went down the line and spoke to every single rider individually to get their take on, like, are you racing? Are you not racing? And, like, um, he got to 12th place or whatever, and this guy said, yeah, I'm racing. And Sura went, well, you're going to be the only one because we're not racing, so you're going to get, like, it was very, like I say, the riders managed to organize themselves quite well. Yeah. It's, amazing. it's actually amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Um, but, so I spoke to a lot of guys today who did do the qualifying race, and obviously the guys who did the qualifying race were kind of, uh, satellite teams, so like not on the factory level and in that little click. Mm-hmm. They said that if it had been explained to them better, then they wouldn't have raced. Yeah, but they that's like it was just about mud. They yeah. said if they if they knew it was about disrespect and stuff, then right. they would have stood back too. They're, you're gonna tell me though that they didn't see all this stuff going down on the line. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but they could have been out of the loop. Yeah, but know? they could have been out of the loop. But you're telling me. Sewer went down and talked to everybody, and they still raced. I mean, now it's just saying afterward. You, the big thing is to me, like, if any of those guys are listening, which who knows, like, you guys got to stand together and do this as a team if you want change. You know, they're the promoters aren't going to do this easy. They're not I, just going to. I'm going to predict right now that nothing changes. I'm probably right. Yeah. I hope something changes because yeah, they just hope, need to go to practice because yeah, it but, doesn't even do anything for MXGP. They can run the exact same program. Well. Wow and the, 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 do that. The COVID stuff gave him a one-day program and gave him a taste of what it was like, you know? And they were like, and oh, were like, this, this is, is pretty bomb. good. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, I mean, we used to, hey, for nationals here in America, we would practice on Friday, hang out on Saturday, Dude, I tech remember, your bike, and then yeah. race Sunday. I remember Supercrosses when it was just like forever. Yeah. Just no, practice it was a two-day forever. Schedule. Yeah. I remember Supercross yeah. when it Friday, was a two-day schedule. Friday practice. That's yeah. what I mean. And it's like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. Um, nuts. Lewis, so, uh, um, yeah, interesting to see. I, I, you know, I think that uh, – was Infront pretty mad at you, Lewis, at all for doing some of this stuff? I think I'm okay so far. Okay. okay. Um, with, you know, it's Monday. There's a lot of time to go. Ah. Uh, I've got to get a flight to Germany. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how the week unfolds. Um, the pr- yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll get there it when it's time. Out by a lot of – the problem is the riders are kind of very happy with me at the moment, which is kind of pulling me into their circle. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just here. Like, I'm, I'm just a man. You're just a middle man. Please don't try to take me to a side. I, I'm just a monkey pressing yeah. record on a machine. Please. I'm not involved. I'm not involved. I'm just here. But yeah. Like, yeah. I, uh, you're I, causing... Like a lot of, a lot of riders. Lewis, have said, like, a lot of you riders have to pick a to... side. You're you causing, have to pick a side, Lewis. Yeah. Just, just yeah. play Sweden. Just play Sweden. Just right in the middle. Uh, that's, that's Switzerland. Of, oh, Switzerland. Switzerland. Today, a lot of riders have texted me today, spoke to me last night, and said they think that they can get changed this time because I've given them a voice bigger than what they've uh, wow. had previously. Uh, I, I, oh. I predict, so that, that, again, makes wow. me the problem. Man. I predict nothing will change, but good luck to them. Uh, I've, Way I've to seen put this before. squad on your back, Louis. Yeah. <laughs> and, and good luck to them because I'm not involved. <laughs> oh, you're involved. you're involved. You're involved. Okay, if I'm the guy interrogating you, uh, you're involved for sure. You're the one, you you're the one putting the microphone in front of Seward. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, yeah, it should be, should be interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, at least they get a meeting, right, Lewis? That, yeah. That's a positive. Anytime you can get in front of the promoters and, and talk to them. I, I can't believe the MXGP teams – 
are okay with this schedule that in front keeps pushing out. I, I cannot believe that the factories are like, yep, we'll go to all these countries because you're making a shit ton of money. Yeah. We'll go to these countries that doesn't sell one CRF 450 and doesn't sell, you know, uh, yep, we'll go. And not only that, we'll have book our travel with the travel agency that is owned by Infront. Wow. You know what I mean? We'll book Ooh. through you. Got, like, I can't believe these OEMs get pushed around as much as they do by by the Infront guys. But, hey, whatever, man. Whatever. You, you know, if you're in front, then go ahead and take it. But it, it's amazing to me that they, don't, they, they haven't stood up to these guys more. They keep adding more and more races to the schedule, you know. How many are they at right now? 20. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 20, oh. Lewis? Yeah, well, we're at 19 now because 19. one of the Indonesias got yep. cancelled, um, which means we're going to Indonesia for one race only, yep. which is the, which is another problem in the paddock at the moment. But to be fair um, to what you said, just said, Honda have said have come out and said that racing in Indonesia is one of their most important races of the year because the amount of like road bikes, scooters and the stuff they sell there. Yeah. No, is, I, it far surpasses anything else in the world. So Pit Buyer told me that too, but I'm like, uh, okay, Pitt, like, uh, tell me how this works. Like, he's just like, yeah, we sell scooters. Some Vespas. Ves- yeah, I-, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but putting it on these team owners, like you said, they're all individual team owners. They're Mike Genovas and Coy Gibbs and Mitch Paytons of the world in Europe. You know, they're not a factory, right? Yeah. So, uh, and Lewis, of course, all of this is overshadowed by Alberto Ferrato and his leg injury. Should we just pour one out? Do you want to just I do mean, a five-minute silence? or You want to talk about... I reckon you should just black out the rest of the show, like, in respect. It, it, <laughs> it's just terrible. My guy, Ferrato, breaks his leg. Mm. Oh. And, you know, after mm. he bravely stood up against everyone on Saturday, and br- like, he did his part, and this is how the world repays Yeah, because he, he was one of the terrible. top riders. Yeah, he was named. He was named in yes. that list. He was right there with the others. Yes. Oh, really, really bummer deal. You could you could say that he is the hero the other riders didn't realize they needed. Get well soon, Alberto. We are pulling for you. What a breakout season. What what an amazing breakout season for our guys. But it was definitely a break. For the funhouse. Wow. For the funhouse Toronto guy. Too soon. Uh, before we let you go, Lewis, um, thoughts on Antonio Caroli's first four motos? Uh, it's about what I expected. I, like all along, I didn't think Parlor or Hangtown would be his tracks. Like I didn't think he would enjoy them. I didn't think they would suit him. I didn't think he'd be in the top five there. The real test for me, okay, he's obviously been to Thunder Valley before. That's a little more, I'd yep. say, up his street. But once he gets to High Point, that's when I'll be looking a little closer and really pulling him apart. But I, I struggle to figure out just how deep in this thing he is because he did go to America late. Um, later than KTM wanted him to. So I, I'm struggling to really figure out how into this he is. Like but invested. he's going for two more. So. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he signed up for two more. Uh, I think he'll keep going. I got the whole shot. That was cool. I think I think he needs to keep going because, like, he needs to race Millville. He need, well, he's been to Redbud, but he needs to do Southwick. He needs to do Unadilla. Like, those yep. are the tracks that yep. European riders dream of. Yep. Man, I so would love to if see If the opportunity's there, yeah. like, why would you walk away from that? Yep. I, don't, I feel like the, the, the core motocross rider in him will want to do that. So I'm with you. I agree. I think it'll be, it'll be great to see him at the back east races. I think he keeps going. I really do. I think, I think he'll be fine. 
So it's really, really cool to have him in the series for sure. So, well, Lewis, um, thanks for calling in again. It's late your time there in the UK, but uh, we appreciate it and you know giving us the down low. And you're just you're stirring the pot. Well, I'm just a man. <laughs> just try to keep selling that, Lewis. Yeah, just, you're yes, the voice yeah, of the riders just, now. Yeah, buddy. you are. Yep. You're, you're like you know. You're like a Martin Luther King. You are. Yeah, you you're are the guy. You're the guy holding the flag. You're, yep. You're the voice of the riders. <laughs> I am. I am the Homer Simpson thing going back into. The no, 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 no. You are the Martin Luther King of the riders. Yep. You are leading no, them. I'm just a man. Pressing no. Record. I don't know how many times I need to reiterate. Hey, I, hey, Lewis. It starts with just a man. And then you become a legend. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just come to Thunder Valley instead. Maybe I'll start America. I can't wait till I can't week. wait till in front in front holds a ceremony where they light you on fire in front you know of the what? crowds. You, you know what? Someone already made that joke on Sunday morning. Oh. That was already making its way through the paddock, so that was great. Yep. That, that really... Uh, Lewis Phillips. That might be our last time talking me. to him on the show. It, it really could. Yeah, R.I.P. Lewis. It was good to know you. Yep, yep. It was really cool, Lewis, before you... I feel you, like uh, by saying this, we're kind of getting ahead of the problem, which is good, because like, we're ahead of this. But, yeah. You know. I mean, so when I when we get the gravestone, um, do you just want us to put a, a man that pressed record? Or, like, what are, you, yeah. what are you thinking? I highly doubt that anyone's going to care or visit. <laughs> we care. So you can do whatever you want with that. What Lewis, do you mean? Lewis Phillips, poet, author, <laughs> the man who pushed record. <laughs> oh, my, that's put, it. Like, yep. Just yep. put Lewis Phillips. Hashtag we still don't really know what he did. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, we don't know what he did. Oh, we're um, gonna put a hashtag on a gravestone. That's thanks, great. Uh, thanks for calling in, Lewis. Really appreciate it. Good work this weekend. Uh, uh, it was nice to see you do that, and I hope something changes with those guys. And and uh, and congrats to uh, to you on on all of that. So thank you for pushing record. No stress. That's what I'm there for. Thanks uh, for having me on. Thanks, Lewis. All right. That's Lewis Phillips already brought to you by the folks at Renthal. Renthal.com for more information. I, I love Lewis. He's, he's, yeah, awesome. he's such a good dude. He is. He's a, he's a great the guy. The leader sure. of the riders over there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, Just yeah, hold it down. Absolutely. Uh, thanks to the folks at uh, Weisco as well. Uh, Weisco has been manufacturing pistons right here in the USA for over 80 years. Who didn't have the giant Weisco sticker on their fork cards? Uh, everybody. Mm, yeah. everybody. Everybody. I did. I, I, did. He, I, had, I had it on my YZ85 yep. back in the day, yep. and I just it was the biggest one I could get, and I would cut the ends off of the Weisco thing and just stick yeah. it. You stick know what I mean? Right it, yeah. just, yeah. it was a whole yeah. fork card sticker. This yep. one sticker. Uh, so thanks to the Weisco guys. They support people like Factory Honda, Club MX, SGB Honda as well. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco is a variety of pistons from reliable forge replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite Series. They've also got their uh, uh, whole Garage Buddy rebuild kits, clutch and valve chain components. Go to Weisco.com, go to Motorsport.com, and uh, and look at the latest and greatest from those guys. There's also a way to save with Weisco for pistons and Garage Buddies or whatever. Uh, go to our, our PulpMexShow.com site and uh, click on the Weisco logo, and you can see how to save with the folks at Weisco. So thank you to those guys for coming on board. And uh, Weisco is pleased and proud to bring you our next guest. He is uh, He went 6'6 this weekend in the 250 class. He is fifth overall right now through the two rounds. He's a friend of the show. It's Levi Kitchen. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. How about you? We're good, man. Did you see that McGrath started calling you Kitchens on the broadcast? I did. I, I, I didn't. I heard about it. Yeah, a lot of people asked me about it. <laughs> it, it we talked about that last time you were on. I, I, it makes me sad that McGrath was calling him Kitchens. I know, especially because like McGrath is like, you know, he. It's Jeremy McGrath. He's the king. 
and he messes your name up. It's just yeah. it's a little depressing. But he did get 99% of his name right, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, I just – I don't know why um, – People want to put an S on the end of it. I don't know why that wants why people want to do that. Yeah, it's it's know. odd. Yeah, yeah. this kitchen. Like, yeah, I'm not sure. Where, where do you come up with kitchens? Like maybe uh, he's like, talking about his whole family. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of kitchens. Yeah, there's a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at all the kitchens. <laughs> man, the kitchens are killing it. That's what he was saying. Um, Levi Kitchens, like man, he, yeah. he's just proud squad. of the whole family. Yeah, that's Good what point. it was. I never thought of that. Yep. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Six six this weekend and Levi. I, I know you're aware of this, but your average start through four motos is fifteen. Fifteenth, fifteenth place. Yeah, that's better than I thought it would be. To be honest with you. Well, that's only position after lap one, so that's not like the. Oh, that's not oh. where you're crossing no, the line. Yeah, at. your whole shot position, god awful probably, and then you're somehow working up the fifteenth at the end of the first lap. Yeah, no, the first lap is scary. I've been slicing and dicing every weekend so well i don't understand though like like you how much do you weigh 160 that ain't that tall or that big that ain't that heavy it is on the heavy side for that class compared to some of your yeah races. i mean 160 but it ain't, it ain't i mean he's got a me. star yamaha right he's too. got a star yeah. yamaha and he's pulling yeah. this kind of starts yeah yeah i know it's it's pretty bad um so what is I it is it uh sorry i'm gonna inter- interrupt you over and over um you're good is it like a technique where you laid on the gate? Has it been one thing that's been a problem to start so far? It seems like when one thing goes right, then another goes wrong. <laughs> like a lot of times, right. I mean, I've been late plenty of times off the gate. Yep. Um, and I'll, the big thing, though, is just I'm wheeling bad. Like, okay. Just, yep. I get back too far, and that that, that bike hooks up. So dude, having a double clutch. So much horsepower coming out the yama dog dude dude yeah barking. so okay so here's my first question for you at so when we're at the the goat farm well i guess the yamaha training facility how do you start against the rest of the dudes good really good um well what's good yeah, we, are we hole shotting them or are we i mean because how okay this is my first this is the real question how are we starting against romano that's what we need to know <laughs> okay um I'll whole shot him, yeah. I mean, we if we do, like, let's say six starts, you know, some days I'll get a couple whole shots, and um, so we kind of all, I mean, are you Christian telling me normally gets us all, but. Yeah, are you telling me you whole, shot, you whole shot Justin Cooper a couple of times? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, what the fuck, Levi? Dude, Levi. If you could whole shot Justin Cooper, you know, it's like the dodgeball thing. You can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> Yeah, I don't you, know. You can whole shot Justin Cooper a couple times. You can whole shot a national. Okay, so I know. this is this is seven deuce deuce advice, okay? I'm a terrible yeah. starter, so take it with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I'm no good at starting, <laughs> here, but here's how you get starts. This, this, okay. So Why when we go phone? up, because I have an app on my phone oh. that I want to tell them about. Oh, okay. that's what it is. Okay, so first word of advice, if you're late on the gate, there's a there's an app on your phone called Reaction Test. and there's I've, like, I've already... Okay, cool. It. So you're dialed. So what I would do yeah. is before the motos, and I actually have really good reaction time. I'm just huge as shit. So <laughs> like my, it's hard to get yeah. out of the gate. So you don't have that problem. Especially you're after a, you came back from injury. That's yes. what I'm saying. So yes. um, so when you... Yeah, so when you press, you know what I mean. You're you're getting that thing. Do it right before the motos. You can't just do it before the week. You got to get it kind of going. I'm so pretty do sure Swanee has got him pretty dialed. Okay, well, dude, I'm just giving him tips. And the next thing I want you to do 
is just envision that you're at the goat farm at the gate. One of my best races that I've ever had when, when my little brother goes to the gate with me and he goes, dude, just pretend you're at Castillo's. Just envision yeah. Castillo Ranch because, you, if, dude, if you can whole shot those guys during the week, you can definitely do it on the weekend. You know, you're probably just thinking about it too much. You know you're fast because you're sixth place. You know what I mean? So you're like, okay, I'm expecting to be six. I know what the deal is. I just need to get out front, and you're putting so much emphasis on the start. You need to just let mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah. That's my take. Do you, do you have one of those things that tells you what RPM you're at on the gate, like a, like one of those get RPM no. dashboards? No. Okay. No. So is that a problem because no, you're wheeling, so you're, you're, you're in the wrong – you're too high of an RPM or something? Or? Yeah, I don't I've always struggled, like – in a race scenario, you know, I can't like when I do practice starts, especially by myself, obviously I can hear my bike. Yep. Um, a race scenario, you can't hear anything. Uh, Supercross this year, I not only made two rounds, but like my first gate is, or gate drop of Supercross, I whole shot that heat. And then I was like top five in the other starts. And uh, we'll probably test it a little bit this week to try it, but um, you can kind of adjust the RPMs like a yeah. almost like a start device or whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah starting map right so i might try that a little bit they usually don't like to do it on dirt with our bike but we might have to for me so we'll see after the start you've been happy though i think you've been riding well yeah i'm really happy i mean um i think my fitness is pretty good the second moto i was you know i was okay fitness wise i just didn't really have that that intensity there when i would have liked to but i almost think i'm working so damn hard especially those first motos that um you know, it's hard yep. to save anything. I mean, I'm coming from a ways back. So, no, speed I'm happy with, and bike setup's great. Um, yeah, yeah just, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, every, everything's, everything's working just except for one one part. Yeah, so exactly. We're on the uh, phone with Mike LaRocco, a.k.a. Levi Kitchen, brought to you by the folks <laughs> at Wiseco. Uh, Wiseco.com for more information, two-stroke and four-stroke uh, uh, um, pistons as well. Um Hey, that looked like a fun track to ride this weekend. Like, I wasn't there. It looked, looked, looked uh, tacky and fun, and you could move around. Tyler was talking about it earlier. You know, you could go inside to outside, middle of the track. Did, did you have fun? Did you like the layout? Because you, you, you'd been there last year in the fall, but um, what yep. did you think? Um, I thought it was good. I think it was a better track than last year for sure. There was more moisture. It got um, definitely rougher and, you know, not as, like, Last year was just super hard pack and slippery, so um, yep. there were some good lines. Uh, that second moto was definitely gnarly. There's a few things that kind of sneak up on you, but um, for the most part, I enjoyed it a lot. That new section I like in that. the back there, yeah. no, that that section's sweet. And it, it uh, I was jumping in, like in yep. qualifying, ended up doing it. And first moto I did a few times, but second moto, for some reason, I just never... I don't know. Whether I just wasn't doing it in the second one, but uh, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, fun. Um, you find yourself around Seth Hamaker a little bit here through the four motos, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've had some good battles. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, so uh, you missed Supercross. You raced you know, a couple rounds or whatever, then got hurt. Did you find it jumping in at Paula? Were you a bit nervous or like a bit like wondering where you were? or how, What's that like being gone for so long and then, then uh, jumping into a national? Um. I don't know. It's weird, and I wouldn't even even if I had raced Supercross. I think it's just different with having us out here now in yep. Florida. You know, it's kind of like the unknown. But um, I, I I knew where I should be, you know, and mm-hmm. I was right about. I mean, actually, a little bit of it. You know, I was kind of surprised to come out and get fifth the first moto. 
I mean, once I did it, I was like, okay, that's good. Like, I'm happy with that. But, you know, you just never know. So coming in, um, I knew I was riding really well, practicing. So I kind of expected to be up there. But um, now to do it two weekends in a row, like, you know, I'm pretty happy, but I feel like I could get up even even further. I want to get on the box. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, you get a start and you start sprinting for the first two, three laps. Before you know it, you're, yeah, you're right in the mix, right? It's so much easier. It just yeah. makes life so yeah. much easier uh, than yeah. doing what you're doing for sure. Um, the uh, the the Justin Cooper obviously didn't have a great Paula. Uh, he still got the start in the qualifying time, but then it didn't go well. And they made big changes to his bike this week, and it really worked. He was a totally different guy. When something like that happens, do you get a chance to try stuff that Cooper's doing? Like, he put on stock clamps and look like stock wheels and stuff. Do you get to try that, or are they just working with Justin Cooper and fixing what he's complaining about? Or do you get a chance to be like, hey, I'll try that? Um, I, I definitely could. I could I could try it if I wanted to, but I'm, I'm completely fine with my bike setup. Um, I ride completely different than probably everybody on my team. So, yep. uh, no, I'm happy they – they did some changes obviously it worked and uh you know i didn't end up trying it i did a little bit of clamp stuff early on before yep so i I like my bike i mean i'm not sure if some people have seen but like i think i'm probably the only one out there i got some off-road pegs on the back of my bike and um went to a taller seat recently so those are a couple things that changed but yep um uh, yeah, I'm happy with my bike right now. Hey, Levi, it's Tyler here. Um, huge fan. Hey. I've been kind of following your career just because I've been teaching. Did the amateur nationals when you were um, at Freestone and doing that whole thing. It's, and it's been awesome seeing you come up. So you've been pro for a couple years now. Um, have you been getting into like the swing of things you were just talking about, bike, bike setup? Um, are you happy with your bike setup now? And then how much are you changing your bike between like Moto 1 and Moto 2? Um, you know, I don't, I'm not great. I wouldn't say at testing and the whole bike setup yet. Um, I think I know a little bit decent. I learned a lot actually in Supercross this year. I finally started to feel a lot of the changes, but, um, no, so far this season, luckily, like the, I haven't done much of anything at all. I mean, a couple of clicks here and there between motos and a little bit of, you know, taking a little bit, um, out of the shock or putting a little more sag into it just kind of depends, but not not anything drastic at all um and then like i said some clamp stuff um yep but i'm definitely learning the bike a little bit more i mean i wouldn't say i'm no jeremy martin with it but (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) uh, um, no it's getting better for sure i'm not too picky either which i almost wish i was a little bit more picky but i can usually adapt to pretty much pretty much anything so don't don't worry about being picky because the older you get, the more picky you're going to get once you kind of figure <laughs> things out more and more. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so don't worry about that right now. Just ride the bike because I think the team that you're on obviously is going to put a good bike under you no matter what. They have so much knowledge uh, from past championships and just the bikes look absolutely fabulous, um, you know, 99% of the time. So yeah. I wouldn't worry about that, you know, just ride the bike. The question that I wanted to ask you is how does it feel to be at the camp with all the guys? Do you think it's better for you um, to be there practicing with those guys at one spot? Because I know you guys practice together often. You know, I'd see you at Glen Helen and you, Swanee would always have you, you know, 
in a group training. Yeah. But you guys are kind of solidified in one spot now. Um, Wouldn't it get does, depressing? Sorry to interrupt you. Wouldn't it get depressing to ride with Christian Craig and be like, "Why I can't I can't ride like that? I want to ride like that." But that, that's, Eli that's Tomac. What I, that's what I like, mean. Does, well, Eli, I think, does his own yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. what I mean. So, but like, watching Christian, you must be like, "Oh my god." Yeah. So, <laughs> does it does it defeat you? On a weekly basis, um, is it good for you? Uh, who's better during the week? Are you one of the guys that shows up at the races um, and not so much at the practice track, or is it the same for you? Give us a little bit of the lowdown on you know being at Carmichael's place. Yeah, um, I think it's it's awesome. I mean, the only thing I would say we miss obviously is is riding with other guys that are on the team, obviously, and maybe riding tracks that are you know, different day to day, but, um, for the most part, the track, it does kind of develop the same every time. And we've been working on that, but, uh, and then as far as the guys go, you know, I don't, I haven't gotten discouraged or, you know, anything like that with riding. Cause, uh, lately, like during the week I've, I've been showing up and riding really well. And, um, I think that's, what's, you know, helping on the weekend, obviously, but, um, surprisingly everybody's pretty close at the farm like we all have our days um yep. but there's plenty of times where you know i'll be the fastest justin will be the fastest christian will be the fastest the rookie nick will be the fastest sometimes i mean we all leblanc like it literally <laughs> we'll do sprints and stuff like that and some people can just i mean everybody rips so right uh, what I don't know. We all have our bad days, too. What but. are you doing for fun out there? Because there's not much out there. And, and I mean, I guess you can go into Tallahassee, but, yeah, what, what, are, you, what, what's, what are you doing in the off time? What, what, what's going on for fun? I, I bought a bass boat, so I take that yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I go bass, I go bass fishing, or um, I golf a lot. So that that's pretty much it. Or I'll just kind of sit around. and It's not nothing like California. Let me ask you guys a question. I'll start yeah. with like I, I've never really fished in my life. Okay, oh I, my I, I, went, I fished in the Gulf of Mexico Don't one time. Oh my! And you're we, not living. Okay, dude. listen, listen. It, it's it's dumb. Okay, but first of all, why do you say? Why don't you just say like? I go fishing. Why do you say I bass fish? Like why? Because, because it's, what's the, it's way different techniques. You're just fishing. Way different techniques. No, no you're just bro, fishing, like, bro. Not, because you could oh. be bait fishing. You could be top water. You could do a Cinco rig. You could do a Carolina oh, rig. Oh, hey, what are you like, doing? Oh, I'm Cinco rig. No, no you just say no, I go like fishing. Bass fishing, and then you have trout fishing. Yeah, but you have this is this is where Ty's kind of messing up, okay. dude. There's sport bass fishing, and then there's like, yo, I throw a bobber in the lake with a worm on the end of it and caught it. But a is fish. it at all fishing? No. No, dude. Yeah. That's so is Levi, is Levi trying to look? Waiting. Is Levi trying to look better by saying he's a bass fisher? No, no he's not even worried no. about that. He's just saying he's going bass fishing, just like any what normal dude. There's so there's so many different there's different types of boats. I, that's why I said I got a bass boat. Like I, I, you know, there's offshore fishing and all sorts of stuff around here. So okay, I, dude, do Steve, the bass I just can't believe you're. From I'm Canada sorry for that question, Levi. I just, it's just, just how about what do you do for fun? I go fishing. Cool, man. We'll just move on from there. You don't got to be like, I got a bass boat and a bass fish. Yeah, like, but dude, I just go that's fishing. That's what I'm saying. You're not yeah. even in that world, so you yeah, don't but, understand. Yeah, okay, but okay, okay. All right. So, All right. Let's, no, let's, let me move on. It's kind of like this. It's kind of like this. Like, yeah, I went and bought a dirt bike. I go okay? riding. Yeah, no, no. I went and bought a dirt bike. That's fine. Cool. Okay. I know exactly now, what you did. Now, 
I went and bought the Works Edition CRF. No, that's still just a dirt bike. No, bro, it's, it's still it's just a dirt different. Bike. You're going race. I, okay, I, that was right. a bad analogy. Move, that was a horrible analogy. That was, but <laughs> dude, he's he's buying up. It's a trick boat. It's a little lower to the water. It's he's got flat like, on top, so you yeah. can work on the whole like okay. walk, walk on the around whole. the whole thing. Uh, I mean, dude, I've already I've already talked too much about fishing. Okay, moving on. Uh, I just want to hear the <laughs> motocross stuff, Levi. So. <laughs> Yeah, Romano and LeBlanc. Where are we at? What? What? Do you, what how do you feel? Where are you at with these two punk, punk kids? <laughs> um, I'm pumped for him. Yep. Nick obviously can get off the gate. He, uh, <laughs> yes, he can. And he's he's learning quickly. Like I think him being up front like that, that's that's great for him. And then, um, you know, Matt actually last weekend, uh, he was supposed to only do two, and you know, Bobby was like, hey, if you you know, I guess pick it up or step it up a little bit, then, you know, why don't we think this thing out? So he, I obviously was out there, so I didn't get to see him, but um, that second moto, I think he did a lot better and um, he's improving. You know, he's, he's been starting in the back with me, but um, he's working his way up through the pack. So yeah, I'm impressed with him. I think, I think, you know, I think they're doing pretty well. They're, they're about right where I thought they would be. Okay. Um, yep. But, no, they're they're learning quick for sure. All right, got some phone calls for you here, Levi Kitchen on the uh, Pulp and Mix Show, Bass Fisherman Extraordinaire. Uh, <laughs> Anthony's on three. Anthony, what's up, man? You want to talk to Levi Kitchen? Yeah, how's it going, fellas? What's up, man? Hey, um, in 2016, I had my daughter qualifying at the General uh, at Washougal, and yep. it's pretty young, so I was on the backside of the track right before the whoops. And I was watching Levi battle Max Miller, mm-hmm. and you threw a chain. So I ran up. I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" And you're like, "I threw my chain." I was like, "Well, push it, push it to the finish line," because you know the regional. I was just curious if you remember that. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. There's actually some photos floating around um, of me struggling, but yeah, I ended up pushing it over the finish line. I remember that. From where? From the back section or from the whoops? Right before the whoops or where? Like right, where be- right before the whoops. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. You come out of the woods there, yeah. and I, I lost the chain. So. Oh, damn. Yeah, that, right. that's cool. You remember that. All right, cool. Thanks, yeah, Anthony. Pretty sweet, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. It's a great story. Wow, yeah. just legendary. Uh, Jeff's on one. Jeff, what's up? What's your question for Levi Kitchen? Hey, yeah, the, I was just wondering, uh, you're 21 now, and I was wondering if, like, you're going to still keep arguing with 16-year-olds about your 16-year-old girlfriend on the Internet. Yeah, Kitchen, you, uh, you, you've, uh, you, caused some, you caused some controversy. I don't, I don't understand what's going on, but this is, this is the world we live in nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I heard about this stuff, but um, I'm not sure who's, you know, saying anything back or if there's a bunch of fake accounts going around but um you can uh no i mean it that's kind of my personal life so i mean if people want to talk shit then i guess that's <laughs> it's kind of the sport we're in so uh, yeah it's it's best to just focus on your racing and don't worry about it because there's always yeah uh, and, and that's my race deck rant of the night by the way it's coming up shortly dude, not about me, this situation yeah. but about don't, people on the internet don't worry oh, about internet people bro oh my god yeah. somebody's got to say something all the time you know what i always say too, levi is bro there's people hating on james stewart there's people hating on dungy there's people the bigger you get the more haters you're gonna get it's just the way it is unfortunately and to oh, yeah. social I think, media. I think, oh my gosh! I mean, any publicity is good publicity at this point. So <laughs> kind of 
<laughs> I, uh, I I see some things that guys tell, like Forkner, right? Mm-hmm. Look, Forkner dishes it out on social, yeah. so he's got it. Yeah, he's got a voice. It, yeah, but he's got to take it when shit goes sideways. But you click on some of these profiles, these people that are just talking mad shit to Forkner. And look, I'm not the biggest Forkner fan. Like, I'm not. He's a cool kid. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. I'm not like, yeah. you know, I'm not like a massive Forkner fan. But I still talk to him with the races and, and all that, right? I'm, I'm just – and then I look at people on his social talking about when he got injured. And you click on their social and it's like a father with his wife and his kid like in the photo. And you're just like, really, guy? This is what yeah. you do? You Dude, think this I is know. you think this is what it's you're doing right here? Like it's just amazing, man. Like, yeah, bro, you, how depressed and in a bad place do <laughs> you have to be? To talk shit yeah. that much, I don't. Get you know it. what I mean, yeah. like, dude. Keyboard it's warrior, bro. Dude, it's it's ridiculous. Like, all I do on social media is positivity, bro. <laughs> I'm all about yeah. the positive. That's all I do because there's so many people in this world that are haters. I'm sick of it. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Levi, moving on. Um, you haven't been. There. <laughs> well, I mean, we can just go on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we can. I feel like we covered it. Yep. Levi, go moving on. You haven't been to Lakewood, have you? You've never been there. No. What do we? How do we feel about it? We watched the video. Oh yeah, I know. I watched the video. I'm stoked. The track looks good. I'm. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous as far as um, <laughs> your your starts and that that, that elevation. <laughs> not no, not even the start. But oh. I I used to race mammoth as an amateur, and I get altitude sickness. Bad, oh okay. So, yeah yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna fly in Friday afternoon, and hopefully it doesn't catch up to me by then. But yeah, you know, uh, some guys it doesn't bother, some guys it does. I think I don't think you can definitely say like, oh, it's gonna bother you. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, you know. So um, I feel like the older you get, to the better you are. You the better you get with it, and just like you said, just try to fly in as late as possible and do the best you can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, do you uh, do you watch the the races back with the 450 stuff? Do you watch 450 uh, races? From Paula or, or anything? Yeah, no, I do a little bit. Um, well, and I actually, I got done with my second motor this week. I went and watched that. that oh, you did? One, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, Anderson, Sexton, they're great right now. They're on it. It's awesome. They, they are good. And then even Eli, that you know, he showed back up there in that second motor. So I know, right? There's some of that stuff where you're just like, these guys are like Anderson doing that double, you know, before the uphill. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I caught on. Yeah, go ahead. That was. Uh, Swanee watched him do that, and he's like, hey, they're doubling the inside. I'm like, all right. So, like, second lap I sent it. It was pretty good. Yeah, I just – I love, like, watching a guy figure that out, right, for the first time. Yeah. You're like, what kind of creative person is like, hey, this isn't meant to be jumped, but I think I can do it. Yeah. I love that. That's Dude, awesome. when I seen him do it for the first time in the first moto, he yep. was the only guy to do yeah. it. Yep. And then by the second moto, there was probably, like, 20 dudes. Well, Levi said he did it on a 250. It. it didn't look hard, Levi. No, it wasn't. It was just – so like it, obviously nobody really did it early in the day. I think yep. I was talking to I think Brown didn't practice, but um, as it got rougher, the bumps got up the face, and then you could just use the top bump and just kind of flip the throttle, and you were over. It. And you were over. It. Yeah, I it think my hard. favorite part about that double Anderson was doing was if you watch closely, um, I just love how mature the 450 guys are and strategic because if you really watch Anderson caught Sexton was doing it and then yep. the next lap he didn't do it in front of sexton like for two laps in a row yeah and you're telling me he can't do that every lap uh-uh. yeah those guys are <laughs> not doing that on purpose and then he tried to oh, pull yeah. a gap to see 
so Sexton so, wouldn't do it. So Sexton couldn't see him exactly. Do it. Yeah, yeah. And like you just think, to, yeah, you oh, hundred percent, because it was 100%. so much faster. You figure you do it right away to put some. Yeah, but to, the third lap the element, he did it like no problem, and he did it rest of the moto. I yeah. figured you would have the element of surprise if you busted out right in front of him. He, like, no, but yeah, Chase but, is so good. He could literally do it right behind you. Uh, yeah, yes. like like yeah, yeah. 20 feet, right. he could do it behind right. He'd be like, oh, it's, and just bro. Dude, it's so much right. easier when you, there's someone right in front of you and does something. Yep. Everybody's so good on the line. Like, dude, doing a super cross triple, you could follow someone yep. and not, you know, not hit it yep. and just hit it. Right. Like, easy. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Levi will be a good 450 guy. Like he's not a spaz on a 250. Oh like God. there's a lot of guys that are spazzes on 250s. I can't wait to see Levi on a 450. Oh wow, okay. it's gonna well, be you gotta so wait a little while. Good, yeah. Wait two I know, years. dude. I'm ready. Just I oh. love like Levi's length, the way his riding style, and to Levi. Oh, dude, your bike setup. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. He's telling you, Levi. I'm I'm a huge I'm a tweaker when it comes to bike setup. Yeah, you and you're gonna you need to text Sexton. You're not happy with his forks. No, yeah. I'm I think his forks are on the soft side. I know Sexton runs it like that, yep. but his forks are on the soft side when he pushes it. Okay. The big thing that I noticed but kitchen setup dialed. Kitchen setup dialed. Right. You know whose setup's a little off? Is I probably shouldn't say it on air because you're competition with him, but your boy Romano's bike's a little too low in the back. Oh boy. But oh okay. boy, I mean it okay. is what it Kitch is. Kitchen's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's too low in the back. But um, I think he just needs to give it a little bit more sag. Maybe add a little, you know what I mean, high speed something. He needs to get the back end up because it looks like it's just a little too dead and it's being reactive when the bumps get bigger. That's I probably yeah. said too much, but whatever. Levi, it's all good. You go to the track tomorrow and tell him all this. Then he'll change it. It'll work better, and you can just look like some sort of savant. No, don't tell no, him I to don't change want to go it. Faster. That's what I mean. <laughs> don't tell him to change it. You know, if he likes the setup, yeah. he likes the setup. Yeah. Kitchen setup is good. His bike balance looks very good. I don't think it's too low in the back, but I think he also has an advantage because he's a little taller. I like your riding style. Everything you're doing, Levi, just keep doing it. Don't override the bike. Don't rookie yourself and just wad up. You're you're yeah. super super solid. Just get the start. Imagine that you're at the goat farm or wherever you got to imagine, whatever you got to do, just get out of the gate. Dude, just line up next to your yeah. teammate and be like, bro, I'm going, I'm going to be following you. And it, get top five and he'll be solid. Look at, we got all the answers here tonight, Kitchen. Well, we yeah. got options. We got all the answers. We got options uh, it's, it's, for you. It's easy sitting in the studio. <laughs> Dude, oh, let me tell you. Look, look, <laughs> Kitchen, I'm no Gary Bailey, but you got to get better than 15th after lap one. <laughs> yes. I know. We got to, let's whatever, try for a yeah. 12th. Whatever, whatever we got to do, bro. It's top gotta, 10. <laughs> it's yeah, got to be. We, better than that for yeah. sure yeah uh thanks for calling in man i appreciate it i know it's later on the east coast for you by the way uh thanks for calling in appreciate it good job to start the season and uh you'll be back on the show i'm sure shortly so thanks man yeah thank you guys y'all have a good night all right you Heck too man yeah, thanks, thanks levi hook up bill that's levi kitchen everybody brought to you by the folks at wiseco uh garage buddy rebuild kits two-stroke four-stroke pistons racer elite series uh for the high-end piston thank you to those guys for coming on board if you want to save with them it's it's super easy you just uh go on the pulpamexshow.com website and, and look and save it on that uh before we go to commercial break we got a couple of phone calls we got we got sean on one sean what's up man Hey, um, I was just on Instagram and saw Daniel Blair posted about joining um, this agency group, like the montage group or montage group, whatever it is. Yep. And I know y'all are friends. I didn't know if that you know might mean he's the other commentator for Supercross now. No, I think I think he hired an agency to help him get jobs like outside of moto. You know. Okay. 
All right. You know what I mean? Like some like something with yeah. uh, college football or basketball, you know, something in the agency, something in the world of sports that he can do, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. Are there any talks about next year for him, you know, doing more? I haven't heard anything. You guys hear anything about Daniel doing more? Or no? uh, I, just I mean, know, I just know how that schedule works. It's going to be, I would say, it's about two months before any decisions are made as as far as that goes. The crew goes. Yeah. 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 yeah I haven't yeah. heard, man. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Donald's on three. What's up, Donald? So I got a really good question. It's actually two questions, really. The first one is, why do you think the 125 Dream Race doesn't get on TV and is as big as it should be. And my second question is, is what do you think the requirements are to actually race it? I don't think the requirements are much because we've seen amateurs, we've seen ex-pros. We, you know, mm-hmm. I don't – is there – first of all, we haven't seen them the first two rounds. They haven't been – Yeah. Them. I don't think you have to have a license or anything to race a 125 gym race. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know, Donald. I don't – they haven't had them, right? They didn't have them last year. Did they have one or, at all, you know? Um, um, if I remember, I think they had it uh, the year prior of last year yeah. at Hangtown. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I'm not entirely sure if they had it last year at Hangtown. I think they. I don't think they did, and I don't think they're having them this year. I know they're going to do some of those amateur combines. Mm-hmm. Um, right. th- that's going to happen, but uh, yeah, I don't know much about it, man. Interesting. Yeah, so, yeah. I could. I could. My see. other question is: Why do you think it's not uh, televised or as big as it really should be? Why should it be? Who cares? Uh, yeah, it's not, not the premiere too, like, like and you know your announcers need lunch, dude. Yeah, no, the like, t- TV crew. True. Well, that's okay. So yeah, the TV thing, I know for sure that the the TV camera guys need a break, right? Yeah, so, like they need water. Like right, they're right. going two hours before yep. and then break. Yeah, that's their lunch break. They go get some food, get yep. some drinks, and then go for another two hours. So I know a few show. of them. A few of them early on, people were like, "Why aren't these being filmed?" And the guys are like, "Well, we." You know, per union rules, those camera guys are all union. Yeah, they're they, not. They get breaks. Yeah, they're not. So, computers. but honestly, Donald, I mean, who? Uh, I mean, I don't care about those things. Do you, obviously, you think they should be bigger than they are, but to me, it was like, whatever. We have we had a 15 year old kid racing Villapoto and Hanson and Tedesco would show. Like, who cares? I don't know. Like, you know, Donald, to me, that I was mean, like whatever. I'm t- with the resurgence of the one two fives. Like, to be honest. There are so many 125s and 150s being nowadays that, like, I genuinely think that it should be a lot bigger than it currently is, especially with, you know, a good example of, you know, we have the uh, the amateur series for the Supercross Futures. You know, don't you think that there should be a similar class or aspect for the Outdoor Nationals? Yeah, but then again, it's like then it would be like a, a Futures 250F class because that's what those guys are going on to. You know, like – I, I there totally is a 125 get class at Loretta's, though, right? There yeah, is. It's, yeah, it's schoolboy. Cool right. It's schoolboy, yeah, but it's still not the stepping stone for the 250F Pro class. You know, there's an amateur 250, you know, A, and then 250, like, double A, whatever you want, the Nationals. The 125, I totally agree with you. There is a resurgence of the 125, but the 125 is for a lower, you know, a younger-aged kid to get on so you kind of step on the 125 at the 14 to 16 range you know even right after a super mini yeah right after a super but that's that's not even that popular anymore yeah then you get on the 250 so you know for it to be televised um 
it would probably be your future stars on the 250Fs that they're going to ride because the factories, you know, are supporting these kids that are coming up and they're not going to put them on a factory 125 when they're not even going to race that next. So, um, and, you know, obviously you want to see the future stars coming up. That would be the televised, but I could only see like highlights even on TV, not like a full coverage 30 minute 125. No, it's only, I think it's only a 20 minute no, I'm moto. Saying I'm saying more of like, you know, five or 10 minute scenario, which yeah. is what they really do nowadays. They but, do like what a five lap. But if you can't have, you know, uh, Ryder D or, or, or yeah, um, Chance Hymas. Because there's no 125 for those guys to ride. Like, does it matter? Like, who cares? You're not, you don't have all the OEMs making the bikes. So, like, what does it matter if you have an amateur race when the best riders aren't there? Some of the best riders aren't there. Well, and not only that, but well, like the rising what stars. I'm this is like, uh, example would be like the EMX 125 class in the MXGPs, right? Yep. You have so many guys going up through that ranking system with the EMX 125, the EMX 250 or 300 class. And then they bump up to the MX2, right. uh, MXGP classes. You know, don't you think that the U.S. should have something very similar to that? Sure, but it should be on 250Fs because that's what we yeah, race be, as pros. Yeah, and, and that's two, what they're trying to implement right. in with the, with the amateur. With the combine. Yeah, yeah. with the combine. So, um, yeah, and, I mean, I get it. I'm just not there for you. I mean, I, I, I respectfully understand your opinion, uh, Donald, but I'm not quite there on the 125 thing. Yeah, like, whatever. Um, they're there. They're at Loretta's. Some people are riding them, you know, but no, yeah. there's a whole class yeah. dedicated just to it, you yeah. know, and yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's a really good stepping stone bike, but you know, the EMX class, we do things differently in the United States. You know, that has been an established class for quite some time. They've been doing that for a while, but you know, the way that we do it over here, they started doing it was the future stars on two fifties and supercross. And I agree with Steve, you know, I just don't see a point to, putting them on a 125 when, you know, the next real step for them is 250 than 250 pro. Yep. So it's a, it's just, to me, it seems like an earlier stage. Um, and if right. they were going to do a, a TV coverage, I would way rather see five to 10 minutes of the future stars on two fifties than five to 10 minutes on a bike that they're not even going to ride. Yep. All right. Thanks for the call, man. We've got to run. Thank you. No worries. Thanks. Have a good one. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. Uh, before we go to commercial break, I want to thank the folks at Michelin. You know that Michelin Starcross 6 is out. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's offers 16% more traction compared to the old design and uh, 19%. How did they calculate that? Well, the engineers must have calculated it. Wow, that's pretty with, cool. With probably 16% knob, more. Knobware, I would yeah. say. Yep, yep. 16. Oh, yeah. 16. 16. 15. Oh. Yeah, 16. Uh, thanks to the Michelin, michelinman.com forward slash motorcycle to learn more about the Starcross 6. Sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions as well. Here's the cool part with you. Uh, we t the motor Michelin guys have teamed up with our buddies at motorsport.com. And uh, get fifty percent back, get fifty dollars back on the purchase of a new set of Michelin on-road motorcycle tires, or thirty dollars back on a Visa reward card with a new Michelin Starcross Six. Uh, so yeah, really good promotion from those guys as well. And uh, uh, that's what Randy talked about last week. Also, to Motorsport.com, offering Michelin free tubes for a limited time. Purchase a set of new Starcross Six tires or the Michelin Starcross Five tires from Motorsport.com. Get a free set of Michelin inner tubes when you order. Full details available on motorsport.com. So they'll give you money back for buying uh, street bike tires or uh, Michelin Starcross 6 or a free set of tubes from motorsport.com. Wow, pretty, Michelin... pretty cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michelin guys on board with us. Starcross 6. Read all about Keith, Chris Kiefer's test if you want to on um, 
pulpamex.com as well, and uh, you can deal with uh, read about what he says about the new StarCross 6. So uh, good things coming. Ryan Morris, Jason Thomas still coming up. Speaking of Kiefer, he'll call in as well. Uh, lots more to talk about on the show. We'll go to commercial break here. Adam Entignap, Tyler Entignap. I'm Steve Mathis. We'll be right back after this, everybody. My spunk rejuvenates, Heather. At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motorsport.com. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection is impossible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGB suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys. This is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, they're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. 
And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Worst Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now adding to the Garage Buddy Build kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team, longtime Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, 
but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I too have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle and then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, also too make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, type, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons.
At motorsport.com, our ride started in 1999 with a commitment to making your next ride your best ride. We take pride in having a huge selection of gear, accessories, and OEM parts for moto, street, off-road, ATV, and UTV. Riding is what connects us and makes us a family. From the track to the trail, tarmac to open roads, we're all connected because we ride. And that's what motorsport.com is all about. We've got your back. Our unrivaled and dedicated team of gearheads are willing to go that extra mile. No gimmicks, just high quality parts, the best customer service in the industry, and free shipping on all orders over $79. Our passion at motorsport.com is to ensure your next ride is your best ride. This is our invitation to you, from riders for riders. Visit us at motosport.com. Maxima Racing Oils was created for world-class racers who challenge the limits of possibility. Their demands on equipment drive us to look beyond conventional ideas and to exceed industry standards. It's in our DNA to identify problems, formulate solutions, and execute at the highest levels of competition. Case in point, the championship-winning Factory Kawasaki Race Team. Long-time Maxima partners who extensively use Maxima throughout the bike. Maxima's USA-made products exceed JSO requirements and can be used in all motorcycle brands. Kawasaki, Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and more. Maxima Racing Oils. Experience the difference. Visit MaximaUSA.com for more information. Max Superfan Dylan here. The only thing I love more than seeing Eli win... Whoa, wait, Dylan. Sorry to cut you off like Steve does his callers and guests, but a lot has changed. Similar to your favorite rider being on a new team, the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides significantly improved performance and durability. Designed to win. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range offers up to 16% more traction when new and up to 19% more traction when worn in comparison to the previous generation. This means consumers will not only benefit from improved performance on their first few rides, but that this performance increase will continue throughout the extended life of the tire. Michelin is a legendary innovator in motorcycle tire technology, and thanks to Michelin Silica technology, the Michelin Starcross 6 tire range provides up to 11% more durability than the previous generation. This means consumers will enjoy the significantly improved performance throughout the increased life of the tire. Take it from me as I, too, have to buy my own tires. This added value is great news. The new Michelin Starcross 6 tire range is available in six versions, specifically sand, mud, medium soft, medium hard, and hard versions, with the naming designation corresponding to the type of terrains and conditions where the tires were designed to win. Another innovation is the Michelin adaptive design, with specific positioning of the tread blocks in three zones, central, intermediate, and lateral zones, with the single goal to offer exceptional grip for the front tire and exceptional grip, traction, and longevity for the rear. To learn more about the new Michelin Starcross 6 tire line and all the quality products that Michelin offers for motorcycle segments that Steve cares nothing about, visit michelinman.com motorcycle. And then visit your local dealer or online retailer to choose Michelin product to maximize your riding experiences. Also, too, make sure to follow at Michelin Motorcycle on Instagram and Facebook. Love the guys at Works Connection. They continue as a 10-year sponsor of this show because, yeah, just like you, 
They're committed to the sport for 33 years. They've been designing and distributing leading-edge performance products like Elite Axle Blocks, Elite Clutch Perch, Pro Launch Start Device for performance, radiator braces and skid plates for protection, along with a shock pump, attack, hour meter, and more for maintenance. Works Connection, great guys up there in NorCal, and super cool company. I'm more stoked to be uh, associated with them. When you take a look around the AMA pitch, you'll see Works Connection proving ground for products under the canopies of Team Honda, HRC, Star Racing, and other top teams. And the best part of this whole deal is if you use the code PULPAMX20, you get 20% off your order. Visit your local dealer, check out motorsport.com, and uh, ask them to see the Works Connection product line for 2022. Great company, great products. Check it out. Thanks to Works Connection for coming on the show. PulpMX20, the code to save. FMF Racing is proud to celebrate over 45 years of fun. Building every FMF exhaust right here in the USA. Owner and founder Don Emler may have started FMF Racing in his garage 45 years ago, but Don is still hands-on in our 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in Southern California. FMF's goal? Design and manufacture the world's best performance exhausts, 100% in the USA, under one roof. FMF is a proud sponsor of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship for over 25 years. In case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but getting to perfection is always the goal, and I think that is something that both myself and Racetech have always worked towards, and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Racetech components in my SGD suspension and also the Racetech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine's super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Racetech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Morans, and I choose Racetech because of their convenience of having Racetech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance Suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance product. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Racetech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use code PULP22 to save. With 80 years of experience manufacturing power sports pistons right here in the USA, Weisco has evolved into a full range of performance components for dirt bikes and other power sports machines. Whether you ride a two-stroke or a four-stroke, Weisco has a variety of pistons from reliable forged replacements to the performance-focused Racer Elite series. Weisco has recently expanded our Racer Elite line with SX and MX-proven USA-made connecting rods. Now, adding to the Garage Buddy 
rebuild kits, clutch and valve train components, and our CV4 thermal protection line. This makes Weisco your single-stop performance name. Visit your favorite online or local dealer or Weisco.com to find products for your machine. For over 30 years, Decal Works has led the industry in quality and customer service by offering the best custom motocross graphics, plastics, seat covers, and Rider ID products. Decal Works is officially licensed with Honda, Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki, KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Their expert staff will go above and beyond to make sure your questions are answered. Decal Works is a proud sponsor of Red Bull KTM Factory Racing and the Rockstar Energy Husqvarna Factory Off-Road Team. Visit decalmx.com and be sure to use promo code PULPMX at checkout. Quality, service, and knowledge is what makes Decal Works stand out. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. In 1990, my dad, Jamie Gregg, started Guts Racing. Guts stands for Gregg's Ultra Trick Seats, because I was just a little kid that wanted a trick seat. And if you're out there looking for a trick seat, go to GutsRacing.com, your local dealer, or Motosport, and place your order. Support the people that support Pulp MX. You can use Pulp 2022 for 20% off at GutsRacing.com. Attention riders, welcome aboard the all-new Atlas Vision. We hope you enjoy the added mobility, quicker flight time, and additional views. Please follow along as we outline the safety features of this revolutionary device. The first thing you will notice is the added headroom. The fore and aft positions no longer come with annoying restrictions, so feel free to move about the cabin. Quicker flight times can be achieved by unmatched comforts and unencumbered movements. Yes, we're built for speed and comfort. And now available to all customers is a 360 panoramic view. Go ahead and look around the cabin. These new angles are available at no additional charge. Located on the underside of the frame is the gold standard of impact absorption, D3O. In the event we accidentally take a trip to Indonesia, we suggest that you remain with your neck in the underextended position and allow this proven material to do its job by reducing the forces over 50% better than ever before. Although the Atlas Vision will not be noticeable, it will be there when you need it. If you are riding with a child or someone who requires assistance, secure your vision first and then assist the other person with a prodigy, tyke, or brawl. We ask that you keep your brace on until your moto is finished. We remind you that Atlas makes flexible neck protection. Tampering with, disabling, or destroying the product is prohibited by the limited lifetime warranty. You will find this and all other safety information in the user manual located online at atlasbrace.com. At this time, we ask that you remain standing with throttles in the wide open position with your elbows up and hips fully unlocked. Whatever that means. On behalf of the captain and entire crew, thank you for flying Atlas Vision. Enjoy the views. Welcome back, everybody. Pulp and Mech Show presented by motorsport.com. Fly Racing and Decal Works. I got the Seven Deuce Deuce in the uh, studio and the Seven Deuce Trace as well. Uh. In the studio right now, Jason Thomas coming up uh, next, as well as Ryan Morris, Chris Kiefer, and more. Race Tech Rant. I got a couple of them. Ooh. You guys were in the car for one of them. Yep. Yes. Heard it go down. Let me get back into that one a little bit. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs segment as well. And the Motorsport.com. Tweet at Tits uh, segment as well. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, the number one source for power sports companies. Looking for employees and candidates, looking for employment opportunities. If you're a company out there and you're looking to get some of the best guys out there, then, uh, um, yeah, go into 
MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Contact them. Put your job up and uh, find some people um, out there. And so this is the job of the week. This week is uh, Suspension Direct. We had Dan Worley in studio a couple weeks ago. He talked about this. Um, it's a marketing and event specialist for Suspension Direct in Lake Elsinore, California. It's a full-time job. And uh, uh, please check it out if you want to get in an industry. Dan's been around a long time, knows a lot of people, uh, and you can network from there. Suspension Direct is an industry leader in suspension and chassis innovation in UTV, motocross, Jeep 4x4 applications. SDI is designed for a one-stop shop for suspension components. And uh, so they're looking for a marketing guy. The marketing event specialist will manage and drive the growth of the SDI online and dealer-based business, including the website, marketplace channels, social media, and more motorcycleindustryjobs.com to learn more on that gig and uh, again thank you to those guys for coming on board uh, next up on the show brought to you by the folks at Fly Racing their 20 22 and a half kinetic mesh stuff is out uh, really really my favorite line of gear it, uh, it it breathes right it's lightweight it's super uh, comfy has a flex in all the right spots you put it team it with a formula helmet and you're dialed for uh, flyracing.com welcomes Jason Thomas on the show JT what's up man how are you Captain. Good job this week uh, as a pit reporter for week two. Get a good job. Uh, thanks. I, I felt like it was better. Um, I'm uh, I'm not a big fan of my own work, but it it was better than round one. I'll give myself that. Oh, good. Yeah, I think I, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Well, you could hear the you could hear the director. That was step one. That so. did help, <laughs> but it was also my own nerves. That was that was the biggest factor. Well, they were probably fifty fifty. Not being able to hear sucked. But um, yep. I just was much more comfortable in what was going to happen, and I kind of, I just knew what was how it was going to go. You know, like the the fear of the unknown the first week is is it's real for sure. So we had Lewis Phillips on earlier talking about the controversy that was at the French GP. Do yeah, you, I watched it. I watched. Do you it. think anything happens from that? Do you think they change anything? Do you think they listen a little bit and uh, maybe get rid of those races or, or or you know do something differently? Uh, I think you know there were a lot of issues that. You know, it's not always about one thing, right? There are typically a lot of things that kind of build up, and then there's kind of a, a breaking point, which Lewis alluded to. Do I think they're going to get rid of the Saturdays? Absolutely not. Um, I, I, I think they are kidding themselves. I, I think they're actually going the other direction. I think they're going to make those races more important and uh, work those into the championship hunt as well. That That's my prediction. Um, but I think, yeah, certainly they can, you know, address other concerns right if they have things that are that maybe you know a lot of times in front may not even know that these things are bothering riders you know like the first turn like that should be something that's a no-brainer and i you know like safety concerns like that yeah that they should have a voice and they should be listened to and things like that should be addressed and i and i believe that they will be um communication is one of the things that's very underrated and sounds like it's almost non-existent at this point yeah, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what happens for sure. The meeting is always a good thing, and uh, getting everybody talking is also a good, good thing for sure. So, I mean, they're yeah. they're all working towards the same goals, right? Yeah. They they want to have a good show. The racers want to have a good race. Everybody's trying to do the same thing, so it, it's silly to not try to work together to accomplish those things. Uh, Seven Deuce Deuce, uh, JT's on the line here, and we, him and I, have talked about like the last couple weeks that you know this thing is Jet Lawrence's title, handily. Yeah, going to win this thing. I mean, he was sick this weekend, won the overall, but you're not there. No, deuce, deuce. I'm not. You're not there. No. Um, I will say this, though. Without a doubt, Jet Lawrence is the most talented, fastest guy in the lights class right now. Yep. But um, 
Justin Cooper is fast, and he's got off this foot injury, and obviously he's going to get better throughout the season. Um, and Hunter is coming into his own right now. I just feel like that was the best I've seen Hunter ride. He's got a few key pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, do I feel like Jet won't win the championship? No, I feel like Jet will win the championship. But do I feel that Jet is just going to go one 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 all the way out? Absolutely not. It's the lights class. I think these guys are going to step up. Um, Joe Shimoda looked really, really good this weekend. I thought he could have won that uh, second moto, I believe, um, until he had that tip over. And, you know, Justin Cooper, he's just going to get better, like I said. And I'm just on the big brother train. You know, Hunter Lawrence, the big bro, I truly believe that he will pull off a couple wins this year, and he's going to take his brother, and he's going to give it to him. How many races do you think Jet wins? He's won two. I – I don't know how many races Jet wins, but I think Jet wins oh the majority God. of the races. He's got ten more. Okay, Ty. Ty, he's he's backing down five. from his opinion. Yeah, five. he's he's he's, he's pissing out right he now is. because Jet he had wins. so much more of opinion later. Yes, he did. You had a very different tune and now earlier. he's like JC. Don't. He's Jason Thomas. like, us. dude. Everybody's like, oh, Jet Lawrence Stop is just it. gonna take away and just absolutely win this thing. Okay, I but, don't think that it's just a Jet Lawrence <laughs> show right now. Well, I no really one is don't. saying he's gonna sweep the season no one is saying that i feel like everybody's saying no that. any any smart moto fan is not going to say jet lawrence is going to guys the rest of the you season. guys are driving me insane the okay. kid just was completely sick and went one three for an overall bro i'm like what sorry. is he going to do when he's healthy yeah like don't get me wrong like no, he's going to do what he did up, he's going to do what he did at the first round exactly 20 seconds exactly that's but, what he's going to do yeah like i mean don't get me wrong hunter lawrence was absolutely on fire he's great yeah moto one yeah. like he was clicking off he changed his lines he found some very fast lines on the top of the hill like he found that line on the outside like he was clicking off before he fell down i felt like he was the fastest in moto one what do you caught moseman maybe not but you know, to say that Jet is going to go win out, it's going to be you know it's outdoor dude, season. It's, it's going to be long. Class. It's going to well, be long. It's the two fifty class. But dude, class. he's already it's the we don't we don't class. use he lights. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. It's the two fifty class. He's outdated. These guys are not mature <laughs> enough to win out the series. But and okay, but the reason I asked this question in the first place because JT strongly like. Jet's going to run away with this thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be yeah, a runaway. He's going to win 12 yeah, rounds. Yeah, but nobody's saying, no, but nobody's saying that. But Adam, it's not going to be a runaway. I don't think it's just going to be a runaway. I think it, yeah. he's already running away with it a little bit. Bro, yeah. He's won three out of four motos, and he got third. I don't one. think it's going to be a runaway. Mark my words. How many points does it win the championship by? <laughs> a moto. A moto. 25 yeah. points. 25. I can't. You're tripping. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. You think tripping. it's more yeah. than that? How yeah. many does he win by? 60? 60. Yeah, I think he wraps it up uh, like with one round left right. right around there. So that's that's 50 points. Yeah. Yeah. If I was something go 40. Yeah, if something yeah. doesn't like if something catastrophically doesn't happen, I think he wraps it up with one round left. So He's just riding so I, good I was right trying now. to JT I was, he was the deuce was had a stronger opinion earlier. But Dude, how much of a stronger opinion do you want me to have that he's not going to run away with the championship? A very, a, that's like, not that strong. Yeah, you're just it's saying not, he's going to win by 25 points. That's, that's not that strong of an opinion. Yeah, but I, don't I, think. I, I just feel like right everybody's saying that he's just going to dominate, though. He's not going to dominate the 250 class. He's super good. He's the fastest guy, but he's not going to dominate. You're going to see other guys win, and you're going to see Jet have some 
not so good days. What's not? What's a not I mean, so good day? Winning by twenty five points is is fairly dominant in my opinion. Like that's a pretty. So I, I am the, of the opinion he wins by more than that. Um, I saw the guy this weekend. He could barely stand up, and he still won the second moto. It was impressive. I know Hunter was sick too, right? So maybe Hunter was just hiding it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. You know, Justin Cooper will get better. I agree on that point. He he will. He's he's going to continue to put himself in good positions, which will lead to wins. I do agree on that. But he's also like thirty, what thirty three or thirty four points down already. Um, that's, oh, that's a really shit. tough spot to be in. To I didn't on. know he was that far. Behind. Is that Justin <laughs> Cooper? And then his brother's yeah. what, sixteen points down or or twelve or something. Yeah, I don't even know where Hunter died. I just know Justin's over. He's like 33 or 34 down. Yeah, I, I think I saw on the broadcast he was like between like 12 and 16 points down already. Yeah. Um, it it might up, be more than 25. <laughs> I mean, Jet just well, – and what, you know, and maybe he will have bad days, right? Like you look at Arlington this year, like he, he had bad days when I didn't see them coming. So, yeah, it only takes a couple of those days to really change the, the whole outlook of the series, but – I just see him strangling the life out of these guys, right? Like Hunter is getting bad starts and Hunter is making mistakes. Like he could have capitalized this weekend. Like mm-hmm. Jet was vulnerable and he didn't capitalize on it. Yeah, he had- just cannot. You can't give Jet those days. Like if, if Jet's down, you've got to pounce on him. Like you've got to go win. You've got to go, go 1-1 on that day when Jet's not feeling it. Yeah, he had the pass too and he passed him and then he did. Yep. And yep. then he went down. They went down. Yep. And didn't capitalize. But, yep. you know, go like, I, I'm I on think the Shmoda, I think Shmoda would have got Jet, too, but he went down. Yep. For sure. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, yep. these guys are leaving the door open. You, you cannot do that with that kid. He's too good. I He's think the other that. thing that was pretty demoralizing for those guys also was that I don't even think Jet had the fastest lap time or even close to the fastest no, lap time second Average like 2.14. Yeah. And I think the fastest lap <laughs> was a 2.12 by his brother and Joe. Shimoda. Yeah. So. Mm. Uh, Fly Racing's J- Jason Thomas on here. JT, uh, Joey Savacci debuted his fly gear on the Cowie. I thought it was a good day for Joey. Good, solid yeah, day. Yeah, I think uh, I think he and his team were both happy with it. You yep. know, he qualified sixth. I think he got ninth overall. Um, they just want him running around inside the top ten and putting on a good showing and hopefully get better as the season goes on. And if that's the goal, then he I think he nailed every step of that this weekend. So, yeah, 11-9 um, is what he went this yep. weekend. Yeah, yep. I think yep. that, that's a so, good that's a good start. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think they were expecting the world out of him. They wanted two good motos that he could build off of, and uh, they got exactly that. So we are four motos down. This is an impossible question. We're not going to hold this to you. Four fifty motocross title though. Who you got right now? Four motos down. I'll take Tomac. Yeah, I'm mm. still Tomac. Me too. I mean, look, yeah, I, but, but it's my only yeah. concern was the knee, yeah. right? And yep. if if that's not the problem, and I don't think it is, I have not heard one word about his knee from anybody over there. And I've yep. been over there multiple times throughout two weekends, uh, and then you see him that second moto kind of come to life. I will sign up for that. You guys, what do you got? Um, Eli, all the way. I have a question. Um, was Tomac the last rider to do Supercross and Motocross Championship on the Cowie? Or did he do it? No, or for he's never done it. No, he's never, he's done, never done, done it. No, yeah, he no. Uh, the year he won Supercross, he lost outdoors to Zach. Okay. Um, and then yeah, he's never done it. The I last guy to do would have been Dungey. Yep. Would have been the last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I don't know what I've seen from Chase. Like if he figures out um, and just figures out a few things like mid moto and just keeps on doing exactly what he's doing, he's getting good starts and putting himself up front. I think it's going to be very hard to beat him. 
Um, it's just it's hard to deny Eli Tomac's raw speed when he's on. Yeah. You know, if he gets the train going, his bike setup is good throughout each race. It's knee, going to be really knees, hard to beat. Knees him. better, bikes better. Just going to build and build, right? Mm-hmm. And then when it gets hotter, it's going to start better. crushing these dudes, right? Yeah. yeah no, I think I, the, I, I, I will. I will change my tune if Chase stays at this level, and I just see it. We go to Mount Morris. He's the same guy. Mm-hmm. Then we go to Redbud, and he's the same guy. Then I'll, I'll quickly change my tune. I'm just kind of waiting for that to see if he can hold that level, right? Because right now it's phenomenal. Like, he is, you know, right at the best guy, like right at the top. I just don't not, – we haven't ever seen him be able to sustain that and be the best guy all the way through. So until I see it, I'm I'm just going to, I guess, assume that he won't. Hey, JT, like what what round would you think you could be like convinced like this is the new Chase Sexton? Like are we saying round four or five, like halfway through, like if he's solid and just keeps on putting like strong rides together, are we like Chase is fixed or is it like the whole entire season? I just think we get to like Redbud and it's like the halfway point and we have established trends. Mm-hmm. I think you pretty much can at that point, right? You've got – We've gotten different types of terrain. We'll have gone to, you know, Thunder Valley, then Mount Morris, then to Redbud. So we're going to get a little bit of everything at that point. We're halfway, and it's like if, if he's not kind of caving in yet, why would I think he's going to from here? So yeah, yeah, I agree with you. If you make it to halfway and you're in the championship, then you're, I mean, you're pretty much in it for the rest of the time. I look at Osborne yeah, and, and oh, sorry, I look at Osborne and Ferrandis. They won the opener the last two years, and we were all like, ah, it's the opener, nobody's ready, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see what's up. And the guys continued on the whole season, yeah. and they both won championships. Yeah, That, yep. could, that, that could be Sexton. Easily. We're, he could. We're oh, like, no, oh, no, look no, at Paula. No, like, it wasn't weird, and it wasn't odd, and it wasn't just a weirdo opener. Sexton was that good all year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. he looks the part. Like, when right. you're watching oh, him ride, you're just like, that is yeah. a bad dude on a motorcycle. Who, you know? who rides better, Craig or Sexton? Seriously. Hmm. I like watching Sexton more yeah. uh, outdoors. Um, I like watching Craig in Supercross. He makes it look effortless. But something about Sexton's style, when I watch him, I'm like, I don't even know how you're doing. Like, you don't even look like you're trying. Like, he just, and, everything looks picture perfect mm-hmm. to me when I watch Sexton ride. Yeah, his legs are so strong. Like, when you've seen um, Sexton's bike and, like, just going and just tracking over those it's, kickers going yeah. up the hang down hill, I'm like, dude, those things are, like, a foot deep, and he's just, like, he's motoring He's standing up in the corners. He's just yeah. railing yeah. around. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, yeah. I think my my big problem with Sexton and, like, that, you know, the odds against Sexton versus Tomac winning the championship, uh-huh. it just seems like the percentages are so – so much in favor of Eli because of what he's done and just how solid he is. And Sexton, I just feel like one mistake could derail him very Look, easily. Tomac's a five-time champion now. That's what I mean. You it's know, hard like, to yeah. bet against him. You know, when you're right. thinking overall championship, it's like... Sexton's won two 250 Supercross titles. Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But we want to see Sexton win. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. We want to see him yeah. win. 2022, 2023, it's coming. Yeah, 24, whatever. Yeah. yeah and there, it there's could no be this year. It really, it yeah. could be this outdoor season yeah. that starts off the fury the of thing Chase I, The Sexton. only thing I worry about with Sexton is I always feel like we are one corner away from a big crash. <laughs> wow. And I don't yeah. know why. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. why those crashes happen, but they just come out of nowhere and they're always spectacular. And yeah. I I hope that doesn't happen because it's, he's amazing to watch. But it just that just seems like what we've gotten from him. I think that Steve and Ty made a good point though. We were we yeah, were we just did. eating. Steve and Ty made a good point. We In did. outdoors, 
he has a little bit more time to think. There's more room. You know what I mean? Like in Supercross, we've seen those big spectacular crashes more often because it was, you know, it was so tight and there was so much going on. And I don't think he had, you know, he's he's growing up. He's still figuring out the 450. Yeah, he does look picture perfect, but he makes those little mistakes that I think compound in Supercross because it's so tight and he's going so fast. With outdoor, there's that little bit more space and riding on the edge and making a mistake is kind of the way you ride outdoor. And I think that Sexton's more comfortable with that and maybe just has a little bit more time. So hopefully this will kind of kickstart the Sexton train. Uh, yeah. yeah. Certainly could. Yeah, I mean, he's been could. phenomenal through two rounds. Before we get too far into this, Fly Racing's bringing you Jason Thomas here on the show. Uh, Friday, Friday, mm. the day that the Stark Varg impressions are dropping. Ooh. JT has written an article. This Friday? Yeah, for wow. publimex.com. I'm ready. And we are doing a podcast tomorrow that will drop on Friday. JT went to Spain. I see he met that. up with Tortelli. He rode the Stark. What a name for a dirt bike. JT, huh? what else can you tell us about it? Uh, I don't. I don't think I can tell you much. Honestly. Okay, let me ask which, you this. Which sucks. Coming off, I can. I, I can ask you this. This is. This is fair. Okay. Riding an electric motorcycle, and this is coming from me riding the Alta a bunch. How weird is it to just have chain slap coming into a turn? The noise is definitely different. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of sound that you don't, don't even know. realize right. is happening. Yes. And it's it's really scary. Yes. It freaks like you it's out. The same, it's the same sounds are happening as your, your normal, you know, internal combustion engine. Yep. You just, it's drowned out. Yeah. And you come so into yeah, a turn and you're just like, oh, yeah. what well, the hell? Well, like casing a jump is like, oh, my God, what did I do? <laughs> 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 like, you know, the yeah. just, suspension right. is just bottoming or whatever. Yeah. So shout out to uh, everybody for that will be on this Friday, uh, the podcast and the, and the written story. And there will be a video on Racer X as well. <laughs> Coming in, so uh, I know a lot of you people are waiting for that Stark test. What are you laughing you at? Know what's so awesome. What is that? You know, JT cased the shit out of a jump on that bike to be able to know. That. <laughs> right, right. He's like, I almost died. Yeah, like, you know, you have no idea what the sound is when you case the shit out of a double. <laughs> you know, uh, what's going to be wild is Friday. There is, it's going to be Stark. Overload, Stark Mania. Yeah, I think they had like fifty media members there oh. from like globally. Yeah, like it's just going to be everywhere you look. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, before we get too far into this, shout out to Tyler Medaglia who was in that seat last Monday and then went two two at the first round of the Canadian Nationals. T Dags, wow, pretty awesome. Yeah, Dylan Wright won. Congrats. Good, yeah, but I think that's a good job for T Dags. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's thirty something years old. Really mm -hmm. good. He's just an animal. 2-2 yeah, on the gas gas. Dylan Wright won. Also, shout out Manitoba's own. Ryder McNabb won the MX2. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he went 2-1 for the overall. Manitoba's so, own. Manitoba's nice. own. Ryder McNabb and T-Dags. Heroes. Canadian heroes. Canadian heroes. Uh, Tom's on one. He wants to talk to uh, JT. Tom, what's up, man? You want to talk to Jason Thomas? Hey, guys. What's going on? What Great up? Congratulations on 500, man. This is just an unbelievable podcast, but... JT, my wife gives me so much shit uh, watching so much MX and podcast. She doesn't understand the podcast deal. I'm standing there, and she has no idea who you are, but I'm standing there. Everybody's out by the pool. I'm upstairs waiting for that first moto, and all of a sudden we hear 32 is his number, and 32 are the points. But not for a loss. That's all my wife hears, not for a loss. Then she gives me crap all day, not knowing 
how good you were all day. You were <laughs> and just rode my ass all day about grapes, cheese, everything was not for lots, but awesome, man. All right. Yeah. We've been enjoying it. You there guys you. are killing it. And I'll give you a quick tip on Anderson, if anybody no. Okay. I mean, it's a little too late for see, but when that dude's his shirt tail comes out. You can see his back. <laughs> probably going right. to be a win involved. Okay, There's probably a win. I you know what? You guys know that. I'm going to hold you to that because I think I've seen Jay- Jason Anderson lose with his shirt coming out his back. I'm pretty sure bullshit. I did too. But 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 bullshit. bullshit. <laughs> we we <laughs> we just going to throw bullshit. it down. We just going to throw it down to JT. JT's okay, like we. I'm going to throw a top three. I'm going to change that and say just top three. But that. Oh wow, he's tail, backtracking. You quick. can see his back. Okay, got there's, it. A t- there's a podium. All right. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate right, it. Thank on. you. Uh, we just as JT in the mechanics area. Anderson's shirt is out. Repeat, Anderson's shirt is out. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, uh, what movie was that? Oh, Karate Kid, where he tells him to go for the kill. The oh, kill, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what uh, Dan Fahey will do, like, jersey out, and just give him, like, a sign. <laughs> got it. Sweep the leg. Yeah, sweep the leg. I exactly. don't know if you guys um, – I did not follow his story at all. Did you guys follow the story? I, I think he was. Uh, no. no. I, maybe I misspoke or something, and I think his wife was making fun of me for misspeaking or 32? maybe jumbling up my words. Some with Justin Cooper? 32 oh, points with Justin Cooper. Like, to. I totally lost track of the whole story. Like, yeah, I, was me too. List, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Sick. Cool yeah. story, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, th- I, th- I think I probably said something that didn't make sense or something and he and she that was all she heard and was making fun of and he was whatever having to deal with it yeah it's fine yeah. i i totally understand and i, I kind of like black out during those things i'm trying to like spit out this information yes you, so there's no telling what comes out of my mouth you got uh you, you said uh instead of saying last week you said last year one time? Yeah, no, Dungey, right? I was freaking out when they were trying to leave. Like, they were cranking up bikes. It's Dungey's okay. like, I got to go, I got to go. I'm like, ah! So, oh, I, I, got, I got two DMs about, like, he said last year instead of last week. Yeah, cool, man. Like, it's just live announcing, like. Bro, that's and Tyler, not even and Tyler, that you bad. Did it. Like, dude, yeah, who cares? Yeah, like, I didn't do it on JT's level, but I was, like, right. live announcing for Supercross Stadium. Yeah, like, like, the stadium. Dude, dude, like. You make mistakes. You make mistakes. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it, live. You yeah. cannot no. you cannot retake. You do it. You run with it. You try to close out. Like, when the guy's counting you down, you just try to flow with it and then make your transition smooth and move on. Like, you can't dwell on it. Yep. You got yep. so much other yep. shit to do. Absolutely. Um, all right, Brandon's on three. Brandon, you want to talk about social media and riders? <laughs> Hello. Brandon, what's up, man? Hey. What's going on, guys? Hey, first and foremost, I am a Lompoc native. Oh, oh what's yeah. up, baby? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. In time. I actually, every race I go to, I, I'd be sure. Come by, come by the tent and say what's up to you guys. Yeah. But, uh, hey, you better believe every time I'm on 246 driving, man, I can uh-huh. get a glimpse of that. Yeah. <laughs> of the compound. <laughs> this is riveting. Hey, question though, I guess for kind of all you guys, but um, for like, for up and coming pro riders, just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on like the, the presence of social media because uh, nowadays I, I see a lot of like, uh, um, like Reed's, Chad Reed's channel, you got Deegan's, you got BAM TV. Mm-hmm. Um, how important is it for up and coming guys to maybe, you know, manufacture saying, hey, you know, get your YouTube channel ready? Like, do you think a, a PR standpoint or something like that? What are your guys' thoughts on 
getting into social media or getting on YouTube um, and themselves recognized. I personally, I personally think it just brings your value up. Um, you know, it's, it's purely up to you. Obviously, if you're going out and you're winning at the amateur nationals, um, mm -hmm. you're going to get a ride. You know, if, if you're winning and you're doing your job on the track, I think that you're going to get a ride no matter what. That's what they're there for. They want to sell dirt bikes and they want the guy at the top step of the podium. But I think that yeah. social media is just bringing the value of your contract up and bringing the value of who you are up and bringing your brand up. So to me, I think it's absolutely essential. Let me ask you this, though. So if you're mm -hmm. Hayden Deegan, okay, and there's a lot of people who don't like yeah. Hayden Deegan and yeah. Brian and all that, right? There's yeah. Yeah. Right or wrong, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't give a shit either way. Mm -hmm. But yep. you're doing these vlogs and you're presenting a side of your family that isn't real, right? We all know that stuff's not real. It's a reality show. You're going to show the best things. You're not going to show the worst things. Mm -hmm. You're going to show the funniest oh. things. You're not going to show the not funny things. Yeah. Are you worried yeah. that, a, that a video channel, if you're, uh, if you're a team manager, if you're uh, whatever, a sponsor, are you worried like, like, okay, so on a much lower level before YouTube, yeah. there was a guy who made a Believe the Hype t-shirt for their first ever national, mm. right? <laughs> no one liked that. Everyone wanted to T-bone him. Yep. It literally put him off yeah. on a terrible start to his career. Mm -hmm. I just think JT, that would that you agree with me on that? I wanted to beat him so bad so, okay. on Saturday right. qualifier. It was probably the most motivated I was. Okay. Don't get so, me wrong, but he so, went 450 instead of 250 because he was scared. Yeah, but the I other thing but is, hold on, too, hold on, though. Hold on. So if you're, if you're Brian Deegan, are you not putting a target on your kid's back growing up with a YouTube channel and all these followers? And now you're going to have... No. No? No. Uh, no. I don't think so. No, Dude, Tony change. put a target on his son's back because he Brian? bought a shirt that said, Believe the Hype. That's like Brian Deegan making a shirt that says, My son's the best. Yeah, okay. It's a little different, but you also are being like, I hate this kid. I want to beat this kid. Look at the famous this kid is. Dude, like, eh, you know how so. many think, people don't, don't like so. people that are at the top? You're gonna have people that hate you. Who when doesn't you're like succeeding. Jet Lawrence? Yep. Everyone loves Jet Lawrence. Give it, give it a couple years. Maybe not you. Give it a couple. I love Jet Lawrence. I'm kidding. Jet Lawrence. Okay, is like Brandon. A really so that's cool that's kid. my point of it, Brandon. Like you're absolutely well, right. Like JT can speak though, from like, JT can speak from a fly perspective. Like like if you have a rider, if you have two riders and you have one hundred twenty five thousand dollars to give one of them to um, wear your gear, and they're about the same guy. JT, you guys would look at a social following and be like. Like this guy's Dean Wilson or whatever, and maybe the other guy isn't that way. You you would give the money to that guy, so it's it, it you know it definitely matters, right? It definitely matters. So I get that it matters, but I don't know, Brandon. When you bring up the the Deegans and Chad and all that, I, I think that that's detrimental in my eyes. But that's no. just my opinion. Mm. Okay, really? I think yeah, no, because the other thing I think about too is like you know you you've got a, you've got a huge following, like you guys are saying. That's good for them, but like. If you're, um, I, I picture like if because you want to know riders kind of behind the scenes, not just what you see on a TV. So right. if you have like you got the up, up and coming, you know, rider, and then you have this, you know, any manufacturer will take a crew and be like, hey, follow this guy for the whole season. We, you know, would a rider like that, or or do you think bring better exposure to the sport to to see? a different perspective well that part's fine like you look at the super cost spy stuff that red bull does that mm -hmm. that's cool right that gives you an idea of behind the scenes mm -hmm. footage but i'm more like pumping pumping yourself up only social media over and over and over with youtube channels and all that uh -huh. it's not for me i don't know 
Yeah, it might not be for you though, but you're gonna make money, more money in the long run, and it's gonna establish you as a as a bigger name. It's gonna give you, you more opportunities. You don't think some dude's just gonna clean out Hayden Deegan because dude, he wants um, to? They're gonna clean you, out Hayden Deegan you really whether you like happen? it or not, though. Like he's not gonna clean out Hayden Hayden Deegan because of a video. He might clean out Hayden Deegan because he made fun of him on a video that he posted, but he's not gonna clean Ooh. him out just because of the video. I, I you think, know what uh, I mean? No, there was some controversy about like so like Hayden Dean had this vlog amateur race I think it was like uh, Minios or something where Hayden Dean there was like a video of like him like kind of cutting the track right. or like taking somebody yeah. out yeah. and there was some huge controversy over it so it kind of really just depends on how you yeah. use I just, the I just the I look platform at, you have I look at the believe the hype stuff before there was YouTube and all that stuff and I'm like that's a terrible way to come into the pros and I look at a YouTube channel is the same way like look at me it's look at me like, yeah but look okay, at Dean I'll, Wilson yeah but let, mm. let me give you an example, right? Seven Deuce Deuce, sitting right next to you. <laughs> He's across So him. many more people know about him than his results would indicate, right? Like yeah. his music career, yeah. his outgoing mm -hmm. personality, True. like all those things. Nobody's trying to clean out Seven Deuce Deuce because of those things. <laughs> no, but uh, he's Ryan not. Brees would differ. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's not. No, no I'm just kidding. No, that was love, yeah, love. No, no. <laughs> it, that, no, we're kidding on that. But, but, yeah. but Seven Deuce Deuce isn't making videos about like, how good of a racer he is, and and his and his, you know, he's just doing like and Dean Wilson same way, like yeah, behind the scenes funny stuff. Yeah. Right? But like, then that answers your question. So it's all about how you present. Yeah, but yourself. Brandon's question was about up and coming riders, not Deuce and yeah, not but Dean Hayden, Wilson. Hayden, and yeah, but on there saying I'm awesome. No, but just the whole thing with the whole, you know, uh, we're chasing the dream. Here's what yeah, we're but, doing. Here's where mm -hmm. we're going. Okay, say you're an oh, up and coming oh. rider. Then you just present yourself as, oh, we're having fun. We're doing this as a family. You know, this is my result. You yeah. don't have to okay. boast. Listen, Ty can back me up. There, you guys, uh, that's fine. That's a, that's definitely a valid opinion. But Ty can back me up. There's a lot of people that don't like the Deegans. Yes. In the amateur scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to get some hate. But you're going to get hate. And, on the other and side. is there anybody who doesn't like Chance Hymas? Probably not. Just low-key kid doing yeah. social Bro, media. Chance Hymas is so, like... He's a super I was just shy trying to pick kid. another amateur. He's from, where is he from? Uh, Utah. Idaho. I was just trying to pick another low-key yeah, good dude, amateur. Yeah. But, dude, he's okay, Rider so D. polar Rider opposite. D. A polar opposite. Polar opposite. You just don't see Rider D with a, with a he, okay, vlog and a okay, YouTube channel. And okay, all he that. doesn't have a vlog and a YouTube channel, but, okay, let's look it up. Rider okay. right, well, D. Francisco. We got to run. Brandon, well, thanks no, for the don't. call. Brandon, thanks for the call. 203,000 followers. Thanks, Brandon. Steve, if, you're, if your point is that a rider creating a brand for themselves is a net negative, then we're just going to have to disagree. No, yeah. Brandon specifically, there's difference between what you guys are saying and what Brandon was saying, like YouTube channel. Like that's, creating that's a brand creating and a brand. creating some merch Dude. is one thing, like Rider D has mm -hmm. and Chance Hymas, and you're creating this cool little thing. I don't know about... I disagree a 100%. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's but fine. you're acting you like a yeah. YouTube channel can only be perceived one way. No, no. It's going to make you more enemies than you need. You, does Dean Wilson have enemies because but of again, his social not, media? Again, that's not... No, YouTube? because that's different. It's just like 7 News 2 and Dean Wilson. Because... It's a YouTube channel. Okay, You've but, never done YouTube. Yeah, okay. Except, for, the, except for your songs. Whatever. Thank God that Ty knows what I'm talking about. I've done about. YouTube, but I got, I got a lot of personal sponsors from it. Thank God that Ty knows only because he's younger. I think, yes, Brandon's question was up-and-coming young riders creating brands, YouTube channels. 
that sort of thing. And, and my thing is like, me, Steve Mathis. I'm getting so mad right now. Me, Steve Mathis. I wouldn't do that for my kid. I wouldn't put my kid out there like that. Yeah, but okay, to, okay, hold on, hold on, people. Every Monday. Let me talk for a second with video. Hold on, chill. <laughs> This we, is getting we way gotta out go. of hand. Ryan Morris is coming up. We got to go. Oh, God. You guys are killing me. JT, I'm on your All side, right, so bro. Adam Entignap and Jason Thomas totally would make Believe the Hype t-shirts. No. <laughs> you're an idiot. Dude, you're just, starting, you're just trying to start shit now. I am. I am. Oh, my I God. Am. I am. Oh, All right, JT. Thanks for uh, calling in. Appreciate it. Fly Racing, flyracing.com. We're coming into Ryan Morris. Uh, thanks for calling, buddy. Hey, good job on I the show, JT. You did, you did excellent, bro. Yeah, you're hey, killing I know, I know Tyler knows how hard that is, man. Oh, my God. Hard. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, Tyler, how about trying to carry a sentence while someone's yelling in your ear? Oh, my God, dude. It's, <laughs> it's a whole nother level of technique. <laughs> <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Or they're just or they're on the wrong they, I've had it where they've had been on the wrong channel and they're trying to talk to someone completely different while I'm doing a piece and they're like just yeah. talking about some right. random ass shit and well, I'm just trying to cover a whole I don't minute know. and you a didn't half. Hear yourself talk. And Tyler, yeah. I don't know if you heard this show last week, but JT couldn't hear the director. I did. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh my god, that right, would have been right, a nightmare. Right. Like just nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> just okay. JT, you're on. Right. Don't, no, don't yep. care. Just you, yep. good. Go yep. for it. Just, as soon as we said I'm going to JT, I was ready. <laughs> like I just had to be ready at all times. Yeah, no, for sure. So all right, thanks for calling in, man. <laughs> all right, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Fly racing, flyracing.com. We'll get into this YouTube thing later if you want. We can bring it. Back it's up. not finished. But I'm right, and Ty's right, and JT and Adam Ectiknep are wrong. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about! <laughs> <laughs> Cherubis is the industry leader in aftermarket dirt bike plastics and accessories. With riders like Adam Cincirillo, Barsha, Cooper Webb, Anderson, and more, a Cherubis is fine-tuned to products to offer the highest level of performance and protection in the industry. Bring your bike back to life with full-line replacement, replica, plastic kits, handguards, discards, and more. Check out the latest products by visiting on acherbysusa.com or follow along on social media. If you see the metallic stuff they came out with a couple yeah, weeks ago? it looks clean. looks sick. Club MX had it. Uh, team uh, uh, AEO had it as well. At USA uh, to learn more about the folks at Acherbys. I love this stuff. Speaking of KTM, who uses Acherbys, uh, we have KTM USA's Ryan Morris on the line. What's up, Mo? How are you? What's happening, Mathis? So... Are, is, okay, so you guys are Lompoc, right? Lompoc. Lompoc. Lompoc, yeah. Mo is like, uh, I don't know, Sacramento-ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you guys NorCal or no? No. no. Okay, Mo's NorCal. Yep. Yes. You guys are Central. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I would say it's Sac. I, I don't know. I Kind of NorCal-ish. Well, I'm like an hour. Yeah, I'm like an hour south. I'm Turlock where I grew up. So oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm more considered that Central. You live in Turlock, or you did live in Turlock? Yeah, I did. That's yeah. where I, that's where I grew up. My my family, um, we we're about 15 minutes from the Oakfield. Oh, so that's. I'm sick. just wondering if you guys can relate to being like Central Cali guys. No. Yeah, but he's in a totally different spot. <laughs> okay, bro. I'll move on. Like, yeah. I tried, I we're like coast, and he's like, okay. it was hot, but they had good dirt. <laughs> Okay. They have really good dirt really up there. Really good dirt. Oh, my God. Oakfield's okay. underrated. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, welcome, Mo. <laughs> thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Um, we can yeah, talk about we can me. talk about 99 Minios now, or we can wait till later. It's up to you. <laughs> it's, it's, it, you have no choice. It's happening, but we can do now or later. All right. Well, let's knock it out. Let's finish it. Okay. So, <laughs> I've told this story many times. I'm going to continue telling it. Yeah. Ryan Morris, a massively fast amateur rider. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. Uh, and uh, uh, I was working for Sheem Chaparral, a Yamaha. Sheem Chaparral? Team, team Chaparral. Yep, got it. 
And they sent mm-hmm. me to the Minios in 98 to work for Mo here. Yep. Riding uh, YZ125s mm. and uh, looking, you know, no fear gear. He looked the whole part. Just so Miniature rad, Jeremy, huh? right? Lit yep. kit. I fly to Minios. Uh, we're working out of the Axo truck that Bradshaw raced out of in 97. And uh, another thing that uh, – uh, uh, oh, you weren't wearing no fear. You were an Axo. My bad. Um, uh, no, I was no fear. Oh, okay. But we were in the Axo truck for some reason? I don't know. Okay. It was a rental. Oh, okay. So, anyways <laughs> – so yep. I, I've never worked for the amateur thing, but we raced all fucking week, every fucking day. <laughs> I, we're, we getting were, into, we're getting into the root of Steve Mathis's amateur problem. We were racing everything and everybody at all times. <laughs> I'm sure he signed and up Mo, for like 20 classes. Mo lost two motos all week. <laughs> One of them to Stu on a 110 yeah. or whatever 105 yeah Stu and Stu and him swapped motos 1221 wow and he lost to Steve Mertens in another moto i don't remember what happened that one mo but whatever they they docked me for going around a tire when i went off the track in the other moto okay mm. so i don't even remember that so we actually we got screwed so we should have just lost one yeah. moto to Stu all week long and of course mm-hmm. the bike worked perfectly <laughs> jetting was on gearing was on you know all of that stuff yeah so they have this thing called the Golden Wrench at the end of the week at the Minios. Uh-huh. Awarded to the best mechanic of the week. <clears throat> Let me guess. You didn't get it. I didn't get it. <laughs> they, they gave it every, to some mini dad. Everyone was telling me I was going to get it. I was looking forward to getting it. They have the award ceremony at the end of the week. They're like, you know, Mo, you might have won the bronze pipe or the bronze boot or I don't even got yeah. those, whatever. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, I mean, this was a great performance by Ryan Morse. Mm-hmm. And they go, and, and the winner of the, uh, uh, the, the Golden Wrench Award, like some lady who, like, had car trouble driving to the race and, like, barely made it, but made it somehow, like. Did it have anything to do with the bike? No, just, you know, she, she showed fortitude in getting there. And, I mean, I have nothing against this lady. Like, good work. Yeah. But what the fuck, man? They had no idea who they were messing with. Dude, the Steve Mathis legend. That was we, we lost one moto all week, and it was to James Stewart. <laughs> like, I mean, that sounds like you deserved a golden wrench. I'll get a uh, wrench for you. Bro, and I'll bro. Gold. So, well, Jessica Patterson. So. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, I think someone made you one, didn't they? No, Jessica Patterson said her dad won one, and it was sitting in the garage all covered in dust and dirt, and she said she was going to give that to me <laughs> just because, like, he didn't care about oh it. Oh, my god! And gosh. here I am, 20, 23 years later, still bitter. <laughs> yeah. Mo, you were good, though. Oh, Mo, you were good. Yeah. Uh, he says, eh. Nah, he won good. every moto but one to James Stewart. Eh. Mm-hmm. Eh. Dude, you hadn't broke. You broke your wrist twice, right? Yeah, I had a. Ru- I mean, there was a rough few years. That was uh, like I right when you turned pro. Coming. Yeah. 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 Ah. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, having a good amateur career only gets you so much. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I would have. Be- I mean, it's, I would have bet a lot of money so on you different. having a good pro career. And you did have a nice pro career. Look, you, you, you wrote for yeah, Mitch. It took a while. Yeah, it just took a while to get going. So there's nothing to be ashamed of for your pro career. It was very good. But back then, I'm like, this kid's unbelievable. Like, he's a great starter. He's got great style. You yeah. Know, I'm just like, this is this kid's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And I mean, the whole thing was so much different than, than what it is now. Yep. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, Ryan Morris on the show brought to you by Cherubies USA. So that's my Ryan Morris mini-O story. I was there all week. <laughs> I deserve that golden wrench. I got screwed by it. 
if Win Kern is listening, <laughs> if he wants to get me that golden wrench, I'll take it. Yeah, oh. so, for sure. Um, uh, hey, Mo, uh, a big change for you. Uh, obviously, uh, you've been a big part of the Red Bull KTM team for a long time at the races. I see all the time we fly United yeah. together, so I've seen you for years. Yeah. But you're moving to the R&D side a little bit. It's going to be you know, right from the race team, a little more time at home for you. Um, what was yeah. the decision behind this? What what made you uh, want to do this? Um, it's actually something that I've, I guess, been trying to transition to for a couple years now. Um, it's just never really, I guess, worked out um and for me it's just uh to be home more and and just help out with the kids and help help guide them and kind of figure out what they want to do with life and what they want to be and just to kind of be around in this important time of their age and and not not look back later on and and wish i was around more yeah yeah it's that's, a, it's i a, mean that's yeah. that's the main thing for me and i mean my daughter's eight my son's 10 now so right for me, families, uh, it's important to me, and uh, I think it's a, a for me, it's the right right decision currently. Seven zero two five eight six Pulp. You want to talk to Ryan Morris from uh, the KTM team? Now you were you were testing for the race team, you know, like a Trey Canard, right? You were helping with settings and doing some testing yeah, and all so that. I'll still be I'll still be doing all the development stuff for race bike. Oh, you will be okay. So I, that's what I was going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, so, okay. So the the position that I won't be doing anymore is race team coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing all the logistics side of stuff and just ordering stuff and making sure everything's to where it needs to be. Um, so originally the plan was I was actually going to transition to R&D in October at the end of last year. Uh-huh. But then um, Frankie Latham, uh, who was Marv's mechanic, yep. uh, decided that he wanted to do the position when I was gone. So with Marv racing Supercross, he couldn't. Re- he didn't want to leave Marv with Marv only racing Supercross and not really knowing if he's going to race more or not. So he wanted yep. to work for him. So we sat down in October, November, and worked it out. So I decided to stay through Supercross that way so Frankie could have an opportunity at the position. Oh, okay. All right. Um, so yeah. you'll still be doing race team stuff, and you'll be working on the R&D a little bit. Um, that seems yeah, like a so, lot. That's a lot of riding, Mo. Well, I mean, I've been doing that for a while, probably six years now, doing race team development, race team coordinator, and R&D test rider. Oh, okay. So, it's so been yeah. a pretty busy few years. And then even this year, I kind of took over and kind of helped a little more on the R&D side on top of still doing everything else. So it's been pretty busy <laughs> yeah well i was gonna say because i remember talking to you and you you went to austria you went to spain for production yep. stuff so mm-hmm. i was kind of like saying well you kind of do that already but I, I was thinking more this was going to be like a more dedicated role but no you'll still be doing race team stuff uh, and, and r&d well for sure it's a it's a more dedicated role to r&d because i'm not going to be in the i'm not going to be over at the race shop every day doing all the office work and right. traveling and, and doing say 80% of what my job was over at race team, you know, like yep. the, the development parts, the, I mean, it's not the easy part, but it was yeah. the easy part for me. The office work is the long hours and, and what takes the most time. And so, uh, yeah, I'll still help develop, uh, race bikes because I'll be doing so much production stuff of earlier models mm-hmm. that we can <clears throat> continue, um, learning and applying some of that stuff to our current bike. So uh, I- 
I talked to Shorty. I talked to Trey about this. Uh, jump in a second. Yeah. And and like you know, you're an older guy now. Um, do yeah. you do you do you does it like do you do you mind laying it out there a little bit to get some settings on Soupy? Like, are you you still feel good? You still feel okay? Like, Kennard was like, yeah, dude, no, I I I, I ride at ninety percent. I don't, yeah. you know, I'm not crushing it to like, if if I get out of shape, I don't jump something like. Is that where you're at? Like, you don't get sketched out by riding Supercross so much? Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, Supercross comes easier than riding outdoors. I think just because that's what I grew up on. Um, younger at my parents' house, we had a Supercross track in the backyard, and right. that's just kind of what comes natural to me, I guess. So for me, I could not ride for a little while and go ride Supercross and be okay within, you know, a few sessions to where if I don't ride for a while and I go ride outdoors, it's going to take me at least a day. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh. But, well, just because Supercross is like, it's so much more, to me, it's more technique and timing and doing stuff correctly to where outdoors is more just how much you're willing to risk it. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, because you can only go so fast on a three, three, three. Like you're just, you know, like you're... <laughs> Or whatever. Dude, yeah. Can we get an amen on Supercross, baby? Just give me an amen. I'm with you 100% on the Supercross to outdoor thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, interesting. Uh, hey, so for you, we had Cooper in the studio maybe three weeks ago after um, yep. after uh, Salt Lake. Salt and he, yeah. Yep. He was very honest and open. Uh, didn't gel with the new bike. Now, yep. um, you helped develop it. I'm blaming you, Mo, but it's a radical yep. change for sure. What does the new bike do better, do you think? And what do you think a guy like Coop was having an issue with? Like, obviously, they can change so much on a race bike that, you know, a production bike, you know, isn't exactly apples to apples here. But in your eyes, what do you like about the new bike? And do you understand Coop having some uh, difficulties adapting to it right away? Yeah, I think even even if, say, the – the new bike is better, but you come off of our, our last model and mm -hmm. you have the the career or the races like Coop was having on that one. Mm -hmm. And it, it's common for riders to dislike new bikes and like old bikes or yes. like the new bike over the old bike. It's, it's just rider. In my opinion, it's rider. A lot of it is rider preference. Like Marv setups, not exactly the same as Coop setup. Mm-hmm. And I think that that comes into play when you go to a new model, when you spend, you know, three years on one, of course, it's going to take a little while to adapt to it. And we were kind of a little behind the eight ball coming into the season with getting parts laid and stuff like that. Like Max didn't even ride his 250 until December at the photo shoot. Yeah. So we were definitely, I would say, way behind where we normally were. Typically, I would have a bike a year before the season yep. and have a whole year on the bike before we even raced it. Mm. And that wasn't the this case. This one, not so much. This yeah, yeah. No. Um, me, the new bike, I honestly prefer it mm -hmm. uh, quite a bit more over the old chassis. Um, it has less pitch, so it doesn't teeter-totter as much in the whoops for me. And it has more weight, I would say more weight to the front. So the front has more of a positive feel and more of a precise feeling to me. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because every time you know uh, uh, an, o an OEM starts a production, you have a goal, right? You're like, hey, this is what we want the new bike to do. Whatever, if you want more front end traction or you want more stability or whatever, yeah. whatever your goal is, you as an R and D team work towards improving so, it in this way. Yeah. 
Yeah, so the goal for the new bike was obviously priority number one was to get less pitch to hopefully help in the whoops and get the bike better there. Yep. And Coop actually rode the first prototype of the of the new model. Uh, was that two years ago after Vegas? Mm-hmm. When was the last time we raced Vegas? Was it two uh, years ago? Oh, jeez, I don't even know. Yeah, it was 19, so 2019. He wrote, yeah. He, yeah, so he rode this this model then when in to to confirm the direction yep so it's been i mean it, yep. it was definitely thought out and and re- like really worked on and every decision we made we took our time yeah. but unfortunately with covid and supply issues and mm-hmm. just everything we couldn't get our our test bike as early as we normally did yeah, and look, I, I uh, as a former mechanic, I can understand what Coop was saying and not gelling with the bike, and I and I understand that. And you look at the 09 Honda 450, also a bike that came out that no one really liked outside yeah. of your brother-in-law. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I get the yeah. new models, but then Marv had a good season. Dude, Marv yeah. won a race. He was ripping. Marv was ripping. He had a few weirdo rides, like mm-hmm. at San Diego and stuff. But overall, <clears throat> Marv on the new bike yeah. was just as good as Marv on the old bike. And yeah. Luki you know? was killing it, too. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, Luki and I think all Marv, cars. honestly, my opinion, was a little better than he had been in the previous years. Sure, um, yeah. He, sure. he was better in the yeah. whoops. He he had a couple podiums that he unfortunately gave away. He should have had a few more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the new bike did fit Marv better than coop yep yeah yeah I, and then I, I unfortunately think, with aaron he got hurt so early that it's kind of hard to right. say. yeah because he did have that really good exactly. ride in oakland um yeah but ryan one thing i wanted to kind of touch on that i'm interested in is what's your mindset i got a couple questions for you but what's your mindset going into uh race bike testing versus you know testing for just the stock you know chassis you know are you doing any of the production chassis testing for just regular old people and then you're also doing race bike testing and if so like what's the mindset going into each of those and what's different about it so typically obviously race bike testing is obviously all about (laughs) making the bike stable and firm and but not losing that initial comfort and set up for speed and just like that kind of stuff so typically once we kind of get a baseline where i feel like the bike's good all the riders start riding it we can get information say from coop okay this is what i dislike or whatever so then we go to the track with the goal of trying to figure out these areas and if it takes me a session or two to kind of figure out exactly what he's talking about and get a feel for it to hopefully go in the right direction mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how the, the, and obviously riding at 90, 95% the whole time, all day for race team stuff. And then when we go production testing, um, if it's straight up for the standard bike, I typically will ride around 70 to 80% depending. Mm -hmm. And so like, say on our production 450, I feel someone at my speed should be able to bottom the production 450 at least once a lap. Yeah. Like on an outdoor track. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, about one, I'm about 160, so I feel like I'm in that average weight area. Yeah. And so that's kind of the goal for the 450. And then obviously every other bike from there, like the 250, we want it to be even a little bit lighter. So then you only ride, say, at 70%. And so it, there's obviously different goals for each each model. Yeah. 
when it comes to the production side. And then there's a whole nother. So I also do all the WP aftermarket settings that come in that stuff when you buy it. So yeah. like if you buy the 48 kit shock yeah. and fork for the bike, yep. we come up with three different settings for that stuff. So there's like the beginner intermediate pro. So then we have to come up with three more settings of that stuff. Um, um, and I guess my, my next question is when you're doing like the factory bike testing, are you mm-hmm. testing the bike on a setting that you're comfortable on so that you can feel the bike or are you testing the bike on say Cooper Webb's exact setting, you know, with his exact sag or Marv's exact setting with his exact sag? Or like I said before, are you doing it on your setting that you're comfortable on so that you can actually feel, you know, what's under you, what the bike is doing and which direction that you want to go? Um, well, honestly, I don't really have a setting because yeah, <laughs> I totally. run so many different settings. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yes, typically if we're developing or trying to figure something out, if it's for Coop, then I ride Coop's full setup. And if it's for Marv, then I ride Marvin's full setup. Yeah. So, so, so how um, do you, how do you, when you're getting on the bike, how do you differentiate, you know, to say Cooper's feeling this, Marv's feeling this, Marv completely rides a different style and so yeah. does Coop, you know, and you're not yeah. Cooper or Marvin. So how do you, Correct. how do you do it the best to make it better for those guys personally? So for me, typically me and Coop are f- fairly similar, a little different, but not like huge. Coop likes his, he likes the rear higher than I typically would. Yeah. So that's how he's able to turn and do what he's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I'll talk. I'll either have a conversation with Cooper or Marv the day before and talk to him about the areas that we feel need to be better. Or if they're at the track and we're riding on the same day, I'll be on my test bike with their setup. If I feel like I've made some progress in what they're talking about, then they'll hop on, my, on the test bike real quick and go ride it and say yes or no. Yep. Uh, interesting. Um, I would say for me, through all the years of doing the race team development, the person that I was really similar with was Dunge. Like, if there was something that typically I really like, it typically worked for him. So he was, through all the years I've done it, he was one of the easier riders for me because he related closer to. Yeah, to be able to, like, translate the setting over. Yes. Hey, Ryan, uh, Tyler, and Knapp here. Um, no, you know, with Dungey coming back with like a six-year span, like you were in the same position or, you know, a little different position when he left and now he came back. Like how excited were you behind the scenes knowing that he was testing the bike, knowing that he developed bike, and then finally making the, the decision that he was coming to the outdoors, like as a fan and as like, you know, the person behind the scenes, how excited were you knowing that he was going to come back to the outdoor season? I think everyone in the team was pretty excited. Dunja's a really good person to work with. He's super respectful and thankful for everything that you do for him. And that, that in my opinion, goes a long ways. Um, and honestly, it wasn't that long before the first one <laughs> all decided. Yeah. Um, I think he came out to California maybe six weeks before the first round. 
And at that point, <laughs> oh, that's so at sick. At that point, it was kind of like, "Hey, I'm gonna come out and try the new bike and do some testing with you, and just you know, yeah, I just want to get out and ride." And we're like, "All right, cool." So he came out, did a couple days of testing, and then like there was no talk of it really. Then, yeah. and then yep. from there, it just kind of snowballed and happened fairly quick so bench racing a little bit um how many positions do you think he's going to get better through the next season and like where do you think he's going to find his stride knowing that um i think by round i would say i think by round four he'll start making really good improvements um i honestly thought he was going to be a little better at hangtown um Mm -hmm which I think the track was different than it normally is, though, also, mm-hmm. yeah. just from watching it on I TV agree. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but I think I think he'll get some podium overalls. I do, do too, yeah. I if, agree. If everything aligns perfectly, he might pull off a win. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nuts. Uh, Ryan Morris oh. here on the show, brought to you by folks at a Cherubies USA. Speaking of Max Volan and speaking of uh, Red Bull KTM, Hey, Caroli's told some people, Ryan, that you know it's it's tough to get used to a production frame, from what he's used to over there, uh, where they can change frames and change anything they want. Have you ridden with his mm-hmm. MXGP frame, and do you understand what he's saying a little bit? Uh, not on the new bike. No. Okay. I've yeah. I've went over there and rode the GP bike on the old chassis. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But not on not on this model. Right. What's What's the percentage that it's better, or different? Um. Well. Their chassis is definitely different there, but their tracks are a lot different also. Um, yeah. The the tracks that I've ridden there are more, they flow a little more. So the corner, it's not like a long straightaway into such a tight corner. Right. And their momentum, over there, momentum is really important. And their bikes, the bike that I had rode there was definitely firmer than what we would run here. Mm-hmm. Um. But, yeah, and then they they do – I mean, obviously, they're allowed to kind of do whatever they want, so they can change some stuff on the frame and, and obviously can do a lot more than Yeah, the sky's the limit. Do you uh, – yeah. I don't know if you can comment much on it, but I guess the MX2 team has gone back to the old motors, which takes some some jigging up a frame, I guess. Uh, what's the reason behind that, or do you know anything about it, or can you say? Um, I don't really know too much about that. Um mm-hmm. The little bit that I do know from what I understand, I think it's just the old cylinder and head, same bottom end. Okay, all right, fair enough. Uh, how cool is it to have Caroli and Dungey racing for you guys, Mo? That's awesome. Dude. It's awesome. It's really, like, even for me, like, it's kind of bittersweet going to Paula, the first national. That was, like, my official last race. Yep. But to go there and work with those guys and and just to do that with them was, was really neat. And, obviously, it's huge for Tony to be here for our sport. And, yeah. And – Super, um, super excited that he's he's staying longer for a couple mm-hmm. more rounds yep. instead of leaving. So I think it's good. I think we need it, and hopefully, you know, maybe one of these years uh, it'll work out where Jeffrey can come. I was I was looking forward to that when that kind of was going on, but unfortunately, yeah. everyone knows the story there. So yeah, that would have been something else. And, and mm-hmm. like Dunge said, if Jeffrey was coming, he probably wouldn't be able to come back. So that would have been interesting too, right? Either one. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's yeah pretty... for sure. I mean, that was that was a lot of the conversation at the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. A Cherubies USA bringing you Ryan Morris on the show. Red Bull KTM using their products and absolutely love a Cherubies uh, plastic as well. Search them on social media at a Cherubies USA. They just came out with the metallic plastic uh, last weekend at uh, Paula, and it looks looks awesome. So please check it out at a Cherubies USA. Um, you're also going to do some motocross schools, Mo. 
Yeah, so with me um, transitioning over to R&D and, and my priority kind of, I guess my first projects are going to kind of be mini bike stuff. Yep. Um, just to help oversee and, and help with doing development here in the U.S. on our on the 50, 65, and 85 here. Um, and then, I mean, as you know, my son, he likes to ride for fun also. And I figured, you know, if I'm at the track and I'm going out with him, I, I might as well help some younger kids on some days when I'm there and just help kind of, I guess, point them in in the right direction and and teach them the things that I think are important and hopefully make them a better and safer rider at the same time. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So people can contact you through social best way. Yeah. So I'm still kind of figuring out my first couple dates here with just everything that I'm trying to work around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, here in the next week, I should, should have more information out of, uh, when I'm going to do them. And obviously, like I said, it's only going to be maybe three, maybe three to four months. I'm not going to be doing a whole lot of them. They're going to be very small amount of riders. I think, uh, I'm thinking maybe only around five riders. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. I just want to keep it really close and tight to where I can really pay attention to the kids that I'm working mm-hmm. with. As I think, you know, when you start getting into those higher numbers, it's you don't really get the one-on-one that sure. some of these kids need. Yeah, that five number is, like, perfect. Like, I do motocross schools all the time. Like, yep. up at the track I'm at, 95A Motor Complex, and five is, like, the perfect number where you can actually see everybody. You can see them come by. You can mm-hmm. handle them right. You can talk to everybody, and you can, like, talk to them, like, individually. As soon as you get over that five number, yep. it's going to be huge. But I'm excited for you guys knowing that you're going to put some more effort in your 50 program. I know the Cobra 50s have just rained on that oh, parade have they, have forever. They, have they beaten the KTMs right now? Oh, yeah. dude. I'm yeah. No offense, uh, Morris, but, dude, the, the Cobra 50s, yeah. like, that's their class, like, junior, senior. Uh, yeah, we, we know that. Yeah. yeah I mean, all, <laughs> listen, all KTM needs to go is like, oh, yeah? You need some money and some R&D? No problem. Uh-huh. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll build it. Yeah. KTM yeah, does have think, a whole uh, e-bike class, though. Yeah. For the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. So. Yep. No, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think with the, the plans that I've seen, I think we're definitely going to be able to close that gap. Are we thinking one or two years out, or what do, what do we think on that? Or can you uh, say? I would, I would like to see, I would like to see in a year, but honestly, I don't think that's possible with mm-hmm. just the supplies and suppliers yeah. of getting stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, the whole thing with COVID is still really affecting that side of things for us, mm-hmm. and I think it affects. It's still affecting a lot of people in the industry. Period. Yeah. Um, just with getting stuff, so. I think realistically it's going to be two years. Um, you might be able to see maybe some prototypes or, or see some stuff maybe in the mod class or whatever, but mm-hmm. as far as a production bike that you can ride in the limited, yeah, I think it'll be two years. Uh, whether it was on Yamaha, which he came on this show a few times and agreed with us, whether I talk to people at Yamaha or KTM, they tell me, Mo, that AP might be the worst test rider <laughs> in history, and he laughs and it, you know laughs the way he, he does and he kind of agrees with that. Are you trying to help Aaron Plessinger along, Mo? Are you, are you trying to help him figure out what what the bike's doing? <laughs> no, for sure. Like, Aaron, I mean, when Aaron first started riding our bike, he had some really good comments. Obviously, when you go, when you switch manufacturers in your first couple of rides, in my opinion, are the most important feedback. Yep. Because that's like the most true that you're going to get. Because once you start getting used to to the bike, then certain things I feel like you start getting used to, and then that opinion kind of fades away a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but I wouldn't say he's. I wouldn't say he's terrible. I mean, you just got to understand some some people word it differently than, okay. and you can definitely take it the wrong way or get a little confused. But if you just take your time and listen, you can start to figure out the writer and understand how they explain things. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the hardest part about testing. I, you know, it's one thing that uh, my buddy Brandon, obviously, that's on the team. It's it's weird because there's this suspension guy language. You know, they speak their own yeah. lingo mm-hmm. and they say, you know, this is for this, and then all of a sudden, you know, Aaron comes in and he knows what's going on, but it's hard to bridge the gap of yeah. like. And what Mo, do I say? And Mo to, knows that from a production dealing with Austrian engineers. You have to use the same language. Yes. Yeah. You have to understand yes. what each is each is saying, right? Kiefer's talked about it too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's and it's hard. It, you know, you have to get and too, there's a whole nother level to it with um you know, having a relationship with the person that you're doing it with. Yep. Because if if you think mm-hmm. that if the person you're testing with thinks that you're just being a dick, you know, oh, this just sucks. And then all of a sudden, yeah. then you get kind of a little bit of animosity between them. And then, you know, there's this, oh, well, he's just, he don't know what he's talking about. Or, oh, yeah. he's just, you know, and that doesn't work. You have to be able to go, hey, you know, this isn't good. And then them accept it and know you're just trying to be yep. critical yeah. but positive. And then they have to be able to give it back and yep. say, yeah. hey, you know, this is what I see. It's it's, Super a, important. it's a hard yeah. it's a hard thing. Yeah. And especially, I mean with a new chassis like just trying to figure out the direction and experimenting and you know obviously you're you're gonna go the wrong way at one point like it's Mm -hmm. gonna happen and to communicate that but in a nice way can be challenging (laughs) you know in a nice way just coming in and being like yeah that was not the right way like we definitely should go back the other direction (laughs) and and you know what else I, i think i think as a racer when it's starting to get crunch time, it's hard for you to accept. <laughs> like, I just went out there and rode for no reason because that wasn't good. And it's like, it gets super, fr- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're so worried, especially like our guys are so worried about laps and how many lap counts they're doing and mm. putting this time in and, and then got to go to the gym afterwards. And this, the, the last thing when they want to do is do 20 extra laps of going the wrong direction. Mm. Or go yeah, ride a thirty-minute moto on a bad setting. Out, you know? yep. That's where you yeah. and guys, you and guys like Trey, come in so handy. Where you're yeah. like, look, I rode these three links. These, this is the one these guys are going to want to try. Yeah, and, and, and we're not going to yeah. lose them all day. I, I've, I've said this For on the sure. show a bunch. We, we'd go testing at Yamaha, and it, it would be two p.m. We change clamps, forks, and a front wheel, and you're like, dude, we've lost the track. We've lost the rider's attention, and we're changing too many things. This yeah. is useless, yeah. completely yeah. useless. Yeah, you know, um, I've seen it sure. over and over. You got to really, yeah. And so I think having a guy like Mo or Trey or you know any shorty when he was doing it, whatever. Here's what I think yeah. Ryan yeah. Dungey's going to like, or mm-hmm. Cooper Weber. And, and yeah. too, I yeah. think one of the hardest parts nowadays is that last year's model is pretty damn good. You know, like the evolution of the bike, you know, we're getting to the point where it's not these, you know, huge mind blowing changes like EFI. And, you know, these it's like, dude, the last year's shit was pretty good. If it wasn't for sales, you could bust out last year's bike and say, here you go, Coop. You know, but you're trying to sell a new bike. And he he would ride that bike 
probably better just in confidence yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah because all you, you know guys I mean? are kooks. All you guys <laughs> were kooks. You, you riders are but kooks. The point is, is that bite, it's hard for Ryan Morris and those te- and the test rider guys now because the last year's bike isn't that bad. It's not like you're trying yeah. to reinvent the wheel to make a better bike. You're just trying to, you know, navigate a little bit better here and there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were trying to improve the the negatives of the old chassis and mm-hmm. unfortunately sometimes when you improve one area it's probably gonna <laughs> oh, hurt something yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. we've learned that yeah no for sure uh <laughs> mo thanks for calling in man i appreciate it thank you for the hey, well, time and good luck with on. the new venture and and all of that uh and remember minio's 99 never forget Minio, well, maybe maybe if my son decides to race and in 10 years, maybe you could come rinse for him. If we're oh, yeah, uh, the legacy. No, another, you already told me. chance at it. You already told me he's taking up golf. You already told me that. Well, so. he's, yeah. Well, he just finished his football season, so Sunday morning after his the tournament of champions things that we went to all day Saturday, Sunday morning. He's like, all right, Dad, I want to start riding again. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. He's, all right. All right. He's back. Well, call me up. You got my number. Well, I wouldn't so. say it's back, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're on uh, two wheels again. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, thanks, Mo. Good luck with everything, and uh, thanks for the time tonight on the show. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. That's Ryan Morris. I've already brought you by a Cherubies USA. Good dude. Dude, I Mo's really, awesome. really enjoyed that conversation. Well, good. I'm glad. Dude, the development part of the bikes, I love that end of the bike. To be able to, you know, have something on your bike that's not good and then be able to develop it, make parts, do changes, yeah. and, and actually be better. And you, you know, you go to the weekend, and then it's better, and you're succeeding because of it. Something about that just, oh, gets me hard. <laughs> oh wow! Oh my! Whoa! Um, that escalated quickly. Oh wow! Are you kidding me? It's not uh, keeper after dark. Eight o'clock yet. hour brought to you by the folks at the Suspension Direct. Thanks you to those guys, the Dan Worley, of course, uh, the owner of SDI, doing a really good job there. They got the E-Click shocks. It's a lifelong project of those guys. Available for Jeep, JK, JL, JT models, Raptors. Uh, Tacomas, UTVs, and more. They're absolutely crushing the, the, the UTV market. Uh, initially launched in 2018, E-Click is more than just electronic shocks. It's a semi-active suspension system that constantly adapts to the road and conditions. No more getting out of the vehicle to adjust suspension before getting on a road or trail. They have the E-Click shocks. They have much more than that, too. They also have the one-stop shop for hard-to-get OEM MX suspension parts, along with um, WP, Showa, Walker Evans, Fox, KYB, and more. Uh, suspension Direct, the code is PulpMX to save it. Suspension Direct, and again, all the information is on PulpMXShow.com as well. Let's do the X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segment, shall we? Let's do this. It's the X-Brand Tear-Off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Rapid-fire. X-Brand Goggles. Choice of champions everywhere. Privateer heroes. You know who wears X-Brand? Chiz. Brees. Josh Strang just won a GNCC with X-Brand. Pulp. What's the code? Didn't we go over this? It was different from what I thought. Um, I'd have to look it up. Pulp 20 or It's what? Pulp 22. I think the code's Pulp, pulp MX. I think it's Pulp 22. Because that I've would been make to sense. Yeah. I, think, I think it is, yeah. It's Pulp 22. Uh, I don't know. We could try I, I, I think I remember from last week. Oh, yeah. Pulp 22, I think. Yeah. Which, well, it was wrong last week. No, it was no. wrong. It's, it's a whole thing. Okay, cool. Pulp 22, X-Brand Goggles, the Lucid Goggle is out. Uh, we are going to talk about Kyle Chisholm and Ryan Brees and the Yamaha LCQ race yep. here later in the show. Adam Ekingnap took, took part <sighs> in that, got very angry, yep. which we'll get into. But these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. Do you guys know him at all? Heard of him. I saw a selfie of him a couple days ago. 
I never heard of him at all. Yeah, no. Mm. Uh, all right, here we go. Rapid fire. Let's do this. Steve. Yep. If Troll Train does hang the boots up, do you think he takes a job in the moto industry? And if so, doing what? No, he does troll training. I think it's pretty good for him. I think yeah. he's doing well with it. Troll training. I could see him end up at Club of Max as like a trainer over there. Um. Yeah, I, I think he does troll training. Yeah. Yep. Is he hanging up the boots? Uh, I heard he was. Oh. I don't know for sure. Wow. Kind of, kind of hearing things. Mm. All right. Adam, bro, <laughs> what's the next rap song inspo coming from? I think I did pretty good on that. Yeah, that <laughs> was. Thank you. That sounded very identical. You're, you're welcome. Um, the next rap song, uh, it's actually not really rap. It's more like it's a little bit of, I, I don't know. It's like just new age, you know, a little bit of singing rap thing, but. Uh, definitely about what's going on in my years of life and just learning and uh, definitely a little bit of dirt bikes because that's my passion. But um, just kind of working on trying to get an album together at some point that I would love to have about the experience of my life and how I look at it. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, goddamn. No, that's mm. deep. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. Ty, what part of announcing has been the biggest challenge? Uh, carrying on a segment when you think you have a minute and then they turn the segment into like two minutes and then you got to keep on going and then wrap it up. <laughs> 11 seconds. Good job. All right. Steve. Yep. WTF is happening with the Twisted T team. We're going to get into that with Kiefer coming up next. The Twisted T guys. Adam Ecknep is part of that. We're going to get to, we're going to, I'm going to ask Kiefer about this Bogle thing. I heard he's not racing. Adam? I don't know. I'm not at outdoors, bro. Yeah. Uh, Bogo's gone through a lot. He didn't he look has, too hot at Hangtown. He, he is. And Hartraft is off to a tough start. I thought Hartraft, obviously, Supercross went mm -hmm. well. Last year, outdoors, he got better as the season went on. Dude, I'm not. Uh, let's just save it for later. Okay. Save it for later because I got some good stuff on Hartraft. Some of us would like Hartraft to get two positions better than he did. Yeah, some of us would. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me, too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Mm -hmm. Fantasy. Right. God damn. Thanks, Brennan. Uh, Adam, what was going through your head when you watched Brees cartwheel in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> Payback's a bitch. <laughs> That's, I mean, that was pretty much it. It was, he was freaking out, dude. dude. It was just, it was all in the moment. You know, it was just like, I wouldn't think that now because I don't, I do not wish crashing on anybody, not even my worst enemy because crashing is so shitty, but Dude, how I know this is supposed to be 15 seconds, but he took me out. Then I was rolling around the track, and I was thinking about taking him back out. I'll yep. be honest with you. Yep. I was like, I'm going to take this dude down. I don't care what position he's in. But I was like, you know what? My fans would hate that. I would look bad on TV. You know, I'm not that guy. I don't want to be that person. So I didn't. But what I did do was I rolled up high in a berm, and I kind of waited for him and looked back. Yeah. So it was like, I was like, yeah. hey, I'm going to mess with you. But uh, I yeah, knew I yeah. wasn't no, going it, it to. It freaked him out. It freaked him out. And then he That's made a mistake right. on his own. Yep. And, you know. Okay. All right. Wrap it up. Here we done. Go. All right. For everybody, that was not a fist pump. It was just like kind of like a what the hell hand signal. Yeah. It, it was like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. It wasn't a fist pump. <laughs> Ty, has Addy changed since becoming a dad? Yeah. No, he hasn't, actually. He's just still goofball. Everybody knows and loves and louder than I ever. I feel like he's the same guy to me. Yeah, yeah. he, is. Yep, he is. I've always kind of been the same. Not that like we're like super tight, but you know, I know you're Yeah, same guy. I feel yeah. like you're the same guy. 
Steve, if Jet defends this outdoor title, does he move up to the 450 Nationals next year? Yes. Very, very speedy. Mm. Uh, Adam, oh boy. What's Ash Money's OnlyFans? <laughs> dude, you know what's funny, dude? Get her to sponsor you. She has um, she has an OnlyFans. Ash Money does. But I'm the only one that has access to it. Wow. No, she doesn't actually have oh. OnlyFans. Okay. It's just her cell phone number that I keep personally. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she would, dude, there's no way that she would have an OnlyFans. There's just no possible amount of money that she could make to have an OnlyFans. She's just, yep. it's not it's not, not into Ash. No. Right, right. no. All right, last one, Ty. You came so close to making a main event, <laughs> but what do you consider your best race? Uh... Honestly, it was uh, it was that Vegas that same year that I um, took out Raper and almost made the main event. That was like the best I've ever felt on Supercross, let alone race on a track. Unfortunately, I just had a minor mistake and I I broke my leg in a rhythm section. You know, with uh, one lap to go, with one one lap to go in oh. qualifying position. But yeah, I qualified twelfth uh, that day, and that was the best I've ever felt on Supercross. So I'm kind of bummed it never made it happen, but. That's how the cookie crumbles. 29.9. Woo! Nice work. Dang. That's all. All right, X-Brand Goggles, choice of champions everywhere. Ty wrapped it up with a clutch point five. Yeah, 29.9. Wow. Oh, 29.9. Yeah, 29.9. Oh. That's great. Wow, bro. Give me all that live TV. Very supportive. I like the support system here. Oh, bro. Me and Ty, Uh, I would kill somebody. Or tie. Yes, I would do the same. Okay, that got a little weird, but let's Ride move, let's move on. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, let's get to this gentleman right now before we get too far into our next guest. <laughs> oh, shit. That's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. Oh, I love it. You got t- I love it. Can we hit it again? Okay, let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's David Bradshaw's bike. I just fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> the Entignat brothers wow. really like it there, Jamie. Uh, they do. Hey, let me tell you something. My two stroke does not have a bog. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <sighs> that's great. Hey, it will. Steve, what's up, dude? You, you got on the Mav TV program tonight. Is it internet, huh? What? What? What's up? <laughs> maybe you don't know. Never mind. Move along. He knows. What? No, I don't, what did he say? I didn't he hear said, he maybe you're on the MAV TV program tonight, losing your internet. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We lost it for a little bit. We're back, though, right? We're yeah, back? we're back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's yeah. more of my, that's my, that's, yeah. yeah we, 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 went, we went MAV on everybody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh. No, you did not. What, what, what's up, Mr. Guida? How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Enjoying the show. Love having the, the Seven Deuce Deuce and Seven Deuce Truck. Back in, it's been too long. It has been a while. This is Adam Ekinap's thirteenth time in studio, though. Wow! Yeah, thirteen. Dang, wow. I did not think it added up that quick. Well, it was that counts the COVID stuff when you came in to do the show. Whenever yeah. you're in studio, either with maybe the COVID stuff, you came in a couple times. Yeah, yeah. That stuff all counts. But okay. Yeah, thirteenth yeah. cool. time. Nice. I like your fourth. Yeah. Let's go. Um, all right. Um, uh, wrap up show. So Ty admitted today. Jamie, that he listens to everything I do except for the wrap-up show because he said, I listen to the regular show. So why do I need to listen to the wrap-up show? So here's your point, 
Mr. Guida to sell Ty on the wrap-up? Well, my point with the wrap-up show is I think Steve doesn't necessarily agree with it. I think it needs to become sort of its own product where we discuss things that happen on the wrap-up show, and we kind of do, and he gets mad. Mm-hmm. But then we go into our opinions. So it's maybe some of the same topics, but it's different opinions from myself. And like this week, Van Martin's going to be on. And so, yeah, we might talk about some of the things you guys talk about, but maybe we have different opinions. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Right. Is Steve so, not opposed to that or what? Yeah, he doesn't like me going off topic so much sometimes those when we do start talking our opinions then we get into other topics and he doesn't love that it's a show about the pulp show it's not a show about his guests opinions yeah but you have people (laughs) listening to your show for five hours yeah like give them this a little like if it if the conversation runs a different way then just run with it and then bring it back no no Did if you get, it is a I, I pulp show recap. I don't know shit. Then it's about the pulp show, and we do not do anything else but talk uh, about the let's, pulp let's show. Let's bring in our next guest here, too, as well. Uh, Mr. Kiefer, how are you? <gasps> oh. oh, my God, Kiefer. I can't oh, wait God. to tear this guy up. Kiefer, what's up, bro? Come to the best guys right there. Oh, oh, they're, dude, they're, I love they're in you. studio. That's it. I love yeah. that you won. And little Kiefer got what did he get? Second or third? <laughs> he got third. Oh, dude! Oh, the steel don't got like pops. <laughs> Call me when you get hey, a win, bro. How? Don't, don't think that. Don't think I didn't throw that number one plate in the back. <laughs> What's up, uh, Kiefer? How much did the eight hundred beat you by? Were you all right? Were you close, or was it? Was he? Nah, going? I wasn't close. No. no, he beat me by like yeah. Okay, no, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't expect you to beat him. I was wondering if you were. No, no. First moto was better. Second moto. So second moto, Aiden goes to set my whole shot device, and he grabs my <laughs> handlebar and my front brake hose at the same time and rips my front brake hose off my uh, oh, banjo wow. bolt. Oh wow! Oh my God! What a rookie over. Are you serious? So, uh, so this is like white flags out. You know, in local races, the white flags come out and you kind of get ready, right? So yeah. he runs back and gets a fifteen and. I tries to uh, put the bolt back into the master cylinder, but there's air in my line. So yes, yeah. My second moto, yeah, I had brakes, and then I didn't. I just didn't know when it was going to work. So it was wow, awesome. bro, <laughs> nice work, bro. Aiden. Heather is looking really good on setting the whole shot device right about now, isn't she? I would take eight. I would take eight pumps versus a master cylinder. <laughs> I, I've never even heard that happening. When I read your post, I was like, "Oh my god, Aiden!" <laughs> Dude, so it, it took all of my might not to spike out on the line. Yeah, you're just like shit. In front I don't of even know so. how you do that. That, like, yeah, how, you're like, I how, need to keep it together. I'm on a public grab, setting. Like. How do you grab the front brake line so hard that you rip it out of the bolt setting a starting, like, good Because God. Aiden's decaf, dude. Aiden's a teenager. He doesn't yeah, know better. Dude. He's just like, oh, yeah, it's so easy. I see this done all the time. And he just Arnold's it and just and, like, and then, oh, I got it. And then and it's then, just like, oh, well, I got I your brake I knew the 800 tape. was coming. I knew the 800 was coming, so I had to set my uh, my whole shot device deep. So I was like at 130, so he had to get some heat into that thing. Dude, dude, 130 on the outdoor suspension ain't shit. Bro, I know, just, compared to where you guys are Yeah, you guys are so far down now. Yeah. Dude, guys. he slips and just hangs onto the fucking brake bolt. And just rips it the fuck out. Uh, unbelievable. <laughs> just uh, so I can yeah, see. So, uh, I, I, I'm, oh I'm racing God. the second moto. I'm racing the second moto. I'm getting roosted. I'm, I'm going in the corner. I pass the guy. Then I blow the corner. The guy passes me back. So I'm MFing in my helmet, Aiden, the whole moto. And I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah. So that was my 25 second mode. I didn't go great. <laughs> Dude, so yeah. what what bike were you on? Yamaha. Dude, so did you call up Yamaha and be like, hey guys, I need another master cylinder because what happened was is my son ripped it out of the thing on the side. So hey, so no, it didn't even go that well because I put a Brembo system on my Yamaha. So that's all I had. I had just the Brembo stuff. So what was worse about this, it compounded because I had back to back motos, so twenty five was race ten. And then my other moto was race 12, so I had to hurry up and get back on the line to go race 40. And so, I, yeah, I rode my second 40 moto with no front brake at all either. So nice. Well, nice. hey, Darkside, when you come out for the World Vets, pass on Aiden helping you set your device. <laughs> Or, yeah, or just bring a whole just, extra brake setup. Yeah, just be like the start. Because you know, Aiden, Aiden will, I'm sure, I'm sure he went to help you, uh, Jamie, when you raced Paula. And, you know, he helped me, too, at the World Vets. But I'm thinking I just might pass this year on it. <laughs> did did, you, did yeah. you see the World Vets? Speaking of that, did you see their new format? Did you guys see that? Anybody? Oh, yeah. I, did I, saw it too. I was stoked. I got crickets back from Steve, everybody. So when I sent this to Steve, nothing came back. Nothing. So, dark side. Nothing. Dark side. You saw, you saw the, the, uh, the, the cages, right? They've now got cages there for aligning yeah. for the races? Cages. It's not cages. What, whatever. <laughs> Dividers. Everybody's lions. They MMA got cages. Fighting Glen Helen World Vet. We're gonna be lining up in the octagon. <laughs> so, are you ready for the matchup of the century? Let me know when you guys are ready. Let me know when you guys are done, and then I'll move on. Uh, uh, they also are doing uh, just three motos. Over the two days. So they're not just trying to jam in 700 guys. Nice. You know what I mean? Yes. And cutting back the awesome. motos and not being able to group the track or anything. Program. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So three motos, Jamie. Wow. They must listen, man. They must listen to you and take, they're taking your advice and trying to reformat. No, they're not listening to me. They just know that last year was such a shit show. You'd be, you would be surprised how much people actually – to listen to this podcast, you no, know, they listen because the, the guys were when after I went back to the track after the vet national like you know recap from Pulp, they a lot of people were pissed. <laughs> so I feel like they actually listened to it. You no, know, so Keith and Kiefer got some hey, slack on the Kiefer, back. End. I got a question for you. Um, when can I race a vet class that's not like pro sport? from racing supercross two or years. like how does it work two years and then you're yeah. and then also you've scored points so you're only eligible i believe um key for what 30 plus and that's it on an a no he's out on 30 so, so 30 25 no point so so 25 then you got to wait till you're 40 yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so this is this is what i'm doing i'm racing 40 year olds and i got kids i'm racing with and i'm like this is bullshit like i want to race older Dude, <laughs> dark side. So dark I can't side. race a vet class till I'm forty. Yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah. dark side. Any plans well, to go? Just, that's just Loretta's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're fine. You're, oh, okay. Dark side. Any plans to go to Loretta's for you on the two smoke? <laughs> no, none whatsoever. None whatsoever. <laughs> well, I was going to suggest if you do have plans, you may need to take a second mortgage on your house because Kiefer tweeted out how much he paid. For signups? Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, you don't want to know. Keeper, wait yeah. a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. it's uh, it's bad, guys. So <laughs> I, I knew this was going in, and this is the sport I choose, right? So I try not to bitch, but when I see the money coming out of the wallet in the bank account, I get a little bitter. And this 
this is just a, a regional, right? And it was eleven hundred dollars for the weekend. Eleven hundred dollars to yeah. go racing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Families yeah. do it every like, dude. Families went to Washougal, yeah, Paula, and yeah. now they're going to Bunker Hill in Utah this yeah. weekend coming up. Yeah. Hey, Kiefer, I have a I prayed. I prayed to Jesus Christ Almighty that I didn't have to go to Utah. Dude, and I actually he answered my prayers. I actually but wait, have. Don't you have to go for the to get him one more class, or you're not? No, that's it. You just no, we're good. We're good. He, so the kid that won, Preston Baseflug, qualified up in Washoe. This is shit that you hate, by the way, Steve. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, so stupid. He raced the Southwest, but he won, but it doesn't count. So Aiden actually got fourth. Oh, oh so okay. he's in for two classes. So he's in for two. We're oh, good. Oh, okay. no more yeah, Utah. I okay. thought he only had one, and I was like, dude, you better not go to Loretta's for one class. No, oh, we're not wasting that much money. No. Uh, $1,100 to race a motorcycle at Paula. Yeah, dude. Bro, it's an amateur national, dude. Dude, it's the have, race of the a, year. What are they question. charging? So, what are they charging? What did you paying eleven hundred dollars for? So, I'll break it down for you real quick. So, there's two entry fees, right? There's a promoter entry fee that you got to pay, then you got to pay MX Sports Paper Loretta Lynn's entry fee, right? What sixty? So then, per that that happens. You you pre-enter just for the promoter, which is two X promotions, and then you get to the track and you have to pay. $30 a head to get in, just, just to even get in. And then it's $30 per practice. And it's not per practice, it's per class. So then you got what, what, six hold classes, on, hold on. 30 times You're six. paying for practice? Mm-hmm. Well, Friday, on, you got to practice, oh, right? Oh, so, okay. So you get practice on your race day, but this is extra. Yeah, but your well, race day your, practice your race is only two laps. Two laps, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. So then by the time you get in the gate, you're already pissed. And then you get to the sign-up area, and it's long. And it's, actually, they did a great job this weekend. But... Then you got extra money to pay for the MX Sports entry form, which is separate, which we didn't know about until we started doing this shit. Because I pre-entered and I thought we were good, but you're not. You still got more stuff to pay. So it's just, it's just a lot of money, and I feel like I love Loretta. Let's spend time with my family, but I think it's kind of killing local racing just because these families don't have enough money to do go do local stuff because they're spending it on these bigger races. You know? Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. I feel like I always hear about. The, all these amateur people that have motorhomes and trailers and motorhomes and trailers. Mm-hmm. They do. You know? Yeah. But you guys not everybody gave, does. Money, man. You guys gave Darkseid a bike without doing a how many races a season clause he had to do? Yeah. Dude, I actually, Darkseid did a great job, man. Like, he raced. Heather said he's racing. He came. He raced. He looked like death, and he still did it. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I mean, there's a reason why I changed my avatar. Just like, just like Jeff Lord. Yeah, he pretty much dark side jet, same same thing, with yeah. a cactus yeah. in his hand too. He had surgery on like. And, the day and we asked, we asked, we asked Jamie, <laughs> we wow. asked Jamie last week. You are not selling this thing. You can, you have the title, but you're not. You're keeping it. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm keeping it. Uh, Ice Tech has a suspension right now, and yeah. I can't wait to get it back and start ripping. Yeah, it's fun. I love. I'm. I know you guys. I told you this over and over. You guys, like, I'm not excited. It's maybe. My tone of voice, my personality, but I'm very excited, dude. I love this bike. I'm, I, I, I putting all the works connection parts on this weekend. Is it sitting there with no suspension? It just uh, can't wait to get it back together. Wow. Look at what we- Let me ask you this, Jamie. So after you got home and you recovered a little bit, did you look back on the whole experience and like liked it more than you actually were in it? Oh, yeah. I had a blast, dude. I, I had fun while I was there. I was just in a lot of pain because you kicked my ass. But, yeah, it was I actually even wrote an article that sent to Steve, and I just haven't sent it yet, about the weekend leading up to it. But, yeah, I, 
it's one of the best experiences I've had. I appreciate it. <gasps> wow. Oh, wow. my gosh. Yeah. That's what Kiefer and I do. We change lives. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you cut your hair. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I guess when he so, says I guess the best so. experience of his life, that, I, I, know, I like, consider that like sexual, too. That's right. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I think it, Ash told me that, too, one time. Hair <laughs> uh, <laughs> rape. Dark side, what, uh, who do you got in the wrap-up this week? Uh, so I've got Van Martin. That kind of came in this card I was supposed to be on, but we had a scheduling conflict. Okay. Uh, so Van Martin and Josh McCullum. He's the guy that won the 450 from the Privateer Challenge. Oh, nice. Giveaway. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, he, yeah, he wanted to do it, so you guys are going to do it. And, uh, yes, yeah, it should be a good show Wednesday night. Uh, maybe Ty will listen. And well, speaking, I'm watching YouTube, obviously. You got that bat in your hand. Um, going to see Betts on 18th. Going to see him play. Oh, no. Betts is coming to, to where, Dallas? Or where, where, where's he going? No, I'm driving up to Tulsa. It's about a five-hour drive. I'm going to go up and see him. Oh, wow. Mm, hope committed. He, wow. He hasn't been playing much, so make sure he's playing. Well, yeah. I mean, we texted today. He better be playing because uh, I'm going to drive that down Florida. Okay. You know, oh, to oh. see him. He better, yeah, he better be What a tough season for our guy, Betts. Hey, uh, Steve and Darkside, can we get a commitment right now, a verbal, that you guys are going to do vets, please? Nope. Why? What? Nope. Why? I am not committing. Why are you Why? bowing out, dude? Darkside, are you are you are you committing? I will commit if I can get the funding together. Dude, on that, but I do not to. try to steer this conversation in a different direction. He, he, no, thank I, you. He asked for a commitment, a verbal commitment from me and Mr. Guida. I said no. I'm not going to give a verbal commitment. Then he I asked, was then not I... asking. He was Fuck telling you. Can we, get you... A, can we get a reason why you're not going to verbal right now, Steve? I just, I just, wow. you know, I just, oh, I just, all of that. He is maybe, tripping over his own feet, folks. Yeah, maybe just, just get up in maybe, the butt and everything. My vagina hurts. Let me, <laughs> let me borrow that 450, then, if not, because that'd be easier to get my bike. Uh, out Galdi, Galdi wants to come down again. So he's Canadian. You guys could hang out. Yep, yep. I like how he like goes if a Canadian shows up. That's <laughs> I know, like his best hey, friend Kiefer shows up um, and he won't go. You guys are all pussies. Right. I don't know what he's doing over there. Hey, um, what are you doing with the paper and all that? Oh, What's going um, on there? So I wanted to show you this one right here. Uh, do you think this one's good for my 10-year contract with HEP? Or do you think I should... Do the bottom one. Oh, the I've been practicing one. my yeah. signature. For all the <laughs> listeners on Spotify and Apple Pay, we have like six pieces of paper on the desk, well, Addie and Addie's just, just si signing, signing well, them. Well, I needed, dude. I heard about the ten-year contract. Right. I really want it. I want to make okay. sure the signature's all right. right, Adam. All right. You know what I'm saying? You know um, your signature's good. All right, let's uh, okay, let's wrap it up. Let's move on, uh, yep. Mr. Guida. Thank you for calling in. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, look forward to the wrap-up yep. show. Right. Thank yep. you to Guts Motorsport Seal Savers, all on board with us, as well as Michelin Bicycle Tires. Absolutely. Looking Thanks, forward. Looking, Thanks, Jamie. Looking See forward to him at uh, Love World Jamie. Better, Jamie. Uh, a couple things, Kiefer, while we have you on the line. Uh, what is yeah. the latest with Justin Bogle and the Twisted T team? What do we, what do we know? Because uh, Adam is so playing dumb. So I talked to Pipes today on the phone. He wasn't too stoked on my, my deal, but he, he admitted that some of it was right. So uh, Justin is – taking a hiatus he's still with the team but he's taking a hiatus this summer he's gonna try to regroup and get some things handled which wasn't discussed with me but uh it looks like he probably will be racing at towards the end of the summer and probably most likely the world supercross round so that is that's what i got today so and 
you kind of blew it with a tweet that you put out and made it sound like it was confirmed. But if you read daytime, it says May and we hear. So I'm just trying I feel to get, like that's on you. Just trying to get some readers, bro. <laughs> yeah, you did. All that. <laughs> just, wow. trying, just trying to get some clicks. Over here, Are trying we trying to, get to be clicks. like vital or what? Uh, no, but listen, um, yes, you did not confirm it, but you know as well as I do that he's not going to race Lakewood. And right. yes, you said, I think he said he parted ways with the team, which isn't technically correct, but the intention of like he's not going to race is still correct. Correct. That's what I got out of out of pipes today. Right. So we'll see what happens with the Twisted T HEP guys. Maybe the Seven Deuce Deuce is be hitting the Nationals again. No. That ain't going to happen. No, no, no. It's I about not. I see Addy at Glen Helen doing motos yep. this summer. I'd love it. Yeah. Well, bring I'll it be, in. I'll be at Glen Helen doing motos. Just there's absolutely. I mean, there's just no way I'm doing Nationals. It's like no. asking Kiefer to do nationals again, dude. It's oh, just, wow. It's uh, not. We know how that went. That that's, didn't go well. That's what I mean, dude. It didn't go well for me either, dude. It was a tough year. It was. I'm just, I'm not an outdoor guy. I'm just, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> not me. No, he's not. You're a vet guy now. You're a vet. That's what I'm saying. I'm a vet guy. I'm supercross only. That's the so way this stuff goes. So do we think they're going to fill in, Kiefer? We have to, I would imagine, through the twisted tight guys. I, I I know something, but I'm not going to say. But yes, I would think they are. Right, right. All right. So they'll they'll get a guy to f- ride that bike. Damn, I'm going to have yeah. to call Justin. What? So because may or may not be trying out someone this week. So mm. uh, Chris Kiefer brought to you by the folks at Decal Works, DecalMX.com. Use the code PulpMX to get 20% off your custom graphics. The Rockstar Energy Off-Road Team, the Red Bull KTM Team using Decal Works. They have uh, expert staff there to go above and beyond whatever you need, quality, service, and knowledge. I've got a lot of feedback from our listeners, from people who have uh, dealt with Decal uh, Works as getting their, their kit ready, and they've been fantastic for everybody. So thanks to the Decal guys for making things happen. DecalMX.com. Promo code PulpMX is official graphic sponsor of Chris Kiefer, everybody. Yes, so. sir. Good nice. guys, and they've done well for you, Chris. You've been stoked with their work. It's so nice just to uh, come up with an idea and call them and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking, and I get yeah. artwork you know, in a day, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So thanks to the Decal Works for bringing you Chris Kiefer. Also, Kiefer, um, you noticed some stuff with Justin Cooper's bike. Well, I can't, give, uh, I can't take all the credit. Wilbur noticed a lot of it. So me and Wilbur had a conversation today, and he's like, have you noticed X, X, and X? And I go, nope, I haven't, Wilbur. And I went and go and researched, and sure shit, Justin Cooper is on stock clamps. He is on stock engine mounts. He is on stock hubs, stock wheels, stock rear sprocket. Uh, Just a lot of stock pieces on his bike that normally are not stock. So uh, I think the results show in Hangtown that he was more comfortable with his bike. And all of those things point to he needed more feel on the track. So maybe that was getting yeah. a little bit too rigid. And when you go to those, and, and people listen to this, when you go to aftermarket triple clamps, it makes it more fucking rigid. Just know that. I know they look cool, but it, you're going to feel less of the track in your front end. So just know that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get more feel from a billet clamp. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've seen teams do this before. Rocks and road stock clamps and GL. And it's, it's not. Factory Yamaha, when they yeah. had a the team, they had stock clamps too. Right, right. By the way, in your uh, – yeah. So, yeah, Justin Cooper making some big changes. Yeah, so I don't know if that's going to follow suit for the other riders or how long that will last. Maybe East Coast Dirt will change that because yep. I know these two rounds are kind of weird with square edges and hard packs, so maybe he was looking for more of a softer feel. So yeah. um, I have we'll a keep question. tabs on it. I have a question for you, though, Kiefer. 
you said he went to stock motor mounts, right? Yeah. So was he running a stiffer motor mount? Because usually the stock motor mount's stiffer. No. I mean, usually when you go back to stock, you're going to have most likely, and well, I shouldn't say that. Depends on the bike, Addy. So some stock bikes are softer than other ones and some are stiff. Yeah, because the, the, Yamaha, ones, yeah, cause the ones that I'm on are obviously stiffer than correct. the ones that you can get. So on the Yamaha, they're actually softer than the ones that you get. They go stiffer or maybe they have a plus or minus motor mount. Well, then also, too, you got to think about the front engine hangers and then you got the top hangers, right? Absolutely. Usually... Usually one, usually the front yep. are stiffer, and then the tops are softer. Yes, mm -hmm. which so. the front one, though, clamps the frame down and actually makes your fork feel a little bit softer, correct? Yeah, so I just tested some with Aiden on his bike the other day, and we went to Glen Helen, and we tested some stiffer tie fronts with a softer top. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he said he could corner way better because he could feel his front end more. Yep. But what happens is when you do that, it it makes the rear push the front end harder. So when you 100%. have detail bump, yeah, then your ass in rides high. So it's a give and take. So you have to – I just – I wrote a story about it. Every action, there's a reaction when you change your bike. Yes, so 100%. you change one thing, you got to change something else to help that one change, right? Okay. So that's usually how that works. So – and then you're saying stock sprocket. You don't actually physically mean a stock sprocket. You just mean stock no, gearing. Stock. Like a Sunstar stock Sprocket. Okay, so that's what's what the benefit? Like. What's the benefit of that? Just making the bike uh, material. Oh. Honestly, material. So, so material on the, the hub. Material on the sprocket. Yeah, I know, but you're saying material on the sprocket that's clamping down the hub to make the wheel actually feel softer, or do you like what's the point of the sprocket being softer with the chain? So the steel sprocket from what I heard today was just a supply issue with their with their vendor. Yes. I was about to say that, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So well, that had nothing to do with no, bike. No, I don't believe so. Right. That was just like, hey, we so can't get this tooth. Hmm. Right. So when you guys go to these A sixty rims and then you guys use mm -hmm. your billet hubs. Dude, the A sixty have... rims are so rigid. Yeah, it's bad. So, but the Star Teams doesn't don't use that. But when you go to a different hub, um, bump compliance goes down, but your bike can react quicker because you have a stiffer hub, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Again, I think he's just looking for feel on these West Coast tracks where you have some more bump absorption. You know? Yeah, totally. And and I mean, I agree with that. That's why I asked about the sprocket because I was wondering like. What would that benefit set up? I would, the only thing I could think of was, you know, the clamping of it onto the hub might not be as rigid, which would put more flex through the wheel. But, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? That's that's where I was going with that. But obviously, I'm usually was, a pretty transparent guy. Like, those neck-end clamps are very, very stiff. And yes. they try to sell it like we have air mounts. So we have little shock absorbers sometimes on the mounts. And yeah. that does work. Um, but you're still having that rigidity within the yeah, clamp, but, which yeah, is tough totally. to try so to take out. Just because you have air on your hands and it doesn't feel right. that doesn't mean it's not strapped down to the fork. Like, that would make no sense. You know what I mean? You're just trying to – the air is just taking away from the hit and the vibration. It's not yeah, taking it's like away you, from the setup. It's like you bleeding and putting a Band-Aid on it. You're still bleeding. You just don't see it. A hundred percent. Yeah. So – all right. Yeah, keep... no, Wil Wil I, I think it's cool that Wilbur knows some of this shit, and, and he, he likes his job, and, and he loves the sport so much that he sees this kind of stuff. And usually I'm pretty good at that, but I didn't catch that, so that's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, Tomac went to the uh, – 
<laughs> Tomac went to the Air Fork for the second moto. I don't know if you heard that or not, Kiefer. Yep, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it looked like it made a difference. <laughs> he looks uh, real cozy on that thing right now. So Yeah, yeah. It should be interesting to see what he can do if he can keep this rolling for the rest of the year. You know, because if, if he's comfy, watch out. Yeah, and you're going to go to tracks that he's, you know, obviously he's good at Hangtown, but he's really good at Colorado. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Freakishly uh, good at Colorado. Uh, all right, Decal MX bringing you Chris Kiefer. Uh, anything else, Kiefer? We touched on everything, I think. Uh, um, I would love to come in the studio one time. That'd be fun. Never uh, after dark. That was a good time. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Well, you, we have yeah. plans. You're coming in, I guess. I, when is he you... coming in? I want to come in. Uh, hey, Red I'm Bud. not coming in until July, bro. Fuck you. Well, it's June 6th now, so you're literally a month from now. Dude, you're going to mess up Loretta Prep or what? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm making time. I'm going to come hang out with my buddy for a day and then go do the show. So nice. so what? So how do I get in on that show? Oh, we'll see. We can talk. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, we can talk. Yeah, I want in on that show. Cubes. I'm so ready for After Dark with Kiefer. It's not even fucking funny. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, Steve. So I wore my white gear, my FXR gear with... Uh, the anal bleach bottle on my butt today. Oh yeah, uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. What about anal and bleaching? Yes. So I that comment was made so much around when I was lining up. All the old guys. Yeah, anal bleachy. Yeah. <laughs> this one guy's go. This one guy in the in the forty. Oh my god. He's like, he's like, hey Kiefer. I'm like, hey man, how's it going? He's like, dude. When Jim was on with you, that was so fucking cool. I had my chick, you know, do anal bleach just because of that show. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, Jim Hawley and Kiefer were in. Oh, and they I know. It was a really good show. Jim was unbelievable. Yes. Fired up. Girls in from L.A. Oh, boy. yeah. His stories were <laughs> top. How about, how about Show 500? We had McGrath in here yeah. who lived the 90s. Phenomenal. And McGrath was like, I got nothing on Holly. Like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> he was like, dude, Holly's on a whole I, I lived the 90s. Level, like. I know I'm McGrath, and I lived the 90s, and I was the best rider in the world, and I was a rock star. Uh-huh. Holly's got me covered. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I, I thought I was gnarly, but he was just, Right. <laughs> woo! That says that something. Hanging flight attendants. <laughs> Jim's, a, Jim's a national treasure. Yes. He, he really is, is he dude. Is. Yeah, he, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, all right, Chris. Thanks for calling in. Um, thank you um, for everything. And, um, yeah, thanks for the updates. Man. Yeah, thank you, guys. And have a good show. Addy, Ty, miss you guys. Steve, I miss you. Tell Pookie I love her, and we'll see you soon. All right, sounds love good. Dog. That's love Chris Keefe, bro. everybody. Brought to you by decalmx.com. I also want to thank motorsport.com, Fly Racing, Decal Works, Race Tech, Suspension and Engines, X-Brand Goggles, Renthal, Michelin Motorcycle Tires, Firepower Batteries and Chains, Maxima USA, Acherby's, Pro Filter, Skosh, ORW, OGO Power Sports, FMF, Guts Racing. Come on, Guts. Dude. The best. Guts is great. Yeah. Dude, Andy's amazing. Un- unreal. Uh, Atlas Neck Brace, Dylan Wright, just winning the uh, the first round of the uh, uh, Canadian Series using an Atlas Brace, atlasbrace.com, uh, and, of course, Logan Carnow as well. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, Works Connection, Pulp MX20. It's a code to save with Works Connection, whether it's uh, the Pro Launch Start Device, the clutch perch. I love the clutch perch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love clutch perch. It's so buttery. Put it on your bike and forget about it. Get data. Antonio Carolling running the RPM dashboard at the Nationals right now. WUSA. Love John Anderson and W. Uh, Ride Engineering, Manscaped, Suspension Direct, Intense Cycles, Wisco Pistons, Twisted T all on board with us as well. Uh, Deuce, let's talk a little bit about you right now for the Twisted T guys. Uh, Supercross this year for you. Uh, going okay. 
not bad. Then you got a pretty good injury, pretty good crash at uh, St. Dallas. Louis? Dallas. Arlington. Mm. Yep. Missed yeah. some rounds, came back in. Um, kind of got in the main a couple times after that, but never, yeah. never like kind of lost your momentum after that crash. Yeah. I mean, that was just, it was just a tough year. You know, last year um, I had that big injury in Orlando and uh, that really jacked me up. I don't think anybody except for the team and you know my family knows yep. what i went through that summer um that was really really hard on me and just had a lot of problems and kind of fought it all through this uh beginning of off season and just had a really really hard time um it was unfortunate but you know i did the best i could to get ready for the season and just wasn't in the best shape that i could be in unfortunately yep. but i did everything that i could and then i had that injury in arlington where i fractured my neck and then uh came back and uh, I had a good race, you know, kind of to start. And then I just, I struggled with um, a little bit of my fitness and, and some other things coming back after that injury and already being behind the eight ball. Yep. And uh, it just wasn't the season that I wanted, you know, to have. Obviously, you know, I appreciate the team for supporting me and, and it was it was just a hard season for me. Yeah. It was hard. It was, yeah, you weren't as sharp when the whoops were big. You were, you know, it was a good, good race for you, right? Yeah. You were good at those. Those, those are the races that you could put in the main or come close to it. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, you looked a little heavier than you've yeah. been in the past, right? Yep. Um, a lot heavier. Okay. Well, I don't want to say that, but yeah, no, you know, a lot heavier. We keep it real. This here. comes from a real heavy guy myself. Man, yeah. So mm -hmm. I no, totally. This. It and, happens. And, and, you know, uh, it does happen. A yeah. lot of people don't know, like you know, in the off season, um, I had an injury at Glen Helen. Um, practicing trying to get ready and then um i got covid in december mm -hmm. uh early december had a baby had a uh baby, december yeah. 23rd so right after i just had gotten covid had a baby then the first round um i cracked a couple ribs and then i think it was the second or third round i had a crash in the heat race where i cracked a couple ribs and then the second or third round breeze took me out mm -hmm. injured me even more and then it was like what the sixth or seventh round i fractured my neck yeah. Yeah. And then, so it was just a, it was behind the eight ball from l last year's summer yep. all the way to, you know, the injury there and then cracking the ribs and then, you know, re-injuring them with a breeze crash and then fracturing my neck. And it was just, it yep. was just a hard, I just couldn't get ahead of it. You yep. know what I mean? It yep. was just one of those right. things where, you know, you see it in Forkner, you see it in a lot of these guys that just get hurt a lot when, when you try to like you're behind the eight ball and you're trying to rush things and you're trying to get back to where you want to be, you know, injuries happen easier. Yeah. And it was just, it was one of those years that it was just a snowball effect of things that I couldn't get ahead of. And uh, for 2023, you'll be back with yep. Twisted T. Yep. Uh, Suzuki and all that. So we talked about social media earlier and the comments and all this, and I'm sure you've seen it um, on your social and on other people's social. Obviously, you're not on the team for just your results. You're on the team to get in main events, and, and, and but you're also, you have this, you know, obviously you have the rap songs going on. You're massively popular with fans. You bring a lot of positivity to the Twisted T HEP team. And these are the things that if you're Dustin Pipes, team, one of the team owners, you're looking at and you're like, you know, Adam offers more than this. So how much does it get you or does it bug you when you see these people saying like, I can't believe he has that ride. I can't believe he does, he's doing that. Like, does that bug you? Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah. It, um, it honestly, it bugs me to the core, <laughs> which uh, sucks. You know, yeah. you know, I have conversations with Ty about it and I, I'm not the fastest guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I claim it and I, I've had a really hard 
you know, upbringing from the Nationals. Like when I went to Loretta's, I went 28, 32, 30. You know, right. I wasn't, right. I wasn't good. Yeah. Um, then I kind of stepped it up, and you know, my dad and I went to the Arena Cross and. I did good in arena cross and I kind of found more of a niche in supercross and we started to kind of make it happen. And then I got better over the years yeah. and I really felt like not this last year, but the year before, man, I was starting to really go fast. And, um, you know, it just sucks to be, you know, there to a ride where, you know, everything in this industry has been so results-based, you know, everything's it's in the switched, past, though, in the past, it, yeah. in yeah, the yeah, past. Yeah. it's been so results-based, but you know, now I feel like I've been part of a new era that's getting ushered in of, you know, it's not just about your results. You know, I feel like, um, I feel like I've earned my spot on the team because I'm more of a team ambassador. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm there to promote Twisted Tea, to sell dirt bikes, to have a good time, to make sure that everybody, when they see Twisted Tea, H-E-P Suzuki, that they see something that they want to be a part of yeah. because they know that, you know, over here, they're enjoying it. They're a family. Yeah. You know, they're loyal to their riders. And yeah, Twisted, I'm loyal Twisted to guys them. love you. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and, and I feel like I portray the message of what Twisted Tea and what those pe and what all the sponsors and all the people around our team want it to be yeah. you know what i mean i'm very very good at that and i'm good to my fans um i get where people are coming from that there's a lot of kids coming up that are faster than me that maybe might be more deserving of the ride because of their speed but they also aren't as deserving as i am because of all the hard work i've put in on the back end yeah people don't know how hard it is to create an image and get you know who you are out there enough to be able to create a fan base be able to create a brand a company yep. that is seven deuce deuce you know i've worked very very hard and i work my ass off at riding a dirt bike you know what i mean like well having said that i mean you you're it's not like you're not making night shows or like you're you're no. borderline main event guy yeah. yeah you know most weeks so totally like yeah and i feel borderline like main event guy now is like pretty much factory like you're on the edge of factory yeah. all the time you know top yeah. 20 yeah other than the guys getting hurt this season, is yeah. you're freaking pretty close to the factory riders. There's yep. not that many spots that can be filled to get any better. You know what I mean? These guys are swift swapping teams that are tenth, twelfth, all this stuff. It's not like it's not like I'm not making night shows here. You know what I mean? I'm qualifying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like if you're not making night shows, okay. Like, yeah. dude, this is a problem. Yeah, yeah, this is a yeah, problem. Yeah, but I'm qualifying twentieth place. Uh, uh, Twenty twenty-five. Yeah, twenty twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ty, always keeping it real. Thanks, bro. I appreciate you. Uh, I can't let you float away <laughs> with that uh, with the, that big head of yours. Twisted T guys, though. Uh, yeah, they 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 love it, right? And and then if you're Dustin Pipes and you're one of the owners, you're like, hey, I can pay Adam a little bit of money. He's gonna bring positivity. If he's gonna bring, I mean, I've seen the fans at Supercross. Yeah, they're, they're around your truck because of you. Yes. They're, no offense to Brandon Hartraft, you know, uh, but they're there because mm -hmm. of you. A lot of them are. Well, and so it's great. Like if you're sitting back watching all of that as a sponsor or. As a team owner, you're just mm -hmm. like, well, that guy brings something to this team. Yes, he, absolutely. You know, and, and if he gets in the main event, even better. Mm -hmm. and, and too, I think D Dustin's using Adam to exactly what um, he needs to be doing and doing the videos and being a spokesperson and talking good and, you know, promos and commercials and knowing that Adam's there anytime yeah, to you use them for whatever, you, you like podcasts and right, commercials or, or, or and stuff like that. Or you think about the stuff you do with Glover, Track Walk, like mm -hmm. you're always the morning shows, right? You're yep. He's in there. You're there. Yeah. 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 And too, I feel like a big part of my role 
um, which has been awesome because I've created such a good friendship with him is, you know, just how helping Brandon kind of navigate his career and, you know, his spot on the team and doing that stuff because me and Brandon, we get along very, very well. You know what I mean? Um, and I feel like I'm a really good, um, what do you want? Like a really good gel for the team. Sounding I, boards for him. and Yeah. Yeah. I keep it together. And then, I mean, I don't keep it together, but I definitely bring the positivity. Yep. And then, you know, other than that, I, I do a lot of, I do a lot of testing and I have a lot of good input and a lot of good experience. So it's, it's a perfect fit over there for me. Right. I mean, twisted T Billy Grotto. That's what I mean. I mean like, you and Billy we're Grotto. two in the same, <laughs> like we're two in the same. Right. Um, uh, before we get too far into this. So the Yamaha LCQ race, you were pissed after that race. And I thought you were pissed at me or some of those other riders Dude. that were selling clothespins. And, but you weren't. You that were just, you was kind of horseshit, the selling the clothespin thing. But You it, were just mad at your ride. A hundred percent. When I was done with that, I was just – it wasn't even mad. I think why you thought I was mad. I don't really – I'm not really a mad person. I yeah. was just more disappointed in what you, I had done. You came over to me and you're like, hey, bro, can I go? Yeah, can like, I go? I'm right. like, fuck, can I get out? Like, can I get oh, the fuck oh, out of yeah. here, dude? Yeah, I was you know, like, oh, was just shit, like, like, that's not like you. No, yeah. no, 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 it's not at all. And it was just like I got a bad start. You know, I wasn't making the passes that I needed to make. And it was just – it was part of yeah. the end of the season, yeah. too. I wasn't riding right. my best. Yeah. It's just 100%. Uh, and I have to tell the listeners, too, like a lot of the bait with Chiz and Brees – going mm-hmm. in the race and they started back row they were supposed to start backwards but the AMA wouldn't let them the one guy the whole time because I was bouncing ideas off my buddies like A-Ray and you and mm-hmm. Chiz and you know I was bouncing ideas like what do you think I was just going to go you know like what, I want to think about this or I'm thinking about that you know what I mean yeah, I was trying yeah, to get yeah. some, some you know some ideas mm-hmm. yeah you were one guy saying fucking Chiz and Breeze, bro. They're going to win. And yeah, I'm, no, and no, I'm no. like, dude, I, it's and I didn't six even, minutes. I didn't even say Breeze, but I yeah. said, I looked you right in the eye. Yeah. I remember I said, I said, Steve, you know, even on the back row, Chiz is going to win. And I'm like, right? bro, it's six minutes. He's like, dude, Chiz might be lucky if he gets an eighth. I'm like, no, no, no. I said top five. I was oh, always you did say top five. five. Yeah, I, was always- I said, I said, Steve, Chiz is going to win. You did. You were always saying that. Uh, and it's just, dude, the dude is such a veteran, and he's so good at coming through the pack. Yep. It was mm-hmm. – you've never, and he was on fire this season. Yeah, yeah. That was the best I've seen Chiz yeah. ride in a, a long, long time. time. And you were always like, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. <laughs> it's bro. six minutes, bro. He's so good, he's got two semis. <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I said, this fucking guy's got two semis, dude. He's not got... one, but two. Yeah, no, oh, you were shit. right. Yeah, he won, and uh, it wasn't really even close. No. Like, he worked everybody. And yeah. It was, you know, so. I was kind of bummed that I couldn't watch it. I was, uh, I was in Reno at the time, and I remember calling Addy after it got done. And I'm like, dude, how'd it go? He's like, fucking that road like shit dude it fucking sucked i was like what he's like yeah i got a horrible start i was just riding like a freaking pussy i was just riding like just around and oh, i couldn't pass good. anybody it was yeah it was yeah and then uh uh what did you end up making from that what the 2700 2700 okay yeah, yeah i bad. mean not, not bad, bad. For, not bad for eight minutes not bad yeah yeah six minutes six minutes plus a lap yeah <laughs> come yeah. on right, right. i was more i wasn't and you won i think you won the i won the most passes no no the the we gave you extra money because you got yeah, the most I, passes. I think I did get the most passes. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I came from like dead last, yeah. like behind Chiz on the same. And then you got you got more money because you um got a certain place too. No. Ele- yeah, I think oh, I got eleventh. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, but I did make the most passes, which yeah, and not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I did want to do that, just starting 
You were farther the, up. You were the inaugural winner of this Yamaha LCQ. Money. Yeah, you, yeah, I was. But, but yeah, but I didn't win it from a race. I just yeah. won it from straight. It was the yeah. first time, and it was just points. And I think I had such a big gap yeah. too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it you was, got twenty six grand or something. That yeah, first year? it was pretty yeah. cool. I got like seven that year. I Did remember. you? Yeah. yeah, I yeah. got like fourth in it or something. Right, or right. Third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. No, it's cool. It's cool. It seemed, dude, dude we got $126,000. I know. Mean. Like, what damn. you're doing is it's, unbelievable. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I hope you do it again next year, and I'll I'll be like coordinator slash organizer okay. and crack the whip on these guys. Please do, because, yeah, we had these privateer guys that were just on the, yeah. island, when I the heard, Islanders. When I heard on the line that Greco sold the pin to Moran's for 100 bucks. Yeah, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" I said, "I would have bought that thing for a thousand, dude." Well, Carnow bought two people's pins, mm-hmm. one for two fifty and one for a grand. He was in. He was in for twelve fifty. Yeah, twelve fifty before the gate dropped. Now he won eight grand, so uh-huh. eighty eight hundred or something. Yeah, or something like that. What do you mean he bought two? So he bought he bought somebody's and then he bought Polly's. Uh, he bought. He went from twenty one to fourteen and fourteen to two. Or fourteen three. to four. Or fourteen something. to four. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, for twelve hundred. So next year, if we do it, we'll write down what numbers, <laughs> who picks what numbers. Yeah. No, right. I think you should let them do it. I think there should be a, a bidding war auction at the beginning of the fucking race. If you want, if you know you're not going to win and you want to sell your fucking pin, let them sell it. Really? Let them sell it. I don't like that, Marks. Do you like that? I don't know. No. I want to see good guys get bad picks and have to work. Yeah, for me it. too. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I want to see chaos. Watch yes. that. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots to talk about still on the show here. 702-586-7857. You got a question for either one of the Acting That Brothers. I want to thank Ryan Morris and Levi Kitchen and Lewis Phillips and Chris Kiefer and JT for calling in already. Uh, we got lots more to talk about here. Um, let's... Um, Let's do the Race Tech rant. Pulp Twenty Two is a code to save with Race Tech. Uh, motor work, suspension work. You used Race Tech for a while. I know that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so thanks On to the BWR. Yeah, thanks to the guys at Race Tech and uh, doing a good job for a lot of privateers out there and uh, Zombie Blows among others using Race Tech suspension and to do motor work too now. So get your bike looked after. Use the code at Race Tech. Tell me, listen to Pulp. Get to right spring rate. Dude, change your oil. Change your seals. No, change dude. your seals. I'm serious. I'm serious. <laughs> and your bushings. For you guys out there that are beginner riders that have a new dirt bike that you spent ten thousand dollars. No, on, dude, it's like thirteen three, five. Yeah, whatever. Get some springs, please. Just do the spring rate. It's gonna change the way you ride your dirt bike. And be a lot safer. So how about you check can... your sag? I got people. I remember my buddies who didn't check their sag. Yeah, oh, but dude, I, I don't. I I, I I agree with you with sag. The first thing you should do is sag. But dude, you got to get the right spring rate. Yeah, you do. yeah. Because the balance of the bike, dude. If you you just bought it, this bike and that look, you want to ride, there's it's no, not. And there's no and hard 180 feelings. pounds. Yeah, so we're dude. we're yeah. all big guys. Like any stock bike we get, we got to get it resprung. Yeah, right off the bat. Like it's not I don't anything even. Bad. I don't ride a bike until the suspension's done. Well, dude, you're a factory Suzuki I know, but rider. even yeah, like uh, even when I was a kid, <laughs> right. even when I was a kid, we'd take the suspension off yeah. as we got the bike from right. the dealership, yep. and you'd hand it to the suspension person. Bro, you're tripping. I don't think they'd get a blowjob before the main event. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think he would either. No, I don't think he would So I got... You guys are tripping. Do you have a rant, Adam? Ty? You guys have rants? Yeah. Not... I'm on board with your rant. Okay, rant number one. I just so, want to hear your rant again. Rant number one. So Pookie's lease is up on her Honda Passport. Okay? Oh, shit. So I 
have to deal with car dealerships. And I apologize if I have some listeners that work at car dealerships. I'm sure I do. For sure. And I hope if you're listening, you don't do what this car dealership is doing to me. I hope you don't do that. because He's just if trying you to do, make a living. I understand, Ty. But okay, so Pookie's lease is up. I got to deal with these car dealers. Not fun. No one wants to do that, right? So I'm trying to look and get a vehicle for her. It makes way more sense financially to just get another Honda Passport because you can roll it over and you know what I mean? It's just it's yep. easy. She likes it. Mm-hmm. All she cares about is the color of what she drives and whether the the gas pedal is on the right side. That's all Pookie cares about. She's literally degaff about a vehicle. Like I could get her a Porsche or Mercedes. Or I could not get, care. Or I could get a Hyundai. She does not care. A Hyundai. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So passport, good. You know, let's get another passport. It's easy. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't realize this, but I guess um, you can get some equity in your lease car now because cars are going for such good prices mm-hmm. that you can get equity out of a lease, which I'm like, what? Please don't rub the microphone. Oh, Thank sorry. You. Sorry, sir. And um, Sorry, sir. It's okay. I'm just getting in for my rant. Yeah, yeah. So I call. <sighs> I had a bad experience with the Honda dealer that I normally take my truck to for service. So I'm just, I skip them. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I can't deal with these guys. They're just morons, right? Yeah. So I'm going to the other Honda dealer in town here. Another yep. big one. Yep. I call down there. I speak to a guy and I say, hey, uh, my lease is up. Here's the VIN number of the passport I have now. Here's the, here's the plan I have. Now, um, I, put, I, had a Honda deal, I had a deal with LA Honda World on the last thing. They were on the show for a little while. Mm-hmm. So I put no money down and leased out a passport because my guy Steve there dialed me in right so i'm trying to get that same deal and they're laughing at me which i understand because nobody gets no money down and on a lease right mm-hmm. it's pretty yeah. tough to do yeah so i say to the haunted dealer okay listen man i said uh, i don't really want to come down there until i absolutely have to to sign the papers and they're like come on down for a test drive nope don't need a test drive i already know what passport does uh-uh. do not need to test drive it what colors do you have in stock what what models what colors? Tell me. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, one of those will do. No problem. I don't really want to come down there. So what's the best deal you can give me? And they won't tell you that, right? They just won't tell you that. And I'm like, look, I, I, here's, I want no money down and whatever. They're like, no chance of that. Okay, I get it the way we are mm-hmm. now. And plus, I don't have a hookup. I get it. Yeah. So I go, so I'm telling them what I want to do. And they just, they won't commit, right? They won't commit. They're just like, come on down. Come on down. I'm like, no, I'm doing this deal over email or a couple of phone calls because there's nothing it's a lease it's it's not like i'm just tell me what you can do yeah and if you can if i if i like i'll just come down and do the paperwork if but what can you do there's no haggling here Mm -hmm. i don't give a shit i don't want to deal with you Mm -hmm. so the guy's like well look we gotta see your passport because you could have some equity in it you know what i mean and i'm like okay well that makes a difference so now that it does matter a little bit. So we need to see it. Even though Honda told me I don't need a pre-inspection to return it because it's under the miles num- it's under the miles um, allowed and has no damage inside or outside. It's perfectly fine. Right? Yep. The vehicle looks yep. brand new. We're on track. So Honda says, you don't even need an inspection. Your vehicle sounds mint. But the dealer needs to see it. I go, okay. So this is last week. And I had this surgery, like I said to you, not super mm-hmm. mobile. I told the guy. And I look back at my phone after this phone call, by the way, before the show tonight. I said to the guy, he's like, well, come on down. I said, well, it's my wife's car and she has to work. And so I need to figure out when her days are off. And I'm, I had some surgery, so I'm not super mobile. 
but I'll be down when I can. And I said, so you won't tell me what deal you're going to make me. And you need to see this car for equity. I said, I need an appointment. I am not coming down there and waiting. Like I, I need to see you. And right, get the F out. And get the F out. And he's like, okay, yep. Uh, when can you come down? I said, well, I'm not sure, but I'll email you. I told him I'll email you when I can figure it out. Cause I mean, the lease is coming up. I have to do this. It's yeah. not like, I, you know, like I got to go do this. This was on Thursday. I finally, so I was dealing with it last week, Thursday. The guy said, it's Monday. This fucking guy or somebody there has called me seven times since Thursday. On Thursday, I said, I'll email you to make an appointment. That's how I prefer to do communication. Seven phone calls. Five of them I didn't answer. One I answered on Saturday, and I said, hey, bro, remember what I said? I'll email you when I get a time. Mm-hmm. I have to come see you. Let me get my, my, my wife's work schedule and my schedule, and I will email you to set up a time. And he said, okay, yep, yep, yep. That dude or some other buddy, some other person has called me four other times. And today, we were going for lunch <laughs> when he called again. Oh, And yep. you guys heard me. Yep. And you know what? He seems like a nice guy. But, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was so fucking lit. Se- seven phone calls to see when I'm coming down. I, I, you motherfucker. I told you. <laughs> I'm, I will email you. Put the pad down. Like, I'm not like, the guy. Like, 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 I get he works on commission. Yep. He needs the sale. Totally get it, bro. I know how car dealerships work. And you don't want to lose the sale. I get it, man. But as I told you on the phone on Thursday and then again on Saturday, I will email you when I figure out my schedule and bring it down to get evaluated for equity. Like, again... I get it, bro. Commission, all of that. I understand. But when somebody tells you in very explicit terms twice what is going to happen, how this deal is going to go down, and you keep calling the fucker to say, when are you coming down? Dude. What is wrong with you? I just... So now I can't... I just, go, so now I want to I never go back to that dealer, and when I go in... I'm going to be in the worst fucking mood. And if that dude asks me if I want to test drive it, I'm going to drive the passport through the front window of that dealership. Because <laughs> I don't want to test drive it. I don't want to test drive it. You I told you that. The car. You've had the car for three Who years. Who test drives anything anymore? So, now, but now I can't, I don't want to go. The other dealer in Hound has pissed me off even more. I told you guys that story. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe wait for 45 minutes. And never got and never got an appraisal done. Hey. And then when I said email me, he said we can't do that. We can't do that. So like my rant is just like car dealerships. Like bro, and this guy seems nice. Seems like a younger guy. Seems mm. like a go getter. You know, seems <laughs> like a go getter. Happy to give him my business. Seven times since Thursday. Yeah, that's seven mm, that's phone calls stuff. since Thursday to ask me when I'm coming down. I just want to know, because I I heard the conversation we had yep. uh, with the guy, yep. and it was very, very <laughs> firm. Now, I did say to him, bro, you seem like a nice guy, and you I'm did, sorry. You did, but you were yes, like, you, were. You, you said it kind of uh-huh. like this. You seem like a nice dude, but this is the seventh time you've called me. That was about the intensity. It, 
Am oh. I am I the dick? Marks. I mean, yes, but in this situation, I don't know. No, he's okay. No, 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 no. Okay, he's just scared he's for his dick. job. Tits. No, no, how, tits. No, how, how do I? Am I handling this correctly? I mean, I can appreciate your frustration, but is it ever really okay to yell at someone? No, no, no. Yeah. After the, the seventh phone call. Okay. No, no, no. The so, voice of Steve. Now, I didn't answer all seven Steve, times because I, I read button it. I'm like, oh, Steve, yeah, you know, yeah. You're a dick for that, what you did. You're a dick. But I will say this. You, I don't, like, you are justified in, you're not justified. You're almost justified in being a dick in that situation because I agree with you. It's how much fucking does, bullshit. How much does the dickage gets put on him? It does. Okay, that's a perfect way to put it. 25, uh, 31% is this a, is him. Dick pie? Yeah, this is a dick pie. What's <laughs> a, dick a dick pie? This is a, a dick, dick pie, pie that's about to get filled dick up. dick pie. Wow. 69% you, 31% him. I would go 50-50. 50-50? He made me be okay. the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go. I'll he 50, made 50. me eat the dick pie. <laughs> you did. I mean, dude, I car dealerships I are so annoying dude bro, Don't eat that dick. it's ridiculous <laughs> bro i get it i just want to know if the fucking dude calls you again he won't he won't if the dude no, after today's dude, call, if that dude calls steve again he's got some fucking cojones <laughs> no if that dude calls you need to go right down to the fucking dealership and buy that passport dude, you know you know what's <laughs> funny after what you did to him today bro you know Listen, what i, I probably will of? buy like, like i have to get a car like, I have to, and I want to get a passport because it's just I easy. It because so I am getting a passport mm -hmm. probably from that guy. <laughs> you better get it from that guy. I got I to tell I'm gonna you say, I'm going to say to him, hey, bro. Hey, bro. Like, <laughs> we're doing this deal. And, and I, I, but but I hate you. But I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> don't call people like that. Like, I'm not some uh, uh, people you can, like, pressure. Like, I, I don't know if he thought, like, I was, like, a... Uh, uh, yeah, people, you, a person like, you could pressure like, or something. Like, like, did he think dude, that like, you I know were the lazy? game here. First of yeah. all, I'll bring down forty thousand dollars cash and just pay this thing and just walk out of the dealership. Yeah, like motherfucker, like, what's like, up, baby? No, no, Here's no. Your 40 just leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> leave me. Maybe alone. that's the strategy. <laughs> Maybe he's gonna annoy you to the point where you just fucking buy it. Okay, Brandon's <laughs> got a dealership. He's on one. I think Brandon, what's up, brands. man? What's hey, up? Hey, what's up, man? Bro, what is my deal? What's your deal? Who's, who am I speaking with? This is Steve. Steve, what's happening, man? Go ahead and drill. Questions. Like I said, I got Honda car, Toyota car. Okay, so what, what's the what, do you, do you, what is, what's going on here? You, you can explain this? Why are they calling me seven times? Oh, what? <laughs> car is cutthroat as it gets right now. Dude, You've I'm seeing it like Well, hold on. How is, it, seen it. how is it cutthroat as it gets? The cars are going through the roof. Like Prices are crazy because the supply chain is bad, right? Hundred percent, yeah, everything, especially Honda. Honda Auto's way back on, uh, on so product. So that's what I'm saying. So though. why are so they so why desperate? Yeah, are they calling him so many fucking times if they can sell a car off the lot so easy? Yeah, <laughs> can sell a car off the lot, but getting you, you're getting that that customer down there that wants to buy that car without them going somewhere else. Man, that it's they they're especially in Vegas. It's it is. Hardcore. So you're saying he's calling him seven times to make sure that he doesn't to go business, to a different to sure. location. But oh, I promise you, your your ridge line or whatever the heck you got right now, you got uh, if you just like a thirty six month lease, you got you got three four grand in equity, guaranteed. Really? Oh wow. Send okay. Your number off. I'll tell you right now. But 
but Brandon, I, I told the dude, like, here's how I want to do this deal. I need a passport. Here's how I want to do the deal via email. I will make an appointment. You know, I don't know the, like, I, like I'm, I'm coming, bro. Yeah, like Steve has to come because, just clarifying, the passport leases up on July what? I don't know. End of July. Okay, let's just say July 27th. So Steve has to buy this car because the lease is up. And they know that, Brandon, because I gave them the VIN number. They saw the lease. You know what I mean? They know what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anytime you pull up that, you pull it there for sale, all that. They know it. They know it. So why is this guy calling me seven times? I think they want that used car as much as they want to sell to uh, a new one, probably really? even more so. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, yeah, wouldn't sure. you want to make the customer happy? Yeah, like Brandon, I yelled at him today. I'm just like, bro. It's hardcore. It, it's uh, with supply chain issue right now. Yeah, but this is this is the rant, right? So this is, is the is rant, he, Brandon. Brandon. Is his it's manager telling? Up. Is his manager telling him to call me? Oh yeah, hundred like, percent. Yep, hundred percent. Drilling. Yeah, but Brandon. Okay, so, so you need to call next he, time he calls you. Just be like, I want your manager. No, 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 no. Forget that. <laughs> this is what I'm saying, though. So if I'm Brandon and I'm trying to get you to come in, right, and the guy says, hey, I will email you when I need an appointment, then the first thing you should have fucking said was, hey, Steve, can I get your email? And then He's you got my email. No, no, e- we emailed already. That, we have emailed back and forth. why aren't we emailing if that's your preferred and, and you and, made and, it a point? And why don't you say to the gentleman... Okay, so this Steve guy told me he's going to email me. I'm going to check in with him midweek, like mid this week, because mm-hmm. he hasn't emailed me yet. Hey, man, you said that's, that's good. That's good. No, so that should have been on. That should have been done and it and on. Oh. It's, uh, that, the car business is wild. Uh, wild it right is, now. man. It is. But I just, I, I, I can't take seven phone calls. Like you know, again, I, I read button five of them or whatever. But, but you know what I mean, like. Dude, it's brutal. But thanks, Brandon. As smart, Brandon. As, as, smart yeah. as you are, you, you, you shouldn't even ever give out that phone number. Ever. Especially to a car dealer. Don't yeah, I guess I don't really know no, what I was thinking. Up, different story. But, I, I mean, I just said to the guy, here's how I want to do it. I don't want to. I want to come down. Yeah. I want to agree on terms before I come down there, you know, and sign the contract. I want to be in and out in 30 minutes. I mean, minutes. this is me, right? If I'm making commission on a car and the dude says to me, hey, my preferred communication is email. Well, I'll email you seven times and Brandon, before why, I'm calling. Brandon, why won't these guys, and whether it was this dealership or the other dealership, like I told them both, I want to make this deal over the phone or on an email or whatever. Like I don't want to – I'm not sitting in the dealership going back and forth. Give me what you can do. And they won't do it. Like they will not do You're it. You're talking to the low, low guy on the chain. You need to – that contact that you had at wherever that Cali was – Especially that time of business, it was it, it was seamless, easy. Yeah. Today's world, it's not like that. Yeah, like well, that's what I said. I no, you give you give yeah. me a chance to get you whatever the heck you need. I'll never call you again. No, Just Brandon's trying to get a sale. <laughs> oh. I, I well, are you a Honda Is dealer, Brandon? Brandon, trying to get a yeah, sale. Yeah. Where oh, are you at, Brandon? Wyoming, of all places. I'll oh, drive my hey. Ridgeline right there, right where, now. Brandon, Brandon, where are you at in Wyoming? Oh, I, I could have you that car up here. I send stuff to it's a couple times a month. So, no, Southwest Corner, Rock Springs. Oh, nice. I was just up in Albacoa and uh, Casper fishing up there like a month ago. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's, it's a, that's killer. Uh huh. All right, Brandon. Fishing story stuff. Can you oh, just yeah. give me a deal? How do I get my original? How do I get my passport to you? You just leave it in your driveway, and when you sign for I'll, I'll make sure it's gone. Oh, my God. So, I might have to. Seamless. I might have to not, never deal with these people ever again? 
Dude, I'll go Never and go up to Wyoming and drive the car okay. back for you. I'll just make a fishing trip out of it. No, yeah, uh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hold. Uh, or no, I'm, no, no. Email me using the contact form on pulpamex.com. I need all right? I need Brandon's Good. number too. Okay, all right. Get it. All right, just use the contact form on pulpamex.com and uh, email me, and I can uh, send you back. Uh, we can talk. Deuce, Deuce has actually been in contact with one of my sales guys a couple years ago about some wheels when he was looking for fish lines. So oh, sick. Nice, Brandon. If I never, if I could just leave the the passport in my driveway and then you come and get it and then you somehow get me a new car that'd be great they'd have to go through the gate first yeah all right thanks brandon later thanks man appreciate it uh brian's on too brian you run a dealership (laughs) dude dude, i I do all the lease returns at one of our manufacturers yes deal with equity and everything you're talking about did we just get a hookup though well we might have with brandon yeah yeah no right now it sucks you're you're, kind of screwed Dude, so I'm going to have equity with a lease. I never even realized that was possible. Yeah, so those guys did it all wrong. Those guys should have accommodated you and done it right. They're idiots because it works right now. Like you said, there's equity in cars. Cars are up 30% Yep. the market. Mm-hmm. And so you could bring your car in, your equity, you could throw money down. But the guy obviously didn't listen to what your needs are, so they're idiots. That's yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I just don't – first of all, I – you know, once he said you, you got to bring it down because you could have equity in it, I was like, okay, I get it. Now you got me. Now you do have to see the vehicle. So, you know, checkmate, you got me. I got to come down there. But I need everything else on paper, you know, and then we'll just figure out the equity and then I'll sign papers and we'll go. But that doesn't seem to work out that way. No, it doesn't. Sometimes some dealerships play little games and, and do their thing. But if, if you are right, it's, they, they weren't being smart. Seven calls, bro. Seven phone calls since Thursday. You know? And all yeah. it was, too, regarding the craziest thing is this dude answered, right? And all it was regarding was when you were going to come down. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and you clearly said, dude, I don't want to come down. And, and it I, was regarding I when just, you're coming I down. Just, I just can't believe it. I'm that just, was uh, like, that was the trigger for sure. Yeah. So, all right, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Bad business. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you can help me out there. Thanks. I'm glad somebody agreed with me. Well, you just got validated. Anthony, you got a question about Enzo Lopes? Ooh. Yeah, how you guys doing tonight? Good, man. He's going to race. He's going to be back by Red Butt, I hope. That's what I hear. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually really sitting in a hotel watching Hangtown right now. It's like, where's Enzo? Yeah, he had a um, shoulder surgery, and then uh, he'll, uh, he should be back by Red Butt. Good deal. And... I'm not a salesman of cars, but uh-huh. I will say the seven phone call, that's ridiculous, man. Go the route of how you want to be contacted. Yeah. That's how you make a sale. Yeah, absolutely. You just respect somebody and just be like, hey, man. Uh, and then, like I said, email me on a Wednesday and be like, hey, Steve, you said you were coming in this week. It's Wednesday. You know, just a reminder or what's mm-hmm. up. That's it. And then I'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, dude, I'll come down, you know, this day or whatever. Like, I, I just, I just don't get it. But now... I, both these Honda dealers in town, I hate them. So I can't deal with either one of them right now. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks, man. Take care, guys. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. it. All right. Race Tech Rant number two. <laughs> On it. So Mav TV. <laughs> They've had a little rough time. They've had a little rough. Now, first week, not great. Uh, a lot of commercials. They, they, put, they eventually mm-hmm. put it for, up for free, commercial free, on YouTube. For everybody to watch, that was a nice, you know, they, they, they may do with it. This week they said, hey, uh, uh, everybody, we're still having some issues with it. So it's going to be free again for everybody. You know what I mean? Until mm-hmm. we can figure this out. So they're trying to do it right. And it was probably 
86% better this week than he, last week. Yeah, for sure. I got kicked off halfway through the 450 Moto. Moto 1? 2. Oh, really? Yep. I got I on the first weekend, right? No, you, you no, watched no, no. the archive. You weren't watching it live. No, no, no. I watched it, I watched it live on my, on, no, on my way home because oh. I watched Moto 1 and then I left oh. right after Moto 1 to beat traffic. Okay, so uh, I got kicked. Did you get kicked off, Marks? Yep. Pete, Pete didn't watch it, so. Hmm. Yeah. I watched the archive. Oh, okay. Yes. So hmm. I got kicked off. I had to re-sign in. It kind of was funky a little bit. I missed probably five minutes of the moto, and I got back on. It worked flawlessly from there, right? Yeah. So they, they've had they've had issues. They got better. They still have some issues. They're giving it for free still, mm-hmm. and and you can get your money back if you want or whatever. Like you know, it's it hasn't there hasn't been great. Yeah. But it's been a market improvement for week two. Mm-hmm. So I get these emails from people. Uh, last week I couldn't get on the app. I paid for it, so I had to watch the race on YouTube. Okay, so what's the problem there? Today, Hangtown, the race is nowhere to be found on the app, but it was on the app. It was on the app. It was for on sure. the app. It was. It was. And it's not available, and it's not available on YouTube, which it was, right? It was again on YouTube mm-hmm. last on Hangtown. Cannot confirm. I think I, it was. I'm pretty sure it was. So this guy can't find it on the app for Hangtown, but it was. I watched it on the app. Mark's watched it on the app. You watched it on the mm-hmm. app. And then you couldn't find it on YouTube, which I believe it was, I'm 95% sure it was on YouTube. So that he goes, way to go. The Colts completely lock out your most loyal customers from being able to see the events at all. Congratulations, you have succeeded. He goes, I am going to end up simply canceling the app and stop watching motocross altogether. Super, Supercross is only six months away, and I've got plenty of other racing series. This other guy says, uh, the, during the battle of the 450 Moto, the app kicked me off saying I didn't have a subscription, which it did for me too. Yeah. And allowed me to get back on after the races after I'm done. Well, I got on before, but he mm-hmm. couldn't. He goes, I got my money back. Screw outdoor motocross. I'm going to start watching NASCAR. So these guys that email me, like, look, I understand. You're frustrated. I, I get it. Mav was trying to help it out. They've done some things to make it right. I feel like they've stepped up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, oh, multiple comments that it was not on YouTube, but it was free on their website. Okay, so yeah, I went to the website and right. I watched the whole thing um, without so, getting cut out one time. Okay, um, on the website. Okay, so maybe live. it wasn't. Okay, so, um, anyways, the the thing I, that makes me laugh is like, okay, so it hasn't gone smoothly, and you can get your money back, and you can just yeah. go on with your life and everything else. But the people that are like, I'm going to quit watching motocross. Mm. Like, dude, you're this fan of the sport. You're into it for years and years and years. You love it. You're just going to stop watching it because there's some technical problems with the app? Yeah, like, dude, like, so you're telling me... Like, if you want to bitch about the app, go ahead. You have a right yeah, to do that. Like, yes. I get it. Okay, how about this? Just F Mav TV and their crappy app, but why would you stop riding or watching motocross when it's, like, one of the best seasons I've seen so far? I don't so know. You I give just, up because just, of technical difficulties. Like they, again, they've had problems. I get it, but you're just going to stop watching motocross now. You're just completely out, and just and like I'm going to. Wa- I don't give a shit who wins. Yeah, it's not about two. Like Mav is obviously know that there's problems with it. Like they're, they're not giving saying, it away for yeah, free. Yeah, they're not saying this is our final product and this is the best we can do. They're like we're fixing it. Yeah, like we're a listen, little behind the schedule. And, and, like. And, and again, bugs. it was 86% better this week. So they, in one week, they've made a massive improvement. Yes. Massive. They need to get the archives up quicker, for sure. All of that. 
But like, I just don't understand these people that are like, I said, I'm done with the sport. I'm done. An app had technical problems and I am done with the sport forever. Like what? Yeah. Like, wh- what are you talking about? Like, I you mean, want to I rail get, on Mav, I get being frustrated because I was frustrated but the why, first weekend. Okay, but you're not yes. going to just stop you just, watching. That's what I'm saying. That's what these series. people are saying. Like, I'm done watching this sport. Ugh. Like, what? Not a true fan. I just don't understand that attitude. Like, hey, man, they're making it really hard for me to watch. I'm frustrated. And, like, imagine how mad you have to be to you're watching it. You get cut off. You are so infuriated that you go to the pulp email thing and you email, then you have to write the email, then you have to send, and then after you're done writing it, you have to press send. I just, like, (laughs) I mean, like, give me I just, like, that that dude's pissed. (laughs) If an app can make you that upset that you're just, (laughs) you're like, we got to work some stuff out. We got to like, you know, I I just, I just like, you're just done with the sport. (laughs) Like that's like, I'm done. Like like the MXGP is the app is not the issue. We got to look at your whole entire life. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, bro, like this is what I did after the first weekend. I called up Ty and I said, Hey bro, was your shit blurry? He said, yeah, my shit was blurry. And he's like, damn. That fucking was some shitty coverage. I hope they get better this weekend. I can't wait for Hangtown. Yeah. <laughs> I just... That was it. I just... Uh, not... Dude. I'm done with the sport. I'm I don't won. even I'm care. I don't even care who wins. I'm, I'm done with motocross. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, this is round two. I'm not watching first of ten all, more rounds. If you know about... No, pop- no, 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 no. Forever. Ever, forever. Oh, God. Forever. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not the rest of the series. If you... I'm done. And also, if you are so into the sport that you know about Pulp MX and you're writing me, <laughs> like, you're gnarly. Like, yeah, you're yeah, not just you're, some casual you're viewer. Dedic- <laughs> you're into it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You- <laughs> and so you're just going to walk away. If you away. can go to the website, get to the email thing, email Steve and know that it might get read on the show. If you just know about this show, you're into the motocross sport gnarly. You're yeah, deep, if he if you're he's deep, venting to you about his problem, deep, deep, like, <laughs> you're deep, 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 deep maybe, into the sport. Maybe this is for him. What's the dude's name? There was uh, one of them was Ben. I don't know. Well, read me the email. There, he threw it away. away. Oh, threw away. okay. So Ben, we're very sorry. We're very sorry about the coverage. Mm-hmm. We um, we understand that there's a problem. They are giving the app out for free um, while they're fixing it. We'd and really then, appreciate, hold on, we'd yep. really appreciate if you'd come back and watch Mav TV and support the motocross season. And we apologize sincerely from Seven Deuce Deuce, Steve Mathis, Tyler and Ticknap, and Mav TV for the shitty coverage. We're working on it, and uh, we hope to see you back. I would never sell out to the guy. <laughs> never. <laughs> at all Ever. everything is Ever. great everything is Mav great MAV TV is the best channel on television MAV TV for life absolutely damn straight what no but listen but, no but seriously seriously like come on like I said come they're, on, they're trying to make it right I get it there's some issues but to just freak out and say that you're done with the sport forever <laughs> is a little much what's up Donnie Dramatic like what's yeah. up like, Donnie Dramatic <laughs> calm it de- bring it down like just come back next week. Yeah, uh, you'll be fine. It'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Watch Tomac for a few laps and you'll forget all your problems. Like, I, like, <laughs> I like baseball, okay? I like, the, I like following baseball. Last weekend, 
I was not able to watch my team because they were playing in Anaheim, and uh, Anaheim's considered a home market for Vegas, which is the most completely fucking ridiculous thing ever. How this is a home market for Anaheim, <laughs> four and a half hours away. But I was not able to watch my baseball team that I pay for because of that, those rules. I wrote no one. I freaked out over no one. And I just went on with my life. And you didn't wa- stop watching baseball yeah, 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 for yeah. your life. Yeah, and I didn't just throw out <laughs> baseball then, forever then, in my life. And then we probably just went on the internet, checked the score, and then we're ready for the next. Well, I actually got an illegal stream. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. But, what? Marks, did you do that? <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Cannot, cannot confirm more tonight. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah, I just, yeah, totally. I just went, oh, shit. Like, they're not on. Totally. Yeah. You yeah, let the, me call Marks. Uh, Hey, you got the password for the... Well, uh, the first day I didn't do anything. I just... You, I didn't watch it. You yeah. got the password for the illegal stream for math? Fire no, stick or what? But, oh, okay. But I'm just like... Yeah, I just... I don't get these people. Like, I, I understand being upset about the app and math. Mm-hmm. I, I get hope it. That was They're trying. Just, I hope they that got was a lot better. A but I hope warrior. they don't walk away from our sport forever. Yes. Over I hope an app. that's just a keyboard warrior just trying I to, got, like... I got kicked off for five minutes of a four-hour show, and I am fucking done with motocross. Selling done. the bikes. Selling the bikes. <laughs> what if Moving on. What if he did? I Craigslisted my bikes. I no longer have the app, and I'm never coming to or watching a motocross event in my life forever. <laughs> I'm going golfing. <laughs> didn't That's we, the race tech rant. Didn't we get an email on Fantasy about a guy who was mad about Mav, and he said he was like selling all his bikes and everything? Like, yeah. The whole deal? Yeah. Wasn't that a thing? Wasn't that because it was owned by NBC, the Liberals? Yeah, NBC owned by, NBC, owned by the, the Liberals Libs. owned Mavs. Yeah, but that's a way... All their propaganda. That's a way stronger, I feel like, reason. Like, to... No, but first of all... If you're quitting because of the people behind but, it... But, but you, you Mav I mean? is not owned by NBC, and we told the guy that, and he said, you're wrong. That, okay, <laughs> so... Oh. And we're like, what are you talking and about? And then he came back Can and you? said, oh, my bad, but still... <laughs> <laughs> like you're so done. you're so far gone. Imagine someone either on the far Freaking left, jazz nut job, the far right or the far left. Like these people that are so far gone. Imagine yeah. how much fun these people are at fa- family gatherings where you happen to mention like, hey man, I really like uh, that NCIS uh, on the on, on the on the TV. That's a really great show. Yeah. What the fuck, NBC? It's on NBC. It's the far left libtards. <laughs> Like you're just like I just mentioned I like the show, Dad. Yeah, like I just shit. Like, I just like the show. Mark Harbin was really good. <laughs> I'm selling you. Yeah, like what the fuck these people, man. Oh god. Race that round of the night. Uh, thanks to the folks at Maxima. Love Maxima. SC one. SC one. MPPL. Yeah, chain guard. Chain guard. Mm-hmm. Grease. Oh, great stuff. Great Ooh. stuff. Pulp 20 is the code to save with Maxima USA 927. Still the number one performance selling two-stroke oil in most markets around the world. And uh, as long with the, along with the peak stuff that the Monster Energy Kawasaki and Monster Energy Pro Circuit team uses. Uh, Pulp 20 is the code to save with MaximaUSA.com. They have SC1 air fresheners. I mean, what else more uh, could you want? Yeah. Yeah, you could. Smells good. You can't really. Uh, thanks to the folks at Maxima and ProFilter as well. If you haven't used ProFilter, maybe you've been roosted too many times. Pulp 20 at checkout. They make uh, uh, dirt bikes uh, or oil filters and air filters for dirt bikes, street bikes, side-by-sides, and everything in between. Pre-oiled. I take my filter out of my blue crew. I throw it away. And I put in a new oiled ProFilter. It's a wonderful thing. You can do that when you ride three times a year. Okay, you know what? Uh, hold on. Quiet uh, <laughs> <Play it> down. <laughs> 
Profilter.com. Pick them up at motorsport.com. Get them at your local dealer. Ready to use premium air filter or oil filter for your next service. Uh, thanks to Profilter. Thank you to Max Maxima. And, uh, again, Pulp20 is the code to say with those guys. Uh, okay, so um, uh, talking about 927 and Super M and two-stroke oil. Mm-hmm. K2. K2. And ready filters – like pro filter yeah pro filter there i've actually used them before they're really good air filters are super sticky and it's very convenient not to talk you know not yeah. to keep on talking shit yeah this guy says if you dig into mav tv it's still very controlled by nbc whether you want to call it ownership or not like okay, first of all it's owned okay. by lucas oil in indiana yeah okay hold on hold on hold oh, on yeah, okay so what part is controlled dude who knows what part of map like two people? employees probably who knows commercial maybe all right back to what i want JT to talk about talking about on the track is yeah that but the he part? doesn't even have an nbc super show. m k2 okay 927 all two-stroke oils mm-hmm. adam Benthignap has written the best two-stroke song out there <laughs> Let's listen to it again, shall we? Just just for for old time's sake, yep. the best seven go. deuce deuce rap song ever made. Let's do it. <laughs> Ty, get your phone. Can we cut the lights? Steve, get your phone. You got to get with me, Ty. Here you go. Wow, such a good song. Can we turn it up a little? Oh my god, I forgot how good this song is. It's it's really good. It it is. is. Oh god. I remember, like, helping you write this verse. I know, this is a really good verse right here. You ready? My favorite's the Alex Wright. It's the Alex Wright part. I chase a spark plug at least a dozen times. But this piece of junk, no, it won't run right. Some old ass dude at the track told me mix that shit. It was Clark Jones. It was Clark. Life. Ring, dang, dang, a dang, a dang, dang. Ball, ball, dang, dang. Ball, ball, dang, 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 dang. You ready for this? Bong, dang, dang, bong, dang. <laughs> I had to push my bike a mile back to the truck, and there he was. Clark the Jones. Same old fuck. He said, Hey, bud, I said 40 to 1. You gotta be either deaf or dumb. Ring, dang, dang, and dang, a dang, dang, ball, ball, dang, dang, ball, ball, dang, 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 dang. It's a lot of bopping dangs. Uh huh. Dang, 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 ball, dang. It happened to me. It happened to me at Red Bull Street Rhythm that exact moment. Ring, dang, ball, dang. Okay, this is the this is the I. Sonic verse coming up. Okay. Drops a valve. Every two stroke has his ball. Yeah. Just like 
perfect four stroke drops of out. I've noticed one dude named Alex Ray who took a brand new bike and blew it up the same day. That's real. <laughs> it is. It is. He blew up his arm too big. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Same day. We saw it like a week Because <laughs> he's mixing gas and hauling ass. What a sad day. Now his bike is trash. But that's okay. That's, That's all right. right. <laughs> to fix. Yeah, yeah. Damn two yeah, strokes. Yeah. Damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Oh, damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Oh, damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Damn two strokes. Oh, Oh my god. Down two strokes. Down two strokes. Down two strokes. Those down two strokes. Down two strokes. Down two strokes. Down two strokes. Down it's a good song. It's the yes. best. Oh, dang. Number one, 72 song, followed by Subway, followed by 13. Yep. One, one three. three. One, yep. three. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. What, and my bike's too lit. What a good... I don't, I'm, I'm, bike's too lit is uh-huh. obviously the one that put you on the map, made you the most money, right? Yeah. Oh, by like, by far. By like a long shot. Yeah, I'm not a super... I like it, but... Yep. I think it just makes me so much money because it just... <laughs> Think it makes he doesn't make money. that much money, I folks. Think, I think it makes me. <laughs> have you made fifty k? Oh yeah, from bikes oh, yeah, to Have you made a hundred k? Uh, not quite. Okay, yeah, yeah, somewhere between fifty and hundred. But that's just on my bikes yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that song is it's gonna keep making me money. And what's so cool about that song is that on that's Instagram right. and TikTok, it dude the kids every time anybody gets a new bike. Or they want what, to show their bike off. What they, do you get paid for that social stuff? For that yes. kind of stuff. Don't, what do you get paid? Like, is it pennies? It's but it's plays. Yeah, yeah. It all but goes it, into yeah, but a, what, but what's a play. It, I don't it's know. It's not much, right? But it's not so much. It's like a half a cent, I think. Yeah. It's like the point of it is, it's not so much that they're playing it that I get the money off that play. It's that it's keeping it relevant, so then people want to listen to it because then they hear it. Yeah, yeah. Because that song right. consistently gets you thousands more views. You see. Uh, uh, you see what these guys on Spotify get paid. The artists get paid for the, so many spins. You're like, come on. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. gnarly. It's, pretty, it's bad. pretty gnarly. Right, but you're right. You keep it alive. You pay. You make. You make uh, two cents off of, of, of off TikTok for a week, mm-hmm. but then you get a bunch of buys because people want to hear the song. Or well, whatever. and too, yeah. Deuce is a private artist, so he doesn't have. So I don't have you know, any of the other costs yeah. of those other you people. Know, going, I'm making yeah. every penny. Right. right. You yeah, know he what I mean? bought the beats. Cool. He paid the producer. Right. Like, right. You know. Uh, great song, great song. Thanks to the folks at uh, Ride Engineering, uh, ride-engineering.com, PulpFan20 is the code to save. Jason Anderson's on fire and reinforces that the KX450 is a great motorcycle. Well, Ride Engineering makes trick, clutch, and brake covers for the 19 to 22 green machines. They sell for $26.95 each, are anodized green, and come with a matching stainless Allen screws. All Ride Engineering products are made in the USA, so the anodizing holds up longer than the cheaper imports. Online orders over 99 bucks qualify for free shipping, so add a set of green axle blocks, 
brake clevis or ignition plugs and what's up with that gold stuff anyways check them out ride-engineering.com use the pulp fan 20 code to save thank you to ride-engineering.com and also the nine o'clock hour brought to you by the folks at orw you've seen his butt patch on the butt on the back of march banks and troll march banks is pretty off to a pretty good start dude really good pretty yeah good start no, for he's, 450 guys. he's riding really good he is right now so orw check out the latest in truck jeep overland utv and racing products with industry's leading brands off-road warehouse stores are staffed by knowledgeable experienced team Plus, they install everything they sell, from suspension kits, tires and wheels, to steps, bed accessories, to more. Offroadwarehouse.com, code PULPAMEX to save. Good luck to Greg and Thomas down in Baja this week as well. They have stores all through the West Coast, Temecula, San Diego, Corona, Vegas, Phoenix. They even got one out way out in um, Georgia as well. Uh, Club MX, sponsored by the Offroad Warehouse team, code PULPAMEX to save. That's the 9 o'clock hour, brought to you by the folks at ORW.com. Motorsport.com, tweet at Tit segment. Let's do it. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from Motorsport.com. It's the Tweets at Tits Q&A segment where your twatted questions find answers. Twatted. Motorsport.com. Great guys. They got a whole uh, uh, contest going on this summer as well on uh, on their Instagram. Go. You can win some uh, gear and some tires and things. They, they want you to take a whole shot photo from the Nationals because, of course, the Lucas Oil Pro Nationals have Motorsport.com whole shot award. We have a free game to play on Pulpomex Fantasy, Motorsport whole shot. Motorsport.com whole shot challenge. We, we get gift cards. We give away gift cards every week. So Motorsport has OEM on aftermarket parts, and they got great prices. they got a dedicated team of gearheads there. I love the Motorsport guys. They're Pacific Northwest company, and they're, they're really, really good mm-hmm. up there. And they do a great work. Uh, Ryan Villapoto, Phil Nicoletti, myself from Motorsport.com, guys. So thank you to those guys. And, uh, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're good stuff. So please check them out on Instagram. If you have any issues with Motorsport, just email me, and I'll, 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 make, I'll make it happen. Uh, um, and we'll figure it out. All right. So get your problem solved. Get your questions you answered. We won't we, call you seven times. I will times. not call you seven times. Motorsport will just do it once and they'll handle it. <laughs> so these questions are submitted to at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. And the guy in the corner there, producer Pete. Yo. Reads the best ones out. Let's do this. Mm. All right. The first one is from Kenny G. Uh, what are the odds that Jet did not get an IV in between motos? A hundred percent. Mm. I don't know because I think he got an IV probably the night before. Well, what he doesn't have a motorhome. Well, you what's can't get the it at the race day. You can't. Yeah, get that's what day. I mean. Yeah, you can't get a race no. day. You uh, would definitely get it the night before. Though. I don't think he would do it. It's a, they don't have a motorhome. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think 100 yeah. percent not because right. he's in too much of a position to where he could risk it to where like it's not worth it yeah. to them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening. I, I mean, I'm 100 percent sure that. Back in the day when everybody had motorhomes, mm-hmm. they were getting IVs yes. yeah. in between motos. Yep. I'm 100% sure of that. Mm-hmm. But Jet doesn't have one, and it's his Honda Semi, and there's a lot of people in and out of that. Yep. And I, don't, I don't think it happened. Yeah, and yep. too, if Sar or like Mitch got a whiff of that, you know they'd be on top of it and protest it. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, next one is from Zach Richardson. Uh, who had a worse start to their season, Thrasher or Mav TV? Thrasher. Mav TV. Okay, because Mav was much better this weekend, mm-hmm. and Thrasher still wasn't that good. So, yeah, but Thrasher, so Thrasher was up there, but I'm pretty sure he fell one of the motos. Okay, yeah, he looked a lot better uh, right. this weekend though. Uh, I'm gonna have, unfortunately, I think I'm gonna have to say Thrasher just because I expected so much from him. You know, he's gonna. I think he's gonna step it up quite a bit. Um, East Coast, 
he's just not a hard pack guy. I like Thrasher. I just he just rode so just good. Tough. Like you know, at the That's end of I Supercross, mean. We like where did that momentum go? Yeah, we were expecting a lot. I think everybody was just expecting a lot. Mm-hmm. Next question. Yeah. Next one's from Kyle Smith. Uh, do either of the Antignat brothers ever ride at the docks? What do you? What are you laughing at? <laughs> I said, they, they said next, next question. question. Next question. Next question. <laughs> oh. well, Steve's over there running the show. Yeah, I, I'm running it. What's up? That's awesome. Okay, so yes, yes I we rode at the docks. And Legendary place. I'm probably going to ride there this weekend. No, I'm not because I'm going to be in Reno. But the next time he rides out at docks, I'm probably going to go. Yeah, no, it's it's a cool little local track right outside of Lompoc. And they it's been there did forever. They actually some Honda um, photo shoots and testing out there. Yeah, like point. a long, long, long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Tommy used to work at the docks. Uh, Tommy <laughs> got a job. Tommy's got a melody. job at the docks. I don't know. I'm, I don't the know fuck? the rest of yeah. that song. Living on a prayer. Oh, what? Oh, really? Yeah. Was what? that a terrible reenactment of it? You were not in the right tune. Tommy's got to die. Uh, okay, <laughs> next. Hey, next, next question. question. <laughs> next. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> Uh, this one is from David Lacombe. Uh, it's for either of you. How much does it cost for a privateer to race 450 Supercross and outdoor for a year? 100000 No. No. Um, well, so Supercross entry fees and license is around, what, six grand? I'd say it's ten grand just to get entry the fees. sign-ups for Supercross. Ten grand. I spend, it's like eight grand. I spend about forty k a year on travel. Yeah, but you fly. Okay. And hotels. Yeah, but let's just say 40K. Right? Let's just, I'd say it's about right. 30 to 40K in just travel because you have to drive or whatever you're going to call it. So let's say 10, 10, that's 20, 40, 60. I'd say it's about 65 to yeah. 70 if you were just for to do but indoor and outdoor on a Budget. Yeah, and that's like sleeping in your van, calling, like, you know, but going you, to house to house. If, if you every had round. a Yamaha oh, oh. bumming parts off Star. Tommy used to work on the docks. You're not you singing the melody. Strike. He's down on his luck. You're not singing the melody. Yeah, You're but not. it's docks, not doctor. It's like the docks, like a boat dock. You, what you said, how long do you ride the docks? Yeah, doctors. Doctor. The well, doctors. Okay. Doc. But no one knows what that means. But <laughs> okay, but but it could be either one. It could you, be. It could be. You're, you're either 100% way. We're right. getting off the topic of Tommy. Whatever used to work melody on the that was there in the original song, you just completely okay. plastered it right. with your rendition. What Sorry, the fuck? <laughs> next question. Uh, next, uh, isn't, next. isn't our DV drop of that? Next question. Yeah, D, uh, there's, an, there's no, a DV. No, uh, no, not one that I have. Uh, no. Uh, next one is from White Jake. Uh, <laughs> any chance they do anything about the off-track markers or banners? Yeah, so RJ got an Acherby's banner into him, which those are supposed to fold, which yeah. they normally do. They, they normally do. Easily. Right. They like, fold easy and they just easy. break off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like RJ's one is a little bit of bad luck because he punctured along and all that. That's not. I'm just wondering if that, but because that stake has a hard spike on the bottom of it, so I wonder if it, like, flipped and rolled and then I wonder, yeah. There's no excuse for that Josh Gilbert. That No, that, 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 that yeah, that T-post was way too close that to the track. Way. And no excuse for that. terrible spot. Yes. And yeah, I think, exactly. A high-speed downhill. Well, no, choppy. I think that's not supposed to be there because I believe MX Sports or AMA has a rule that, like, no objects can be within, like, 
10 or 12 feet of the track border. Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely missed out on that one. Is Gilbert hurt from that? I thought he raced second I think he, No, yeah, he was okay. Yeah. He crashed out again, but yeah. Yeah, freaking <sighs> fantasy, man. Oh, I had him last week, 100 points. Thank you, Josh. Gilbert. God damn. Yeah. I, I had him hang down. I was like, oh, yeah, we're good. And then I'm like, oh, fuck I saw 340. Fired. I was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. And then I was like, Moseman, Gilbert, some other guy, too. I was uh, like, oh, God. Ooh, not a good weekend for Ty. No. Next. Next one is from Rotocross. Uh, Tyler and Adam, what is the best single form of exercise to get in or stay in riding shape? Mountain bike. Mountain bike. Mountain bike. Mountain bike. All right. Tyler King wants to know when the 2023 Supercross schedule will get released. Any ideas? Usually it's later, right? Yeah, October. Yes. Yeah. November. Yeah. I mean, September. I, have you October. heard anything about it? I have no. not. Mm-mm, the only thing I heard was Glendale is late. That's all I heard. And mm. I know we're going back to New York. Oh, we are, yeah. Or yeah. wherever we were this year. What? We were in Boston this year, Boston. so we're going back to New York. No, no, no. We're going to Boston again. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I heard through the grid. they were supposed to alternate those, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know for a fact, but... I got clippy, clippy. I'm out of the loop. Hey, yeah. hey we'll probably go to Anaheim. <laughs> wild, wild. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb there. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. This depends question. on how many Next times. Question. Okay. Uh, from Stephen Grenier, uh, how much does a podium rider get paid to wear the ugliest sunglasses ever produced? Oakley's Sexton's podium glasses and, and so Eli's, bad. dude, those things are bad. They weren't what? great. No, dude, no, 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 no. He's saying bad, bad like terrible. bad ass. No, no bad like no. terrible. Oh, really? No. Terrible. No, you know what's even worse than those ones? What? The Oakleys that they made those guys take a picture of like this last week or two. What were those? Oh, those were like old school ones. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. What were I don't know. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm an Oakley Core athlete. I wear Oakley glasses, you know, exclusively. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of that. But those. I wear. I, I think those Sexton ones would be fine on a bicycle. Yes. But not just. No, no, no not no. casual. As an no. athlete on a bicycle to like for the nose guard. Yeah. That's totally okay. Yeah. Casual. No way. Yeah. And mm-hmm. those other bug eye looking ones. Yeah. Dude, they're missing it on this right I know. now. I love my Sutros, and the, those are the glasses I wear all the time just because of the prism lens. But, yep. yeah, those ones I, I could Sutros. not vibe I with. Fi- I find Sutros heavy after a while. I, really? So I like the Jawbones, which are plastic. The Sutros are metal. No, the Sutros are plastic. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, moving on. I'm pretty sure. Right. Next question. Ray Atwood, what is the percentage pie that the Ryan Dungey wins in overall this I'm going to go 25%. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You, did we? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, mm. we just become friends right there? Yeah, we did. Best friends. Best friends. We Percentage best five? friends? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I could, vibe. I could vibe with 25%. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Rex Easley wants to know, which one of you is the better fisherman? Oh, God. There's not even a question. No, I'm a goddamn legend. Yeah, okay, man. So. I'm so much better. When I put my line in the water, a fish bites it. It's so much... <laughs> Like I'm so better at it. Like yeah, I just he even he doesn't even speak English. English. <laughs> I, he doesn't I, even speak English right I'm now. So, they they sure like so, my line in the water compared uh, to yours. I'm so better. You're I'm so better. You're five feet next to me, Dude, but yeah, you know he's what? having to bite my line. No, 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 you know what's so funny about what you're saying? Yep. Is like this is how me and Ty feel as experienced fishermen. You're acting like oh. I'm, I'm, I'm doing bike's... a triple. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a stock bike, 
and then you think there's no difference between a factory bike. Like you think Bro, the way a, I move my wrist and get that dude, worm jumping, I have the okay, better technique than humidity, anybody. Humidity, moonlight, type of line, what color is the water murky? Dude, there's you have like it's You got a radar that tells dude, you where the fish is. Moon bro, phase, biometric bro, pressure, bro, all that comes into bro, play. Tyler, when you actually like care. Tyler you has have a, a net that goes in the water and he scans it through the river and looks at the midges and the things that's in the river right now, then has a tie flying kit. He ties the right fly that matches the midges in the water and then goes and hooks up. I do do that. I don't think you're going to Who What the fuck? <laughs> I would. No, I, I probably wouldn't. Like, and, and then you say, oh, he likes his... You wouldn't catch anything, and Ty would bring in 50. I'm not kidding you. All right, cool. You think it's... Di cool. it's it, there's a cool. big difference. Cool. cool story, man. Next. Uh, from El Hombre, not the El Hombre, but a different one. Bummer. Uh, Bummer. Adam, would you rather win a Supercross main event one time or Ooh. have a billboard, billboard charting top 100 hip-hop track? I already did the billboard, so win a Supercross. Oh. He did do the billboard. Oh, on okay, the top 100, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah, top 100. Yeah, he for was, on, he was yep. on there for uh, almost a week, yep. top 100. Okay. He got up to oh, okay. almost fourteen for a day. Yeah, no, I, literally. Yeah. Real talk. Okay. Uh, from the lacrosse defense coach, uh, if you guys were allowed to run one supercross race, what rule changes would you implement? Hmm. I would implement like a jumping through a ring of fire. <laughs> Is and that then, a rule or a, a track? And an alligator pit. No, 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 no. I have the perfect one. But this is so fucking biased to me. It's not even funny. You would have to weigh, you would have to sit on your bike and weigh your bike with the rider on it. And then, <laughs> and then you'd like have you're to, like car racing. Yeah, everyone has to be the yeah, same weight. Yeah. Same weight. Yeah. And then you'd have to put a horsepower to weight ratio exactly right, the same. Right. So everybody had the same bike with the same weight bike. Hey, imagine if someone had to do like race with a weighted vest to match you. <laughs> Sexton's just got this, this fucking... He's he going off the track like, oh, Dudes, how are you doing this? I like it. Great rule. It's good, yeah. All right. Uh, last one is from TTP. Uh, for anyone except Steve, what is the bigger number? The number of moto wins by Honda in both classes or how many feet tall are Steve's uh, ceilings in his mansion? <laughs> This is an upper middle so class. So I'm house. saying, I'm saying, uh, this is uh, what's the ceiling height? Thirty feet? Man, I don't know. He it's, said a forty foot pretty, stick. It's pretty tall. It's about so, fifteen. You need an so extension you're saying, ladder. You're telling that me ain't 15, 15, that, that ain't no way. That ain't fifteen. I can. <laughs> the tip of my fingers eight foot. You're saying <laughs> this two of me like get to the top yeah. of the ceiling? Yes. What kind of measurements you give him, Pookie? <laughs> Dude, that is think, not in his favor. If that's that, 15 foot, that's his 15. shit's like one inch long, okay? <laughs> you know, this is the wrong way. I don't think they get a blowjob. <laughs> Dude, you're seeing okay, the first. Especially so in without the a doubt, back to the question, without Ty's a doubt. Ty's a regular listener of the show, so that's why he came in this morning uh -huh. or this, this, tonight with that ceiling talk. Yeah. Otherwise. Addy has no idea what's going no, on. No. no, I have no idea. I don't listen to the show. Right. I really don't. So, I know. Would you call this uh, an upper middle class house? Yes. Thank you. Upper, upper, <laughs> upper middle class. class. Definitely on the upper range. But it's definitely lower upper, upper class. 
Yeah, I mean, it's... How many bedrooms you got? <laughs> Four. Okay, is an upper middle class, I'd say an average house is around two. two How many three. AC units you got? <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so that's not the, in its We favor. have to pump the AC I, okay, get all I that have volume. To, um, <laughs> I have to justify one, yeah. myself for not listening to the show. No, okay? it's fine. No, no, no I don't Why? listen to the show okay. personally. Nobody cares. It's fine. Yeah. I don't listen to the show personally. He's going to tell us anyways. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, I'm going to tell you anyways, like the car salesman guy. Um, because, <laughs> Seven times. Because I personally am afraid. How I don't many times wanna, can you say personally? I don't want to hear any like shit talking about me or my team because I love Steve. And I know Steve does the show because. You got distracted? You would have just. I thought you said you fixed it. You would have just failed on your live skit, bro. Yeah, but it's all good. So I don't like to hear Steve or anybody talking shit about me because I know that this is your job. This is what you do. And sometimes if I do something bad, like I'm overweight, you have to say that. That's shit. That's just, it's part of your job. Yes. And I know you're not saying it to personally offend me. It's your job. Right. That's what you do is mm -hmm. you report what Supercross is and we Supercross and Motocross and I appreciate that as a fan as we need that more in our sport. We need more honesty. We need more upfront and just this is how it is because I feel like everybody wants to sugarcoat everything in our sport. You know, and I well, think it's refreshing yeah. to have you here and being able to say exactly what you want to say and I personally don't listen to the show because I want you to be able to speak freely, and I don't want to be offended by anything you would have to say because I know that the relationship. Girls in from LA, boy. <laughs> the relationship that we have. Yeah, I like no, our relationship. I, I, I appreciate that, and that's that's yeah. I I mean, I look, I, I don't. It's nothing personal when I criticize a rider or a team. It's just what I see or what and I think exactly. and what's going on. Exactly. There's plenty of positives on this show. Also, like 100%. talking about yeah. this dude's crushing it, this dude's killing it. Like, let's have you on the show. Honestly, like, like you know, from listening to your show. You you justify all your actions and you don't really talk shit about anybody unless it's like justified. And you, honestly, if you're a writer, just don't listen to the fantasy ones. <laughs> yeah, but like, I but I, but I even feel like I'm fine on the fantasy one. Yeah, but like sometimes, like if I was listening to the fantasy one, they're like, "Yeah, this guy sucks. He's gonna fade to the back. He's not gonna be doing good this year." Like, oh my god, for he real? Hasn't, he hasn't my, uh, been putting the work my in. Partners, like, my partners on that show get a little gnarly. <laughs> yeah, they do. Twist. They like. I'm like, damn. If I was like any one of these guys, and I was like, ooh. That's, yeah. good. That's a little harsh. I can't even imagine how pissed because you guys you're, have been. Because you're literally my you're putting picks. these guys into certain spots, and you're trying to figure out how they're going to get there. You know, so you got to like just, yeah, just you got to mark them off yeah. like, oh, the track's going to be gnarly. He's going to okay, fade. So like the, the whoops question, are big. He's not a whoop rider. The question was Honda. I think Honda has more wins than the, your ceiling height. Thank you. Well, right. how many? How, are you are we talking overall or Moto wins? No, I'm not allowed ever. to answer. They so said Honda forever wins. There's no way. I mean, obviously it was sarcasm. <laughs> now that I think about it, dirt, dirt, dirt. But yeah, ceiling height. <laughs> <laughs> yep, ceiling height. All right. That's old news, right? Motorsport.com. Thanks to those guys. Check them out. Um, hey, Ty. Yeah. Have you been in a motorcycle or car accident? Yes. Did some idiot or somebody take you out? Yes. Uh, you need to call attorney Arthur Draper. He's a friend of the show. 
He used to be a mechanic back in the day. <laughs> now he's an attorney. Do, do they do the last lap turns? I think Harriman and Harlan should contact Arthur Draper. <laughs> yes. And maybe launch a case against uh, Mr. Chase Sexton. Sexton. Yeah. 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 Dude, well, they, uh, they were directly in his line. And he just didn't the, move. The, the Harryman one was a little weird, but I mean, neither, Chase didn't mean to do it either way. No, yeah, and, no. And the uh, problem with Harryman went outside thinking he was going to go inside, and then right when he looked back, he was still kind of in that outside line, and he leaned in and just wham. Yeah, yeah. And then, like that yeah. was just unfortunate. Mm. Uh, Arthur takes the time to know the clients. We'll take the time to talk to you personally. Consultations are free. You just need to call ArthurDraper.com. Arthur only gets paid if you get paid. There's no risk to you. Check him out. He can practice in a few different states. ArthurDraper.com. Help is only a phone call away. Thank you, Arthur and Harriman and, and Harlan will be in touch, I'm sure. And then there was a guy that Roxon ran over. He crashed down right in front of Roxon in Moto 2 or something, I think. So. Oh, yeah, the lapper dude. Yeah, the lapper guy. Mm. Yeah, tough weekend for the yeah. lappers. Mm. Harlan's getting better, though. Yeah, Hawaii zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> is, there a, is there a privateer that you cheer for, Ty, that you really like? Mm. Somebody you personally know or somebody that you just like their, you know, no, not, I, not really. No. Honestly, no. I have I have a more relationship with like Kenny just because we spent so much time together at Castillos, right. but I haven't seen yep. any of those guys for a while. And for you, you're up in Reno. Yep, you're working at a motocross track. Mm-hmm. You're running and operating. You're doing your schools. Yep, yep. 95A Motors Motorsport Complex. So yeah. if you're ever in the Reno, Fallon, Dayton, Winnemucca area, we're going to be open Saturday and Sunday. Winnemucca, awesome. Winnemucca, yeah. yeah, out there. Uh, that's awesome. I'm glad you're doing well though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, how much you get to ride? Uh, well, my bike broke like uh, mm. I don't know, a couple weeks ago. That and sounds I, pretty typical. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I had a hairline fracture in, like, my frame, and I got it welded, and then I plugged my wiring harness back together, and it doesn't start. So I'm, like, doing relay switches and some electrical. What's super fun. Um, but before that, I was, like, riding one time, you know, every or, like, you know, when the track was good, I was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be a sick day. Right. I'm going to make some lines. I'll be, like, I'll go out there and make some lines and ride with everybody, and then I'll go ride in the kids' practice, and, like, yeah. it's jump, fun. Jump yeah. around. Uh-huh. Nice, nice. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad you're doing well, for sure. Uh, all right, I'm gonna lead, lead, I'm gonna uh, read off our names and our sponsors. I want you mm. guys to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you sure? This segment has gone bad. I feel like with you two, it'll go okay. Okay. Please, Jesus, help me. All right, here we go. You ready? <laughs> yep. Motorsport.com. Wash Hugo. Well, no, it's got to go like this way. That's oh, why okay. You, you weren't looking at me, so sorry. I'll start with you. Wash Hugo. Wash Hugo. Yep. Oh, okay. Fly racing. Awesome gear. I want some new AC gear. Decal works. Um, my YZ85, I got a brand new set of decal works graphics and I went to a race and I was like, so beyond stoked. Cause it was the first set of actual backgrounds that I got that were imprinted in my numbers. Yeah. And oh, our wow. dad like made her own graphics when you're off of decal works. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm. Yep. Oh, sweet. Okay. Race tech. Good suspension. X-Brown goggles. Man, Richard Taylor's a great guy. He is. Uh, rental. Great bars. Michelin. Uh, Travis Pastrana with yellow tires. Fair enough. A Cherubis. Always comes out and very innovative with their plastic colors. All right. Firepower, batteries and chains. Uh, Alex Ray. All right. Maxima. Great, great products. SC1. Pro filter. The, that weird color in green that comes out on those filters. Green? You know the oil? No, the no, air it's like fil- a like oil. The, you know how they're the vacuum oil back and it's like filter. the army green color. No, that's that's not that's not pro filter. Pro filter's blue. Is hey, it? Was it? Didn't they used, it to, be used green? to be green? Not that I Whatever, know. Whatever, it green. Right. That's right. what comes to my mind. Okay. 
<laughs> Skosh. Great charging board. ORW. Garrett Marchbanks. No. <laughs> Alex Martin's ass. <laughs> Troll's ass. Yep. Uh, OGO Power Sports. <gasps> Great bags. Oh, and Kiefer's 9800 for two days. Dude. Can we <laughs> I, talk about that? When I, when I heard that, I was like, what the fuck did he bring? Like, bro, dude. like, why? Heather checking him in at three in the morning. Oh, my God. When I heard that, I was like, dude, Heather, you're way too good for him. Yeah. Like, uh, damn. Love the OGO Power Sports bags. Uh, um, and Pilo. Whether it's Pilo is awesome. Uh-huh. Rig bag. I got the rig bag for my gear. I got 9800 for travel. I got a layover for travel. I got a backpack yeah. with all the sleeves and zipper pockets in oh, it. Oh, dude, I love OGO. And, too, you know what's even sicker than that? On the OGO catalog, they have the list of the pro riders, and I'm still on there. Fantastic. That's even sicker. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah. Nice. Way to never update. All right, FMF. <laughs> uh, FMF Mega Bomb header when it first came dude. out, and I got it put on my CRF 250. <laughs> Those things were sick. One day when they first came out, because they had the power bomb. You know what I mean? It yeah, was like a little, little one. one. Mega bomb. And they came out uh, with the mega bomb, and I had to have one. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Guts Racing. Ooh, great seat covers. They are. Atlas Neck Brace. I, I Just because you said it, but Dylan Wright. Cheers. Nope. Dylan okay. Wright. Villapoto. Okay. Works Connection. Great whole shot devices, and I cannot live without their purchase. I love the purchase. Yeah. Uh, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. <laughs> a website. <laughs> That's it. I don't even know. Get a job. Yeah, get a job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, get data. Oh, great ECUs. WUSA. Red hubs. Just sick red hubs. <laughs> All right, moving on. Ride engineering. Ah, oh, that argument that that the dude had. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. But uh, no, great clamps and, you know, keepers incorporated with them. Intense so cycles. <sighs> Ryan Dungey. All right. Suspension direct. <sighs> Zombie blows. I don't know why, but I know they are not any correlations or anything yeah, because we'll zombie blows is race tech. But yeah, we'll just move on. Suspension, bro. It was a, a, a loose connection. <laughs> yeah. Very loose. Um, Very loose. Hey, I didn't talk about the Manscape tonight. No. I need I to was, talk about Manscape. Yeah, I was hoping to get one. We don't I'm out of them right now. Will Haunt took my last one. What's that well, one? What's that one? That's Is just that a box. Just a box? That's just a box. Damn. False Manscape four point lawnmower? How no. how's your how's your Jumanji down there? Bro, I keep my shit trimmed. With, like, are like, you kidding me? Look at his face. No, bro. But that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. I <laughs> keep my balls shaved, ice clean, and then I got like a little trim job in the front. That way, you no know, we chance still got right now. Man. No oh, chance. you want to see it? Yeah, whip it out right now. No, <laughs> I'll show Ty. I will. I'll show Ty. I know exactly what his dick looks like. I don't care. <laughs> Manscaped 4.0. It looks exactly like mine. They got a. uh, It's waterproof. It's got a light on it. Yep. It's got a 7,000 RPM clipper. It's got a clipper guard on it. I'm more interested in the nose one because, dude, nose hairs bug me. I got one of those for you. I'll give you one, please. I got one of those. Oh, I don't know that. Well, damn, dude, I hate nose hairs. Okay, well, we have that. We have the ear and nose hair promo code. Dudes out there, okay. This shit's important. It's a weed whacker. It's called a weed whacker. Okay. Manscaped. 4,000 RPMs. This shit is important. Okay. Four, uh, Pulp MX 20 is the code to say with Manscaped. Please check it out. Uh, they got the weed whacker. They got the, okay. uh, the, the lawnmower. They got a whole line of performance products as well, like for cool. your hair and, and, and the deodorant and everything. Cool. 
Pulp 20, Pulp MX 20 is coded with manscaped.com. Awesome. Nice. Right. Did, did, Man, did, keep your shit trimmed. Did, did it not go back to just Pulp Mex? Yeah, that's what I said. You said Pulp Mex 20. Yeah, you did. Pulp Mex. Oh, Pulp Mex code. Yeah, just use Pulp Mex code. Pulp Sorry. Pulp Mex yep. to save with Manscaped. My bad. Pulp MX. Yep, that's the code to save with Manscaped. That's it. And Thank keep you your shit guys. trimmed up, dude. Dude. Chicks are not going to be into you if you got nose hairs coming out your tip, yeah. out the fucking end of your nose, and right. your fucking eyebrows. You got a uni all the way across. You want to pick up some bitches? Keep your shit trimmed. You don't ever see Deuce with a uni or nose hairs coming out his nose. Period. I mean, Unattractive. I, it's, it's a great ad. Mm-hmm. Very great. Uh, why school piston? Old school, just fort guards like we were Dude. talking about. Just Contingency programs. Forever pissed. Contingency programs from Wise School. <laughs> uh, and finally, Twisted T. Oh, Billy, Billy Grotto, dude. Billy just Grotto. A legend. You know what? And to his dog. Oh, he's got, yeah? I think his dog's name's Tank. Okay. And he is the coolest little Frenchie. Dude, and Billy, dude, just great people. Yeah. I met more of them in Boston. Um, just. The whole crew, oh, just good people. Let's just put it that way. Just good people in and general. Marks has been trying the twisted tea. You're down. Yeah, like I like the peach one a lot. The peach one. I don't. I don't mm. love tea, but even the regular tea one isn't bad. Like I can right. tolerate it, but yeah. the peach one's actually like pretty good. So I heard the nice. half and half's good, and the raspberry's really good. Is what I've heard. Okay, I so he must be a I'm peach guy. He's a peach. He's a, peach. Yeah, a peach. he's a peach. He's a son of a peach. <laughs> he's, a, he's a peach. That ass is just like a peach ass. This is a peach. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you to the guys at Twisted Tea. Uh, Levi Kitchen, Ryan Morris, Lewis Phillips, Jason Thomas, Chris Kiefer, favorite interview? Uh, Levi Kitchen. Deuce? Uh, Ryan Morris because, I mean, I always like hanging out with Kiefer, but I think right. my favorite was Ryan Morris because I'm very interested in in you know the product development yep. and how you go about doing that testing and my story getting screwed on the golden wrench oh <laughs> yeah great also great mm -hmm. as well great uh all right everybody thank you for uh listening tonight ty adam thank you for coming in yeah thank Appreciate you for it. coming us bring us down yeah Dude, i'm, I'm glad we so worked it out yeah. yeah you guys are always great on here for it sure it was a pain in the ass to get us here I'm it was sorry. a pain in I, the yeah. ass I apologize. more from you than him yes but yes both of you I well, can I'm, a, I'm a dad now <laughs> okay I mean, I'm a he dad. is a dad now. That I is mean, I factual. know, I know that's a natural. You, you smirking? I'm, yeah, I'm he, just not he's used going to the like fact. He's going because he's used to me making excuses for being late, but now I have like a legitimate right, one. Yep, yep. So he's just pissed, <laughs> dude. Um, you're born late. <laughs> I, I don't remember him being late a lot, but the communication could be better. Though. Oh my, that's dude, what the it is. Communication. The communication. Where I'm like, hey guys, you, you want to come up here? Have you ever got into a situation where you had to wake him up? No. Oh God! Thank God. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's bad. It's horrible. It's dude. I so just a quick story because I know we're wrapping it up and stuff like that. But just to give you, so I was down the hall in our house, and it went Addie's room, like a wall, my room, and his door would sh be shut, and my door <laughs> would be shut, and his alarm would wake me up. Because he would let it go for so long. I would wake up, wake his ass up, and then shut his phone off. You just would lay there? Yeah. I and could just sleep let through it. it. Just, no, I could sleep through it. I could sleep through it. I'm the just like, bro, on full what? Fast. You're one and of I'd those people. I'd be having yes. dreams about, nee, nee, nee. I'd be having a dream. And Ty'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Get up. I'm like, dude, what are you? And then he'd turn it off and I'd go back to bed. 
Dude, there's been a couple times where I left oh. him and he would be livid with oh, me. Maybe dude. if you get a little better communication, we can get you guys back down here. Oh, I would love it. You know? Yeah, I would, I'd be down. Right. Maybe I'll we'll just, just get Ty. Yeah. Maybe. You know? Why not? Try to get them caught up on how many shows we've been on. Right. Yeah, you're, you've been a lot more. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to the Antonio Brothers for coming in. Always fun uh, to talk to you guys. Uh, we'll be in next week. Um, Justin Starling's in studio. Nice. Yeah, Ooh. Justin Starling. Nice. He's always yeah. pretty good. Yeah, he's going to be really good. So looking forward to that. Uh, Travis? Yes. That was weird. <laughs> Why? You call him Marks. Yeah, you don't. You, oh, I mean, you call uh, me. Tra- that's what my uh, wife calls me when I'm in trouble. Uh, like, Marks. Thank trouble? you. You're Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Peter. Yes, sir. Producer Pete. Producer Pete. Good job tonight. Glad to be here. Way to hang in there. Yeah, long hours. Oh, yeah. Yep. Grinding it out. Yep. Uh, thanks to Swiss Corps and Moser, of course. And thanks to the Internet Brothers. Thanks to our guests tonight. Thanks to Pookie. And, uh, yeah, it's been another fun show. Pop Mech Show. Thanks to Motorsport.com, Decal Works, Fly Racing. We're out for now, but we will see you next Monday. Thanks for listening. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff. And I was totally nude. And it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.